PKA 576 with our guest Tavrish, a.k.a. Freddie. Taylor? This episode of PKA brought to you by Lucy Blue Chew. The remaining hats you can still get. Uh, I think there's still some hats from our, our Christmas collection, maybe. Are we still selling sweaters. those? <laughs> we <laughs> might be. I think everything might be sold out. And then lock and load, back in stock. Derek yeah. Derek did us uh, did us well, and he's got 20,000 more bottles in there. So go ahead and check out Lock and Load. Not anymore. Yeah. Oh, not, yeah, you're right. They're, they're going through the stupid those amount quick. sold. I don't um, know how many. I, like, like rough math, you get, if you guys actually really do want to get some lock and load, um, you need to order like not this week, but next week, or it's going to be gone probably at this yeah. rate. Yeah. Start coming like a man by yourself. Your cum pills. We'll yeah. circle back to the lock and load. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, losers. <laughs> I've become like, uh, I don't know, an ejaculate aficionado. It was at really. least, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Freddie. <laughs> anyway, we have uh, lots of different types back here. You know, here's here's my uh, 75 collection. That one's yeah. real near and dear to my heart. <laughs> That's great. You have your come by year. Mm-hmm. Ooh, an 08. And it's what just like rancid. At? I don't know my cars at all. Is that a Corvette? Uh, oh, back here? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, a Lamborghini. Uh, that's a Lamborghini Gallardo. Um, it's like one of their uh, their their cheaper ones. Like it's a kind of an entry level, but it's a convertible. It has a bunch of stuff done to it. Entry and, level. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, well, horse back there on the rack. Like, like, what else you got going on? Oh, so uh, yeah. Well, let me let me see if you guys. The black can... one is that a Corvette? Looks like uh, a I, white one. I do is have a Corvette somewhere back there. Night news with assault rifles, Woody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking at this point. So, <laughs> so there's there's probably like twenty something cars in here. Uh, it's Good like gosh. it's a it's a mess in here. Um, so this is my shop. This is where I do all my work. Uh, I got everything from like just old pieces of crap to you know supercars and stuff like that but anything and everything that you know any car lover would want is in here mm-hmm. so i got a corvette i got mercedes lamborghini ferrari uh toyota supras and lexus and uh, have some aston martins at another shop over there so i mean it's it's really cool i mean this is this are is many of those your your personal cars or are those ones you're working on mostly oh all, all of them are my personal cars that's the oh. answer i wanted that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah wish I- I've had Kyle's opinion on this, but I'd like yours. I have a little thing in my head for the Lotus. Is it the Esprit? What is the very light Lotus? It's almost a go-kart. So that would be the Elise. Um, yeah, yeah. They just made a new one, uh, and that one is called... Oh, my God. People are going to going to kill me for this because it just it just completely uh um you will be I, under I, the shield of woody's ignorance they won't I, notice absolutely yours. Not. Uh, the, but mira? the mira there i know it was an e thing because before they had yeah. the avora uh but yeah it's the amira and it's really really cool it does that same lightweight uh thing but it has like a 3.5 v6 that's actually from a camry which mm-hmm. doesn't really sound all that great except for the fact that it's like really good power to weight it's in the middle of the car so that is really cool um i think you should look at getting one of those if you like that sort of Lotus, um, you know, ethos, like where, you know, light car and not too much power, but it, it'll, yeah, there we go. Oh, that looks so good. They used to have cool. them on eBay for like 35 grand. And, and yeah, thir- can I interrupt? 35 grand is a super interesting price because it, it is for some people, 35 grand is like an unattainable. How would you ever have that kind of spare cash mm-hmm. for others? Like it is the upper limit of an impulse purchase. Like it, it's, yeah, you know, like, like it's a, uh, it, it's like, you know, so, so 35 grand is, is a lot. If you're looking at it through the lens of like 10 or 15 years ago, uh, the average price of a new car is $40,000 right now. Jeez. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, and as far as Lotuses, like the the Elise, which is like a smaller car than the Amira that uh, that you guys just pulled up, um, that every single one in existence is on eBay for thirty to thirty five thousand uh, dollars. And it drives really nicely, but you give up a lot. I mean, it's not very practical. It's uh, it's really kind of smushed around you, especially if you're a bigger guy like I. I, I, I hate this pounds. one. How, yeah, what is it? I, I'm looking at this car and I know I can't fit in this car. Yeah, I hate I'm, this one. I'm, the other one was cool. How can I'm, you? Yeah. I don't have any sense of scale, Kyle. What are you using? The tires, maybe? Just, just I don't know. This car looks tight. The garage door, honestly, like I, yeah, I don't know, like putting my my car comes up higher to me. Like that, um, see that that rib that's kind of even with the roof of the car. That's mm -hmm. about my stern, my um, my um. I keep forgetting what this. Help me, Woody. This thing. Your um sternum. It is your sternum, I think. Yeah, yeah. I want yeah. to your solaplex, maybe. Solarplex, yeah. That's the worst thing for it. It's like right there. It's right there on me. Like, 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 the sternum good. bone connects to the yeah. <laughs> Goddamn go kart. It looks like there's like a wall outlet near the left front headlight that's yeah. like at the same height of the fucking yeah. car. It, it is. It is a tiny, tiny car. Actually, mm -hmm. I have a Lotus uh, up here. You can probably see it like right there. So mm -hmm. that is a uh, Lotus Esprit, and those came out in. Uh, 19 well i mean they, they were out for a million years but that one's a 1990 and mm -hmm. uh it's uh essentially the car that was in pretty woman um i don't know if you remember that movie that was like this yeah. uh yeah mm -hmm. so uh that's the one that julia roberts says oh it, it rides like it's on rails uh and uh richard gear can't drive it so that car i can't fit in like at all you have to take the roof off mm -hmm. so it's um they've always made really really small cars but i think the newer ones they realize that they make people bigger than five foot four so mm -hmm. uh they actually fit people in there and those things are awesome like the avora is really good and the amir is going to be awesome those are neat yeah i i like the i don't know shit about cars but like from that like no nothing perspective i love mm -hmm. how those lotuses look like they'd be worth like 200 grand like if yeah. i see one of those on the road i don't really get that it's not a supercar as it's someone like, who doesn't know about it's cars. like that's what a midget would drive if he was really wealthy that's right like so it, it's interesting because like a lot of times you know in my life i'm always surrounded by people that are car enthusiasts and it's it's sort of a breath of a breath of fresh air to think you know with people that you know to talk with people that don't really know too much about cars i mean i know you guys like like cars mm -hmm. and you know you've talked about it on the on the podcast before but um like what is what do you what do you guys like hmm i don't they know both i know really... a lot more than i do about about cars so well, they have you a... must not know much at all oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to pump your tires like, <laughs> the, the electric stuff is really interesting to me but mm -hmm. but it, it's um you know it, it feels like it's it's like it's getting so good, so much better. Uh, it's acceleratingly getting better faster. Yeah, that's what oh, yeah. I was thinking. Acceleratingly yeah. is clearly what you were going yeah, for. That's what I was going for. <laughs> you know, every day it seems like something new comes. Zoomingly, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, and I feel like if you, if you get one now, then the, the one that comes out next year is just so much better. What's the uh, the Rivian? That thing looks really. Oh, yeah. It seems like it does a lot of cool stuff, but it looks mm -hmm. shit. That's Rivian? I take that's that funny. Thing. Like, I don't yeah. it like you do. Oh, mm -hmm. well, I mean, it looks like an old Tacoma. Freddie, where are you on the looks? So, so the Rivian looks good. Um, I think they were trying to do the utilitarian thing where, you know, they're like, people just want a pickup truck that looks like a pickup truck and they, they don't want to stand out. Like the cyber truck is fine, but you can't make a car that looks like that. I know you've had Matt Parr, uh, Matt Farah on 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he has very, very mm-hmm. specific opinions about stuff. And I, I seem to share a lot of his sentiments that, like, there are laws that say you can't make a car that looks like this because <laughs> people exist. Like, what if you hit one of them? So, you know, things like that mean um, yeah. you need a car that looks like a car. And uh, the Rivian is pretty cool. The um, There's a Ford F-150 Lightning that's oh, coming oh. out. And, and Lightning is, like, kind of a pun on the, the EV thing. But it's really cool because now it has a mm-hmm. frunk. Uh, that you can fit things in and also you have uh, a lot of space in the back and they put the batteries just where you would put batteries in anything like right between the frame rails where nothing is in a gas car so i mean they make a lot of sense they have a lot of torque you know they have a lot of towing capacity but we don't know what's going to happen later on when they actually have to be tested and whatnot you know for listeners that have Mm -hmm. never lived in like with a truck you really miss the trunk like it, th- there is no storage space in a truck, like pretty yeah. much at all. You buy jumper cables and all of a sudden it, I don't know what that noise was. You, you buy jumper cables and all of a sudden it's like, what? How, there is not even a spot. What do they go by the passenger's feet? There's literally zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no some truck. trucks, they, they, they mitigate that a little bit because, uh, you know, they'll have like some fold out stuff like the newer Dodge Rams, um, like the beds are actually like hollow. So on the sides, you can fit tools and things. Ram boxes. Yeah. 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 In in my truck, I bought something after market. It's maybe like a metal giant toolbox that fits under the rear seat. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I can put a first aid kit and some jumper cables and maybe a tow hitch in there. But a stock like I want to say like the glove box and the center console is all the storage the truck came with. And yeah. I, you miss the trunk. That's all you, you, you kind of need it. So the front would be really nice. Yeah. 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 So those are cool. I mean, the EV stuff, the, the electric vehicle space is, is interesting to me. I don't have any electric vehicles and I'm sort of like, I, I need to dip my toe in the water a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've driven a ton of them, but I don't, I don't know, man. Like, it's just something about the imperfection of an internal combustion engine. You know, like the the sometimes when it misfires or gives you that like like pop on the up upshift, it's like there's something about it, man. It feels it feels human. It feels like it has personality, um, and you feel like you can really not fall in love with it, but you can feel like you can bond with it. Mm-hmm. And um, with an electric car, they it's missing something. It, it more it's more like an appliance, you know. That exists in the motorcycle world too, which I'm a little more in touch with. Where uh, the imperfections, the run, like they work so hard to get the vibration out, and then you have one with no vibration. You're like, "What is this? Mm-hmm. Like, this is <laughs> garbage. It doesn't even have personality." I don't know. My motorcycle's never told me a joke. Its personality is mm-hmm. kind of bland. But maybe I would miss it if it was that. Oh, yeah, was I, you you would miss it if every car was like that, and you couldn't get that back. You know, like there's what I like when you have a car that has the last of some sort of technology, even if that technology is crap. Like even Mm -hmm. if we have all agreed that that technology should be on its way out, like if you have the last iteration of like, let's say some really awful Pinto. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get hit in the back of that car. But other than that, you know, it's fine. I want Mm -hmm. want a car that has that thing with the seat belt that automatically puts it on me again. I miss. Oh, yeah. I want that. I remember seeing those like like a parent's like a friend's parent would have a car like that. And I would like in my head be like, these people are fabulously wealthy. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it was like a car from like 1980. Are you from the future? (laughs) (laughs) I remember the first car that had a digital like 
dashboard. And by the way, it kind of sucked. The speedometer would update like every four seconds. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It wasn't smooth. Oh, yeah. yeah, the frame per second were, was was really, yeah. really bad. Yeah. But it was like, oh my God, it's like mm-hmm. an alarm clock. But yeah. I, yeah. I, I love stuff like that. Like I have cars that are the last of their generation with a manual transmission. I have uh, the a rotary car back there. Um, I have stuff. Uh, I have a Mazda RX-7. Yep. Okay. Um, what so, is a rotary? What does rotary car mean? So a rotary means, uh, you know, like in in a regular engine, uh, you have pistons uh, and a crank, and you know that has cylinders. Mm-hmm. So in a rotary engine, instead of it being uh, pistons that go up and down, it's like a Dorito-shaped rotor, and it goes around a housing, and each of those little points of contact create compression. And those are a combustion event. So it's like this, essentially a spinning Dorito, um, just going really, 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 really fast. And uh, that's what creates uh, the combustion. And they make these engines really, really small. So that engine is a 1.3 liter, but it makes a decent amount of power. It makes like 300 horsepower. Um, But there's a lot of downsides. I mean, their longevity is nothing. Uh, You can flood them really easily. Yeah, yeah, the oil is, yeah. (laughs) They drink it's, a it, lot. Yeah, they drink a lot of oil. You ha- you have to pre-mix the oil. Yeah, so that that's another thing. So there's a motorcycle with a rotary engine. I forget the name of it. It's not one that you'd probably heard of. Like I had never heard of it, mm-hmm. but uh, it's really interesting. It 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 goes. The RPM is super high, and um, it drinks a ton of oil. Like you just pretty much keep oil with you. Like whatever that. What do diesel trucks have that like you pour it in with it? Oh, uh, I mean, you could do like there, there's there's and, some stiction and, thing and like yeah, yeah. It's, it's like some some additive. There's uh, there's yeah. def there's I def fluid. That's what I was um, going yeah. for. But and, anyway, this motorcycle is like two stroke adjacent to drink so much oil. Yeah, but uh, it is cool. The engine it sounds like was a not in the built ass. for a motorcycle. So <laughs> it's hundred like percent a pain in the, the form ass. Factors yeah. that, but yeah. it's different. It's different. Like I I will mm-hmm. go deep diving into my knives like I always do. But I like ones with different actions, knives that open from the side, knives that spring out from the front. Yeah. I, it's neat. Oh, so wow. it, just think about, think about it like this. Like if you have a girlfriend that is really cool in this one thing, but like in every other thing, she's just a giant pain in the ass. <laughs> um, but you still keep her around because it's like where, you know, you're not going to find another person like this. So that, that's yeah. sort of how I am with all these. Heads cars. too good. It, exactly yeah the, the head game is on point so you know why you know <laughs> so is is that lambo I, I was looking at your channel earlier today is that lambo right behind you the one that you like call around the country for trying to find the absolute cheapest lambo you could grab yeah so that is um that's sort of my shtick uh mm-hmm. so all of my cars are the cheapest most neglected you know stuff like that because i i'm not a guy who goes out and buys anything new like i've never bought a new car in my life uh mm-hmm. i don't finance anything so i can't really you know all i do is spend my money on cars so um i just buy whatever cheapest you know sometimes they're crashed sometimes they're totaled and whatever and i rebuild them and i make them into what i would consider like the best version of that car so mm-hmm. this this lamborghini uh it has uh, i feel like um Who's that? Who's that guy uh, that has all those uh, commercials? And he's uh, he's like a, some fake guru. And it's like here in my garage, you know, my Lamborghini. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Mays? <laughs> no, no, not Billy Mays. Like uh, I was a real guru and a real coke fiend. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, God, I can't remember. I, I I can't remember the name. Um, but yeah, so uh, this Lamborghini has um, it has a manual transmission, which is uh, actually really rare. Uh, in these cars, uh, and it has a built engine with twin turbos. It should make like somewhere around 1300 horsepower. Um, but 
you know, it's uh it's it's a fun project. I love building them and I, mm-hmm. I love like making them into something that they weren't supposed to be from the factory. Woody, That's your awesome. knife that comes out from the middle, is that the um CRKT snap? It is. Okay. Yeah. Um what was I going to ask? So I have oh, a question. Oh. I have a question for you guys. Um, yeah. So like, like so we, I don't want to get into like super geeky, nerdy car talk because, uh, you know, I feel like we have we have a lot a lot more in common. Um, we, you know, we're all sort of YouTubers. Um, mm-hmm. What is I've been talking with a lot of my YouTuber friends and like we have been seeing at least in the automotive space we have been seeing our views pretty much take a nosedive but the money like the cpm has been going up have, have you I guys hate been it when people that? try to discuss business with the show. <laughs> um <laughs> our views have not crashed since covid they've kind of gone up no and... not 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 cra- uh, no crash is a crash is a bad word and i don't want to bring like any business into this I, i'm just saying like as far as where you think youtube is going as a platform i don't mean to discuss any numbers or anything but um yeah like where do you think um the platform is is headed uh you know like say the next year or so that implies that i think more than i really do <laughs> <laughs> kyle you with me on this <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't put any thought whatsoever into like youtube as a platform really i i think that um for a long time they've been trending toward brands and big business and away from small content creators and that's for a mm-hmm. very very long time almost a decade now mm-hmm. so you know that's it, but but if if that's what it takes for them to turn a profit, then that's what it takes for them to turn a profit, and and hopefully. So I thought they were profitable. They've been profitable I've for many years. Heard they right? broke even. Yeah, I'm out of date. They used to break even. Say they say four years ago. I know I'd be right. Yeah, wow. but break um, even. Do you know selling the every, everybody down the river? Right. Like like mm-hmm. like. I mean I mean just just the way the home page works is is sort of yeah. It's all big business. You know mainstream media organizations they promote big. big yeah. Business. Like if you if you, just, if you show up like unlogged in, that's what it is. It's like you get Fox, CNN, fucking, you know, this post sponsored by Monsanto. How how come how you can have, how our peas are saving the planet? Like shit like that, where it's all, you know, sponsored mm-hmm. content or big Fortune 500 so, company. I think that's a big reason they got rid of the dislike is mm-hmm. they don't want those those big companies and those big media organizations getting absolutely butt fucked by the common man. I think that yeah. um, the news organizations, especially the ones that would be branded as liberal get disliked a ton um and that was my own theory on why they got rid of it i have no real experience with the non-logged in youtube like mm-hmm. but the logged in youtube seems to really feed me what i want and right i go through phases where like i'm watching a lot of fitness stuff or maybe i'm mm-hmm. watching a lot of motorcycle stuff lately mm-hmm. and uh it just like oh sometimes it, it does the job with like viewers who like you know, more plates, more dates also like, and you're like, I do also like that. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. What more, what more can you show me TV? <laughs> you want to find ride. Like, sometimes it does do a good job, but like, yeah. well, it's not showing you like the best of the best. Like for all we know, there's some like 90 year old grandma or 13 year old kid mm-hmm. out there like, playing the piano really re- well right now. And they should have became the next Justin Bieber, but we don't do that anymore here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't do that anymore here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there's know, a guy. His YouTube channel is C90 Adventures, and he's known for riding a C90, which is this tiny old Honda, really simple thing, and taking trips on it that you wouldn't expect him to take. Guys, I'm making this up a little bit, but he's like circumnavigated America. He goes from like Alaska to fucking Chile or something. Somehow he went from Scotland to Australia on a motorcycle that only goes 45 miles an hour. I'm like, this guy's so badass. Did you want to say something, Kyle? 
I just feel like Australia is a continent and there's a lot of water. Dude, <laughs> he will take his motorcycle apart, put it in luggage, get on a 18 foot long fishing boat and say, all right, I know okay, there's rules against on. motorcycles on these fishing boats, okay. but <laughs> this is luggage. These are motorcycle parts, not a motorcycle. And you're like, well, I guess he's got <laughs> us there. <laughs> it's still like 300 pounds though. Like it's not. Here's what would have sold it for me. He takes his Ducati apart and rigs the engine up as an outboard. <laughs> oh, yes, that would be more impressive. Nobody's impressed by a motorcycle trip from New York to London. Or, or even cool. like, <laughs> you just get on a plane. Imagine, 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 imagine the bike fully assembled, but there's like a pulley system. <laughs> he's, just, he's he's on the bike like revving it up and like boating out oh that would be great have you ever seen the guy who rode his bike on pipe at pipeline pipe so pipe. maybe you have seen the people who can literally ride a dirt bike on water yeah, I mean, i've so never done I, anything yeah, like remotely like it, it but yeah, they yeah. skid across it oh, but yeah, yeah. keep in mind they don't skid across it a little bit like as a party trick like these people can go into the ocean and out there and this guy rides his motorcycle out into the ocean go and he rides a wave back on a fucking motorcycle <laughs> it is out but this isn't c90 adventures my point was about the youtube algorithm he uh uh this guy hadn't <laughs> uploaded a video in a year but he's one of my favorite guys he does voiceovers and he has a real gift for it mm -hmm. and he finally uploads a video and youtube is like oh don't forget what he likes this here you go and i i watched and enjoyed his video so so if you uh if you showed a person from the 1800s somebody getting on a motorcycle riding out into the ocean and coming back again they would worship his him as a new god like it, yeah right <laughs> dude he would, it would just be a new religion it'd be I, so easy to pretend to be god to any like group of people you know who have never like, come across technology or a lighter it's so, so, all right pause there i have often thought like man if i went back in time i would be a genius and then it's like, well, actually, Woody, do you know how to split atoms? No, I, I just know about that other people know it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can you start a fire without tools? Uh, well, no. <laughs> did, did I remember to bring my glasses? I don't know. Yeah, dude, I, I thought about that too. Yeah. Like, all I would be because I wouldn't know enough to explain anything. I would just be the guy, like, and another thing that's cool, <laughs> yeah. and, and also this will happen. And they're like, "This guy's a fucking asshole." Burn right. him at the stake. I'm gonna go to ancient Greece, and like, you guys, I've got 20 years computer programming experience. Fuck, I didn't <laughs> learn Greek. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like the uh, the Joe Rogan bit. That's like, what what happens if all the smart people leave and we don't know how to make anything? So then it's like you just have all this technology that you like. Can you make a toaster? Because I can. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a good vibe for what'll be popular on Facebook. Is is that useful anymore? Like, well, <laughs> I can. Uh, I know what good SEO is. So uh, yeah, right. You just point me to the nearest search engine. Oh, yeah. Aristotle's gonna be blown away by your SEO <laughs> <laughs> inputs. He's going to uh, be like, you're a monster, as he's like fucking a nine-year-old. It's like, God damn, you're really smart that we forgot about this part of it. Like, <laughs> I, I often think of like, what would happen if you're, you know, if what, the technology that we have was applicable, you know, even a hundred years ago, like if we had Twitter uh, in the times of like in 1930, like would World War II have happened? I don't know. Ooh, yeah, it, it, be people just would have been edgier online about it. I know, I know, but like we're we're always. I feel like Twitter or or social media gets it to a point where it's like we're almost at that tipping point, but we never actually go there because everybody's just fine being here. You know. Mm -hmm. Actually, I didn't understand be. that at all. We, we we tip and then, but we're just here. Yeah, yeah. So so let's say like you're always on the edge of fighting, like a fist fight. 
you know, like you like getting out and and uh, and causing a ruckus with somebody else. But we never actually get over that that edge of like, oh. all right, you know, hold me back, hold me back, you know, that, <laughs> that sort of thing. We're all already there. But, you know, back then we're just like, fuck it, we're going to war. Like, we're just going to yeah. kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, World War Two in particular, that it might have gone the same way. Like if they bombed Pearl Harbor and there was Twitter, mm-hmm. I think everybody else would have been like, duh, nuke them. Not, I, yeah, maybe but, not I mean, nuke them. Specifically. But before we get, <laughs> what do you know? But just, but, I, I, can I can I go a yeah, little longer? Yeah, when yeah, after yeah. when nine eleven happened, dude, everyone I knew used the same phrase. They're like, let's turn Afghanistan to glass. Let's salt them. <laughs> they just wanted to drop so much hot shit on it that the sand turned to glass. Yes. And, just like and, in, in of all places, Afghanistan. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> nothing to do with any of it. <laughs> well, they did not want to turn over Osama bin Laden. Apparently they may have had him and were like, you have to turn him over. And they gave us the middle finger and we went to war. Right. No, he was chilling in, in Pakistan. Eventually he was, but he definitely trained in Afghanistan. Like he had presence oh, there. Trained. Yeah, probably. but yeah, but yeah, we also in Afghanistan. Yeah, we also didn't we didn't we pay for that training or something? I, I'm not I'm not hundred percent. We did. We gave him the best the CIA of the eighties had to offer. Yeah. Yes. Well there he was anti Russia for a while and he was a good guy. That's when yeah. he was convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all those bastards. I think he helped out Rambo, if I understand my history. He did, yeah, yeah. That yeah. there was there was a documentary. Um, <laughs> I, uh, but I'm thinking like you're fitting even, it great, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> even if you go back, like let's say not even Pearl Harbor, because Pearl Harbor was pretty far into the war, so like, the war has already mm-hmm. already been uh, fought for a few years. Like people didn't know about like what was going on with the concentration camps. You think if that would have gotten Ooh. out, that would have turned the tide? You know, if we had social media. They would have been dismissed as conspiracy theorists, maybe. Just a thought Ooh. tossing it out there. Ooh, maybe, yeah. Right? Maybe. Like people used to be more decent. Like we're 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 awful. I think like 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 as far as like I don't know, just everyday manners and shit, we used to be better. I, I think mm-hmm. we really are just awful now. Um, manners were definitely better in the past. Not yeah. you can't go too far back in the past. There's like a curve there where they <laughs> hit like peak manners. But if you now. hit like 1920s <laughs> New York, they all seem to dress really well. All the old timey footage, those women must have been melting in their layers and layers of dresses. Yeah, Dudes had like what to me looks like a suit and some sort of hat on. Yeah, all over the they place. had like like a Wednesday hat. And- I want one of those watches with the with the chain, one of those pocket watches. That's a good. Yeah. Look. So um, I live in Florida, and uh, anytime I go to like St. Augustine, you see all these uh, historical accounts of people that settle the area, and mm-hmm. you see these people in like you know full like ball gowns, and it's Florida in the summer, and there they, there's no AC. AC hasn't been invented yet, so I'm like, mm-hmm. did everybody just die? Like, did everybody just always have heat stroke? Because they, they just they smelled terrible. I, would have. I think yeah. air conditioning is one of those things that like got invented, and everybody was just like what's the point for like a long time and then mm-hmm. and then some guy was like wait y'all have had air conditioning this whole time and nobody like, yeah you put a fan on it <laughs> put a fan <laughs> on it like, like, <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure that's what i remember with no fan for a while <laughs> <laughs> you have to like walk up to it and inhale like <laughs> cool your lungs it would be neat if they sold it as like a Somehow, breath freshener seems like the right term, <laughs> even though it means something new now. Mm-hmm. Like, like that was probably, like 
um, some of the some of the technologies that we take for granted is like, like the ice machine. Like at least even in prison, we had a nice fucking ice machine. But like oh, yeah. I see in those old timey movies where you got those kids with the big ass blocks of ice that they're carrying mm-hmm. up flights of stairs, and they go around in like a mule wagon um, with like ice, and then they show like where the ice came from. Because in my head, <laughs> I'm like, well, somewhere around here they're making a lot of ice, huh? No, of course <laughs> not. They, they couldn't make ice because it's, mm-hmm. it's old timey times. That's the whole point. So they're up north with frozen lakes. With these big like lumberjack saws sawing jig- huge cubes of ice and like shipping them down south. I literally mm. thought you were going to say a tugboat with a big rope bringing icebergs to New York. I was like, <laughs> that was my idea. First of all, Woody, that's brilliant. <laughs> that is better. You yeah. can get on the ground floor. Can you imagine the environmentalists if, if Elon Musk was like, I want my own iceberg, so I'm bringing it to Miami. <laughs> and it's, it's just like a quadrillion gallons of water being added. Dude, York. like an environmentalist in like 1951 would be like, don't drop your plastic on the ground. Throw it in the river. Get it out to sea. <laughs> That's right. Get out of here. That's where it lives. That's right. Have you guys heard about that big iceberg that's supposedly about to drop and melt or something? No. How, do you not how, know. Is it like a is it one of those deals where like it's a chunk that's just like the size of Rhode Island or something? Dude, it's supposed to be catastrophic. I, I, awesome. I'm gonna I've been waiting for this shit since I was five. I remember kidding. Yeah. All right. I was born in 1986. So in 1991, I remember they showed us a video about global warming and they used pennies as some sort of a metaphor to explain it. And like, I don't remember how it worked because I was five, but there were stacks of pennies and the water kept getting higher. And then the kids drowned at the end of the, the video. The only way to stop it is for you to give all of us your pennies. They might have wanted our fucking pennies. Um, I was busy stealing that weird kid's hearing aid, though. I was I was a dangerous child. You were stealing a hearing aid? Yeah. Good God. Yeah. Did, What's did the street think... value of a hearing aid? <laughs> I don't know. It went oh. for more than the prosthetic lens he took. Did, did you take it because you thought it would give you like super hearing? Uh, I didn't know what it was. I just thought it looked cool because it was like, like this is a 1991 hearing aid. So it was big and electronic. Yeah. It, it looked like you would like plug it into my Game Boy and it was going to like give me super. <laughs> like, 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 like your a, Game Shark. Because yeah. like, back in those shitty movies in the 80s, they would like take like two pieces of common technology and just jam them together and they would mm. work. Like like the Ghostbusters 2, when they just take a Nintendo joystick and power the Statue of Liberty, right? So as a kid, uh-huh. I'm like, this will plug into something at home. And I was using it as a ray gun at lunch. I was like pointing and going pew pew pew. I'm five, and uh, and I got some poor deaf kid. He can't even hear you pewing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably really expensive for his parents too. They got it back (laughs) eventually. (laughs) I mean, they caught after he got smacked at home for not listening. (laughs) (laughs) And the poor kid never did learn long division. (laughs) (laughs) The class. Woody, what was going on with the the big iceberg? So it's been on the news all over the place. They say the fuse has been blown and the doomsday glaciers coming for us all. This is Rolling Stone's headline. New data suggests a massive collapse of the ice shelf in as little as five years. We're dealing with an event that no human has ever witnessed. We have no analog for this. Apparently, a giant ice shelf, which I guess is bigger than a glacier, I don't know, is going to raise sea levels by 10 feet in the next five years. Let's go. Dude, that yeah, is, we'll right, dude, it's so ginormous and earth changing. I dismiss it. If they said it was going up by six inches, I'd be like, actually, that's a bigger deal than people think. Mm-hmm. By 10 feet, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's probably just not true. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, 
I mean, what, what do you got to do? Like, realistically, like, let's say it fits true. What do you do? Like, you just build an 11-foot wall? Like, what, what happens? What you yeah. do is you see Science if wealthy out. people, you, you see if billionaires, politicians continue to keep vacation homes in places like Martha's Vineyard and right there on the water. When they oh. start selling all those, uh -huh. you, know, you know it's about to get real. Uh, where, where does Bernie Sanders or uh, like where, where does he have uh, he has to have like some kind of he has a lake home, right? Not an ocean home. I don't know. I, he's up there in Vermont. I think he's safe from the wait from. Yeah, Vermont. So I mean, they this... got ocean over there, too. <laughs> I, I picture him living high up in the woods, but that's probably not true, is it? <laughs> There's no way that old man lives in the fucking woods. Altitude. So I, I guess what it is, is, is the ice shelf collapses, then the rest of the West Antarctic ice sheet slides into the sea. Cool. Ah. And that's the event. Oh. I hope we get video. Oh, I hope there's a movie around it. Video. We need a, uh, I, I need a time lapse. I bet it's boring. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope it happens. I want to see something happen. Al Gore lied to me. That, that, that video from kindergarten lied to me. The day after tomorrow lied to me. Who next? Um, the I Rolling Stone? Oh. 2012 was a big <laughs> The Rolling yeah. Stone, they're like, this is serious. So we titled it Epic Disaster of Preposterous Proportions Coming Your Way. New Marvel movie up now. Like, like, yeah. like, write it more serious. Dude, one of the one of the most underrated movies ever, Waterworld. Let's go. Like, like, like that, that was fucking cool, right? Remember Kevin well, Costner? Right. What, what, like, at, at what, what age did you watch it? It was a thing thing with, Yeah, it's fucking yeah. bad. I watched it last week. Dude, there's a line in that movie that I quote and nobody gets. The, the, um, he, he has this woman and her child on the boat. And I forget why she's angry, but she decides to kill Kevin Costner. Kevin, his character. Mm -hmm. And uh, she gives it a go. It's futile. She's worthless. And he's like, killing ain't easy. And I ain't no place to start. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> you're so fucking badass. <laughs> so I, I, I have it 80% yeah, right. No, that was probably like around the time he, he sold the child um, the, the, for, for pedophilia uh, for paper. I, I think it was around that time. I think she was bummed about that. Yeah, yeah. That, well, yeah that, that that's dude, right. That she knows. might have been trying to save yeah. the kid's life or, mm -hmm. or, or future. Yeah. I remember watching that movie when I was when I was a kid, and I remember seeing like a bunch of really bad reviews about that movie, and I didn't understand why people thought it was a bad movie at all. Like I, I was remember like, this it thing is awesome. I, I remember that um it wasn't that they said the movie was bad in my exposure. It was that they said the movie was wildly over budget, that it was delayed. Apparently, filming on the water is super hard to do. Uh, and, no, no <laughs> right. So and it's all union based. And if they like oh, don't yeah. have lunch on time, then it costs a gazillion dollars. So if they have to work overtime, Kyle. So if you if you've seen the movie, there's this atoll that the, that sort of it, the opening scene yeah. takes place in or opening 20 minutes or so. It's wherever uh, like the people are living. Um, they built that in the ocean. There was nowhere to piss or shit. So every time you had to take a bathroom break, they had to drive you back to the fucking mainland. Now, of course, we're hoping that people are just pissing and shitting off the side. Yeah, of I'm it's from the ocean. There is <laughs> everywhere to piss and shit. I, I, I yeah, but I, I, I feel like there's probably like some sort of like environmental guy there, like making sure Kevin Costner doesn't shit over the side of the boat or anything. Yeah. In any case, like, like it kept falling apart. It was what it, the movie ended up being profitable. 
but it, at the time, I want to say it was the most expensive movie ever made at like 150 million or something like that. Mm -hmm. It really is a fun little action flick and it's worth watching. Um, Dennis Hopper does a great job. He, uh, my, the, the line my dad always quotes is, um, somebody's complaining to Dennis Hopper, even though Dennis Hopper just got one of his eyes fucking blown out of his head. And he goes, mm -hmm. a single tear rolls down my cheek. Don't fucking complain to me, asshole. Look at this. You there's know, a, we, there's a, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, you can go. Why don't you go? Oh, um, so there's a really interesting, uh, sort of documentary. I think it might be on YouTube about how horrible the production of that movie was, like how everybody basically hated their lives. Like that atoll that they were, that they had everybody at, there was a storm that rolled in and basically broke everything. So I think they had to rebuild it from scratch and it put things back like weeks or months or some kind of ridiculous time frame. Uh, people were being, you know, they're, it was a really, really hard production, um, and they were surprised that it even made it. So they didn't really care what happened afterwards. They were like, okay, the movie's made. I don't care what reviews it gets. Is that another one of those that Kevin Costner directed? Because I think he directed The Postman. Have you ever seen The Postman? I was about I, to I've heard it about up. it, but I've I haven't heard it. Another movie it that I feel is underappreciated. It's underappreciated as well. It's slow, though. It's a lot slower than, the pre than, than, than Waterworld, which is more action-y. Uh, the postman is post-apocalyptic. Who knows what happened? But the United States has fallen in these sort of like split up little communities. A little bit of electricity, but that's if you live next to a hydroelectric dam and you've rigged up a way or something like that. But mm -hmm. we've been set back. And Kevin Costner is like this roaming guy who like stumbles upon an old postal truck. He takes the postman's uniform because it's good clothes, even though it's like it's on like a skeleton. And he grabs the mail sack and he walks into town and he comes up with a scam. He says, there's a the United States has been reformed. There's a pre, new president. Oh. His name is it gives some ridiculous name. It's like Benji Gooberson or something. I can't remember. <laughs> the president Gooberson has sent me firsthand. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's like, he's running the scam. So basically, they're giving him a place to stay, giving they're feeding him, and and they're giving him mail to send on to the next town. So he's like, fuck yeah, give it to me. I'll carry it. And uh everybody bitches are trying to fuck him. Like, it's great, he's loving this. But people start kind of buying into the whole idea that the United States is back and there's a local warlord who doesn't care for that sort of thing. And it's a little <laughs> bit like Fallout, right? Like he's got a whole goddamn army mm -hmm. and uh, and and they're kind of opposed against one another. And Kevin Costner's made up scam of a new, a new United States gets a following behind it and actually starts uh, snowballing. And and he gets a sense of um, responsibility. I'm looking for a better word, morality, perhaps, where, you know, he is the good guy and he is the government and he would like this world to be better, if I recall. Yeah. And it's pretty good. But like you said, it's slow. I do remember SNL did a skit on it. <laughs> I think it might have been Kevin Costner on it. The, the <laughs> SNL actor is like, oh, my God. Just, just tell it quicker. This feels like the postman. <laughs> <laughs> it's real fucking slow. Um, but there, there's a there's a few good actors in it that I always recognize, and uh, I kind of like. Um, um, I don't know, like like the, it has a good ending. I like Kevin Costner though, and not everybody does. Dances with Wolves is another one of my favorites. I grew up watching huh. him. I think my grandma had a crush on Kevin Costner because we watched a lot of his movies. I watch Dances with Wolves, and maybe you've had this experience where you like something. Like Dances with Wolves, in my head, check, good movie. Hey, you should see this. You would like it. It's a good movie. So I'm watching it with my friend's mom. Now, my friend's mom is an elementary school teacher that, oh, teaches, 
like little kids and she was just really innocent you would think she was a virgin in spite of my friend's existence and it, she always called us her sweet dumplings and fed us and she that is the environment in this house okay so we watched dances with wolves together and we liked her like she was she was really nice to us and dances with wolves is violence and i'm pretty sure he fucks that indian chick right the one who's actually white it would have been a romantic fucking, but 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's me and Mrs. Tapore watching this sex scene, and it was super awkward. I did not realize, like, yeah, it, it did the same thing happened when we got. I think it was rock band. Uh, it you don't know how dirty these songs are until your child is like singing about sticky sweet whatever. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you guys ever been in like uh, in elementary school or middle school or something, and then they they bring in a movie that's supposed to be you know from the period uh, or or depicting the period, and then nobody kind of proofreads that movie, like nobody nobody <laughs> vets that movie, and it ends up being like some crazy like traumatic experience I, I i remember i was in i think it was sixth or seventh grade and then they were like hey we're gonna be watching uh you know we're, we're talking about the world war world war ii atrocities and all that and they're like we're gonna watch saving private ryan oh, and yeah. it's like at the end it when, when it started getting real and like this dude gets a knife through his chest but really slowly you know like mm -hmm. that oh yeah. my god I, I looked at that and i'm like holy crap <laughs> like, like i'm freaking out and you know, people getting blown up. Like, all right, well, you know, that's uh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> like that, that was, it was, it was crazy to me because I, you know, in your mind, you kind of imagine what these things look like. But then, like, if you see it, you put yourself in that situation. And you're like, as a kid, you, it, it just gave me nightmares. Absolutely. How old were you when they showed Saving Private Ryan? Oh, I mean, school? God, uh, when did that movie come out? So this would have been this would have been after the movie came out on VHS. So this would like have been nice. like a, was it nine like late nineties nine yeah something like that. So mm -hmm. maybe early to the I, I mean maybe I could have been I don't know, twelve or thirteen or something. Yeah. But um, it was uh, it was it was pretty jarring. And I mean like I I also was fairly desensitized you know from uh, you know the early internet where all mm -hmm. the, the the gore stuff and but it's just that just like it's in my mind just seared in there and it, it just it hit me in a way that i didn't i didn't anticipate and it just like that was crazy that was a great scene the one you're talking about and then mm -hmm. like the like, almost the best part of that scene is like the the nazi guys like walking down after killing him and uh -huh. he like he doesn't even like He's like, I, I the the effort it would take me physically, the calories I would burn killing you, the guy on the stairs, mm -hmm. would be taking away from the war effort. Goodbye. <laughs> just just leaves. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you're not gonna shoot me in the back. There's guns everywhere. There's bombs. Like, no, you're oh, you're yeah. a bitch. See you later. No, that that, that that's that's the like just and also him, yeah. earlier. That was the guy who wanted to spare him back at the radio station. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he, so. you know, he he learned. Yeah, he learned there at the end. And he uh, made a yeah. horrible mistake. He's like, hi, it's me again. <laughs> I, I remember feeling like like I got away with something when they would put on movies in school that were like really violent. I remember they put on The Patriot in like right. seventh grade or so, maybe mm -hmm. sixth grade. And like like we had to get something. It must have been sixth grade because we had to get something signed by our parents. Like you're allowed oh. to watch this. And it like said on there like, like, don't worry. This is a 
educational version, <laughs> all of the red blood is black now. Like you know how they did. You know how like oh, in Lord wow. of the Rings, all know. the in oh, Lord yeah, of the Rings, yeah. the orcs and the Urukai they bleed black instead of mm. red because apparently you can get like less of a hammer on you from violent uh, ratings. I don't know. But like watching Mel Gibson chase down that red coat in the river. And by the end, it looked like he was one of those like like he had been like hogging and like one of those mud <laughs> competitions because he was just covered in, in black and brown. And it's like that that's he didn't splash that much. Like that's that red coat's blood. All so over so how skin. how did how did that work? Like, do they just take the like did they just manually get the Red out like how, how would yeah. they do that back in the 90s i have no idea i just know that any blood splurts anything they were either removed or they were like brown so or black weird. blood um yep. I, I what's really shocking i didn't learn blood. anything about this the I revolutionary <laughs> war from that. i didn't learn a goddamn thing i learned that like it was a tragedy that heath ledger died yeah. and like it was <laughs> and that those stupid red coats were easily fooled by posts with like dummies and cloths attached to them like uh mm -hmm. you know oh, we have 10 of your officers like it, yeah. it was a great movie. It is a good movie, but I didn't learn anything. Mm -hmm. What I was going to point out is the fact that you watched it for like educational, historical purposes is absurd. Because no, it's not. That's it's how it went down. That a Mel Gibson movie. They even throw in yeah, a, it is a good movie. girl for him, like like I don't know, we're out kind of. They, they got that weird. Like yeah, no, it, I'm pretty sure we won that war because uh, of the Tomlock stuff. Because of Mel Gibson. Yeah. Mel yeah. Gibson. Yeah, historian, and, yeah, and, and don't you like that they sort of like ham-handed in the uh the the slave who's like getting his freedom, and everybody's cool with the slave. We they make sure that we know that Mel Gibson is not racist. <laughs> I guess I didn't pick up on that. It's important because it's slave owner times, right? He has, but hit. They even like make make sure you know that. Oh, these 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 dark-skinned fellows with Mel, they're free people. These are not his slaves. They're his friends, as a matter of fact. Just so we're clear. <laughs> Before we go any further, yeah. and they I do always, like the yeah. the Legolas Gimli thing. Remember, like the the kind of racist redhead guy and yeah. the the ex slave. Like they were, yeah. kind of had a little bit of banter. The Irish and then guy. they do like, yeah, the Irish guy. And then at the end, he's like, "I'm proud to die next to you. My, I consider you a brother." Or like, like exactly. really ham handed exactly. exposition. Yeah. It's my honor, and it's just like, oh, really? You stopped thinking of it, a race of people as property over the last three weeks. Yeah, and first of all, <laughs> if, you, if, you're, if you're going into a battle with someone, you do not want the person next to you already like, or, you know, I'm so happy to die next to you today. Like, right. no, you you gotta you gotta be Wait, amped what? up. You gotta be you gotta be ready to win. You need to have attitude. You need to you have a little I, bit I, of panache. I still had hope. Yeah, it's like, yeah. What the fuck, dude, go home then. Go home. You're ruining like the attitude of everyone. That's like a 9/11 hijacker. It's like we're gonna we're gonna all die today. That's fine. <laughs> you say that, but when Theoden was standing there on the Pelennor Fields, he did not say we're gonna get out of here today. We'll we'll head home tonight and have some sandwiches. It was you know it was death. Death. Yeah, Wait, but they were chanting that? death to their to their foes. Oh Is no, three hundred. The other documentary. Did we make some? That's from it. Do you really think that, that they're, like, it's like a threat of death? Like, I, I think I think that they meant it in the film to be like uh, they're chanting because they're going to bring death. And obviously, every warrior culture forever has always screamed when they run into battle. But like, I think you're supposed to take from it from from uh, the hobbits kind of you know. Uh, Mary's kind of forlorn face, like, oh, death, that, that applies to us too. I'm I'm three foot oh, nine and I'm probably not in a good spot here. I always read it as that's death down there. 
let's go get some death. Like, like they're, they're, whatever it takes. Like, they don't care. They're ready to die. Like, like, like today ends in death was was what the chance seemed to me. Like, like I can see that too. Definitely. If I ever go to war, I hope I'm one of the main characters. Me too. Yeah, yeah. But not not yeah. not like Theoden main. Like, and not no, like, like not John Snow main. main. John Snow main character. That's what you want to be. I want to be hot female main character. Ooh. Uh, d- depends on what series. Mm, not a horror jumped. movie. Not a horror movie. <laughs> no, they always make it. You can be the Jamie Lee Curtis. No, hot chicks die in horror movies all the time, especially oh, yeah. if they're a little I'm slutty sick. and it's early. I, I think she, Jamie Lee Curtis, is like an exception. She she slipped no, through well, the cracks. She's she's, a, she's she's the main girl trope. She's the final girl yeah. trope. So like that exists in every, in all of them. The, the 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 girl always makes it. The one who's not slutty. You've got the jock, the stoner. You know the the um the the slutty girl the yeah the the horny jock and the She's unlikable woman one. yeah that and they're always the fucking guys the the douchey guys die the 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 nice nerdy guy is the last to to, to either die or live and uh the final girl makes it because she is the final girl yeah all those movies it is so predictable but it's a it's a good archetype that's, that's why, why that's why scream was so fucking cool i was i was showing scream to someone the other day i was like First of all, keep in mind, Drew Barrymore is a huge fucking star because the year is like 2001. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like that, this trope has been established for 30 years. And the first thing they do is gut Drew Barrymore and and like hang her from a tree by her neck. And, uh, and you're like, oh, shit, what am I watching? They, <laughs> they gutted Drew Barrymore five minutes into the movie and mm-hmm. not in a pretty way. Like they gut Drew Barrymore five minutes into the movie. And uh, so the rest of it is, uh, is pretty fucking good. I, I hadn't seen it in forever, but it's good. So you guys are into sci-fi. Um, yeah. Like what? Mm. Uh, I've been watching this um, this series on Amazon, uh, The Expanse. Have you guys seen it? Mm-hmm. All of it. I've I'm seen some of, of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen the first season, some of the second. All. Uh, well, I mean, they're they're in the last season now. Uh, they're just putting out new episodes, and I mean, it's it's so good in terms of storytelling and uh, and world building. Like you really feel like they have, you know, their own languages and stuff like that. And I'm not usually a sci-fi guy. Um, you know, I'm not into like the Star Trek or Star Wars or anything, but mm-hmm. um, it just, it really is an interesting look into like how humans, even though you're all human, how just like changing locations changes us that much that we have something to fight about. Yeah. Which and of it- the three cultures do you pull for? You know, I don't know. I, I don't know because like everybody's kind of shitty at the end. Like everybody's <laughs> everybody's just a shithead at the end. And like everybody, I, I like I think the Martians are fucking slick. I like I like what they going on. They've got going on. They seem really professional. They seem like they're the side who will win at any cost and like actually has like the infrastructure to do it. And Their resources kind of suck though. They they're the yeah. Russians. Yeah. And it's like depressing to live there. Like they clearly have a huge inferiority complex about how much better Earth is to live than Mars. Like I, I remember that just like sideways things, like all those fucking greenies, or like you know the stupid like insults they make up in those in in horror movies. I I love the insults. I I love that. Um, you know they they call them like dusters and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's um. I guess I actually never thought about, you know, Martians being like, I guess, the Soviets in like a Cold War. Um, yeah. Very, very calculating. But then, again, you know, I was born in the Soviet Union, so I know that it's uh, as really much. As, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was born in the Soviet Union. Uh, I was born in Russia. So uh, the, re- the reason I look like this is because my dad is from Dominican Republic. And uh, that that brought along a lot of interesting uh, so what <laughs> social interactions. 
What, what nationality are your parents? Like, so uh, my, mom, my mom's from Russia. My dad's from Dominican Republic. I was born mm -hmm. in uh, in Russia, essentially Soviet Union in the late 80s. So your uh, so father was visiting the Soviet Union. Yeah, so he went he went to school there. Because in uh. Dominican Republic in the 80s, there was nothing going on. I mean, not, you know what it's like to have so little going on that you're like, I'm going to go to the Soviet Union where I don't know the language, and I'm going to take my chances. Like, okay. that, that's what was going on. <laughs> Uh, so then he went to school, uh, met my mom and then I, I, uh, I emerged out of that relationship. But, um, yeah, I mean, I came over here when I was three, uh, Russia is my first language. My wife is Russian. So, Wait, so awesome. well, all right, that I'm still super interested in this. Did, did your parents stay together for a long time? Or, like, oh yeah. The they're still together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I misinterpreted. I emerged from that relationship. Oh like, no, no. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, like, literally not that happened. And they, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. We don't need to delve too deep. Two ships passed in the night. And yeah. So I emerged. <laughs> <Two ships passed>. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're still together. That Yeah. They, uh, they just visited me a few days ago. Yeah. Um, Do you ever go back and visit Russia now? You know, I haven't been back. Um, and it's, it, it's weird because my mom always thought of Russia as home. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, she's like, well, you have roots there and all this stuff. I never felt a sense of belonging there. I never felt like I had to go back. Uh, my wife, obviously she, uh, she grew up there mm -hmm. and she has family there as well, but you know, she, she knows the place. Like I left when I was three. I don't know anything. Yeah. You don't really get attached to it. But wait, three. didn't you say no. that that was your first language? Do yeah, you still right. speak it? Yeah. Every day. Can you write it? Can you know hieroglyphics? So, so I can, I can write, <laughs> I can read it at say a third grade level. Okay. Uh, writing is, I probably not, but I can read it That's to, you know, if I needed to save my life, I could do it. But uh -huh. uh, I can I can speak it, you know, and uh, that's what I that's what we you teach our probably daughter. Probably read the too, signs yeah. if you drove or something like. Oh that. yeah, 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 no problem. You're teaching your daughter Russian as well. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to teach her a little bit of everything because mm -hmm. uh, you know she's going to get interaction from everybody. So we have uh, we also have a nanny that comes in. She she talks to her in English and you know all this stuff. So uh, my dad's Dominican, so he you know he's uh, speaks Spanish. So so that's yeah. At three, you moved out of Russia. Did you say you moved to America? Is that where you moved to? Yeah. So we moved. Uh, we moved to New Jersey, uh, where we essentially lived in like low <laughs> where? income housing. Uh, and I uh, did that too. Plainfield. Plainfield. I don't know it. So Plainfield no. is near uh, Springfield. Um, it's by. I mean, I lived in Elizabeth, New Jersey, for most of my life, and Elizabeth okay. is right next to Newark, and I know you know where Newark is. Yeah. 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 Newark is fucking huge. People don't know, like, because it gets overshadowed by New York. Yeah. But yeah. All right. So I see where Plainfield is. It's right by Newark. And that wasn't yeah. my area. I was more uh, Morristown, the one by Cherry Hill, and mm -hmm. went, and Ocean City. I've far. heard Cherry some Hill people is, yeah. from from Jersey tell me that specifically Elizabeth, New Jersey, is the source of many negative New Jersey stereotypes. It's not only Elizabeth. It's it's Elizabeth and Newark. And they are, um, it, it's not the traditional New Jersey stereotypes. It's like, that's where all the ghetto is. Mm. Like, New Jersey is just, a, just the worst You've place in the world. You've got to give Patterson, New Jersey, the respect of ghetto. Patterson is a, horrible. Oh, that's my where, good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's yeah, where my know, wife is from. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't want to be there at night. Like it, it's it's horrible. I picked um, one with low uh, standards for standard of living. Well, that, yeah, well, <laughs> it's, it saves you money. It's a it's a good mm -hmm. uh, good decision. She's but, like, this yeah. place has AC. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has a shit together. Um, <laughs> Your car has four wheels that match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, uh, I, I left New Jersey and then I, I came here. I, I um, I'm in uh, Central Florida. 
and I've been here for the last five years. So, you know, Central I've, Florida, whereabouts? Uh, Rendo Lando. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I go there sometimes, Lake Wales area, I fly my paramotor. Yeah. Oh, you got a paramotor. That, that's cool. Um, that's like, that oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the para, is the paramotor the one with the motor in the back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The big AC. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ac for the world you know he's he's making yeah. everything cooler mm -hmm. you you louder. still pull for for the u.s and the olympics and everything and all that right so I'm sure I, you, you know i don't <laughs> we're judging listen, you we're we're all judging you right now we need to make sure <laughs> that you're aligned with this you know um yeah. yeah i i guess i mean i'm not what's what's interesting is like anytime i talk to my mom she has the the soviet mentality that will never ever leave her because like mm -hmm. dude what they do to people like um there's this um there's this concept uh, it's called nibaltai and nibaltai means uh don't essentially don't talk shit like don't tell anybody that's not in our group what they don't need to know mm -hmm. like don't don't talk about our business and it's like there was so much propaganda going into um you know schooling and and all that and it was super normal like my mom when um when she was going into um uh would have been university they had war games in high school so it was uh like mandatory for everybody and war games was like they had real like artillery they would put them into a uh, into the woods and they would have tanks just go up and down like fire real rounds all that stuff and just to to make sure that you know they could handle themselves in case a war broke out so mm -hmm. they had sniper drills uh my mom was um she could take apart uh, an ak-47 faster than anybody in the school like they had they would nice. put it, you know take it apart put it put it back together that's you know that was interesting learning about my mom <laughs> considering <laughs> she's like you know she doesn't know shit about guns but she could do this thing with yeah. an ak if you're forced to learn it you may as well do it right I, I guess, but it's, it's so weird. You know, like people talk about American exceptionalism and all that stuff. Like, dude, you have no idea how it is on the other side. With like mm. all of the, the rigor oh, and the, the planning and the, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, American exceptional, what I mean is like by the indoctrination of American exceptionalism in schools, like um, mm. people talk about, Oh, kids are taught that America is the best country in the world. It's like you don't know how it is on on the other side of this where they're they're talking about other countries like they are the enemy, you know, and that that mm -hmm. really was the the case, you know, I mean, like every have you seen those those like fitness videos on YouTube out of China where it's oh, like yeah. just a grade school and it shows them all in like clean matching like Chinese government <laughs> uniforms and there's mm -hmm. like, hi -ya, hi -ya, and they're like eight years old and you watch yeah. that and then you watch like. I want to go there and give them a fucking like, awakening. <laughs> I want to beat up all those eight-year-olds. Those, those like, kids, You think though. you're no. shit? What are you thinking? My grammar. He would leave. And the teacher would go, see, I told you about the Americans. <laughs> you're right. You are going to be my super squad. All yeah. of you. Remember this day. <laughs> there's just, there's, there's too many. Of them. For the next eight years, these children are being trained and like shooting pictures of you. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the maximum amount of eight-year-olds that think you like could kill you? Yeah, like are if they, there are, are hundred trained in a Chinese grade yeah, school. Whenever I get asked this question, the, the the number of like all these things is just so high. I think because I feel like you can one shot kill a duck or an eight year old. Like mm. like it, it, it always comes down to how. Yeah, but they, there's a compounding effect. I mean, like they could they could overpower you and then suffocate you. They don't have to like yeah. eat you to death. That's what have it would you, take. Have you have seen World War Z? 
It would have to be like <laughs> that scene from The Matrix when all the Agent Smiths just pile on top. Mm-hmm. Like, all like, it takes is one kid to, to accidentally trip you. I don't know. You're done. I need to see an eight-year-old I get a better vibe for it because I, I think, like, if you go a little lower, how many uh-huh. three-year-olds? Oh, an unlimited amount of three-year-olds. There well, are... Yeah. They are hindered by how much like surface area of me there is to even attack. They're, well, it's they, useless. Yeah, they also don't have the motor function. That's why I'm saying like eight eight year old yeah. would would no, would have like an awareness around around them. So if an eight year old hit me in the thigh as hard as they could, yeah, I I, oh, I can beat the shit out of that. Kid. Bring it one. Yeah, but a hundred of them. A <laughs> hundred of them. Do you know how much better I am at fighting than her? Zach, Zach, Zach <laughs> is it a hundred times? Zach is the, the friendliest be... eight-year-old in the world. In the oh, show. Yeah. She just <laughs> found that green thing and she's offering it to us. <laughs> Please don't kill me, mister. Imagine if you punched her in the nose. <laughs> Look at that little fuck with her back. This, this is not going to age well. And not... Oh my God, we need to stop this line of thinking. Here's a, here's a better one. Everybody does the kid one and it, every podcast has answered that. You know those wrestlers that compete blind, like they're blind? Yeah. And so they like have to have, you done on this, Woody? So like there are some high school wrestlers and like college wrestlers who are blind. And so there's a rule that like they always get to like have a hand on you or something like that. Oh. And so they know where you are. Is it a rule or just the way they do? It? I think it's probably just courteous. Okay. It, those matches would take forever. So many disqualifications <laughs> for wandering just run out. around the outside. There are rules against. <laughs> it's like a, it's physical Marco the, Polo. Is I would be the world champion at blind wrestling because I'd sneak behind him and push him real hard. <laughs> do you think he could actually? T- how many blind wrestlers do you think he could take? They get a well, hand on you. They're none, strong. They're taking none, you down. No. Yeah. At wrestling um, and unless arm. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like if boxing is allowed, we start to shift things back to my advantage. But if this guy is a trained blind wrestler and I need to wrestle him... And no, no, you don't have to wrestle him. You're you're in a gymnasium. He doesn't have a hand on you. Let's say there's three of them. My approach is to wear, like, moccasins, something quiet, and I just try and run past them as fast as I can, getting <laughs> side strikes. I, I bring a pocket full... I have a pocket... I have a pocket full of small stones that I stop after I hit them, I and they'll, while they're trying to collect themselves, I throw it to the other side of the auditorium. <laughs> distractions. I can beat up two collegiate blind wrestlers. Here's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Wear socks. Okay, not moccasins, because I'm going to slip and slide. We're on mats. And uh, I'm going to hit one real hard and run toward the other and get them to fight each other while I crawl away. <laughs> okay? Kyle's plan works better with two. I they're, see. Not, they're not deaf. I, are I, you the other blind guy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're the other one? Ah, oh, where's that fucker we're supposed to be killing? <laughs> <laughs> Sliding around in his socks, apparently. Just like, uh, it's like blood sport. <laughs> That's what you'd have to do. You'd have to slide quickly and like get some some head kicks in something. Head kick. Have you, you have to disable. Oh, like, you know what? Bring in, bring, bring an air horn. Hang on. Taylor, have you ever tried to kick something that's as high as a man's head? Never in my life. Normal people like us can't do that shit. <laughs> in my in my mind, I can. In my teenage awesome. years, I definitely could. <laughs> it's been a while since in my I've life have I been able to kick someone in the head I feel like I would slip backwards and, and knock myself out I feel like I'd pull something I feel mm. like I've gotten to the point in my life where that is no longer an option uh, for many reasons so I, yeah, mean, I can neither kick anyone in the head nor outrun them I'm kind of fucked <laughs> but you wouldn't need like, like you've, you've tailored your life 
uh, in a such a way where it wouldn't re- you wouldn't really need to do that anymore. Like I'm past the head kicking, running for my life phase. Um, mm. Well, it's no. one or the other. It, it really. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> be I, I both would... in that order. Yeah. I, I I've talked about my plan for dealing with like if I had to fight a UFC fighter and that would be to try to befriend him during the press interviews leading up to the fight <laughs> make sure he liked me and maybe beat me in a, in I, I'd a, give him yeah. the juiciest jaw punch right off the bat just done oh no I would give him a gift at the weigh-ins like flowers or chocolates or something and just be like bro I know we're fighting tomorrow be chill. No, you know what? My gift at the way in, my, my, my gift at the way in would be that I'm 40 pounds overweight and I forfeit. That's my, that's my gift at the way in. Oh, sorry. Can't, Just can't, start can't, scarfing can't. down Oreos. You know, you take the change out of your pockets, maybe. No, no, no. I'm overweight. No, I'm overweight. <laughs> You're like jingle jangling as you walk away. Why are you wearing steel toe boots? Huh? No, I can't fight because uh, all my fingers are broken. <laughs> <laughs> I really got to piss. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how Diego's doing. Like last I heard, he was like, oh, he's he had like pneumonia and COVID, and he was in uh, he Diego Sanchez. He was the gentleman yeah. challenging you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know he won't really. sign the contract. He won't sign the contract though. Um, I, I threatened to go to his hospital bed, but someone said I couldn't do that. So I, yeah, that's but, poor so I said, taste. I, I didn't Minecraft, and apparently I'm all good now, according to my lawyer. Well, he's not. About... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no saying, he, he's he's go. not in the UFC anymore. Like he's no. he's kind of done, right? So yeah. he should be paying a little more attention to these these you know fight offers from these fake fight offers from YouTubers. Did you guys get <laughs> the uh, the update on EDP? Oh, so, oh no, pussy. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was the guy that got caught maybe propositioning a child for sex. Yeah. So like these, mm-hmm. these this like fake Chris Hansen guy who also turned out to be a douche um, mm-hmm. or racist or something uh, lured him to like this apartment complex. EDP is like this known YouTuber who like. Big fat black guy yells into the mic a lot. Oh, and, was, was uh, this the, the thing that I, I'm sorry to, to interrupt? But they didn't they yeah. make like some sting video on YouTube and they were just like doing a bit on him like the entire time. Oh, yeah. They were, they were yep. trying to, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah I, I got it. Yeah, just, they, they yeah, were like jokes. cracking jokes the whole time and like, oh, doing, yeah, yeah. like, like yeah. It, was, it was great. Um, yeah, it was funny anyway. Uh, and and I think that they even like, like you know, you, you're wanting to get evidence when you're talking to these, these guys, you're like, oh, yeah, send me a picture of your dick because that's pretty like, not only is that a crime, but it's like. Oh, okay. Well, we can maybe match this up later on. So they they asked for his shit. I think they 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 asked for a picture <laughs> of poop in a toilet. And so like he had sent like pictures of his poop in the toilet to him and stuff. And like that's kind of embarrassing, right? Like kind of a little weird, you know. It was like, a big poop too. He, I mean, it was a big that's poop. Not, that's not. He looks like a guy who can pollute the bathroom. You he, know, I, it's his poop. He didn't play dry. He has that. a video, called, <laughs> an upper video called "Filling Up the Chipotle Bathroom." <laughs> like uh, anyway, um. I guess this guy who's supposed to be his friend, right, um, got a call mm. the other day, and it was like, "Would you receive a call from the Dennisville Detention Center?" And he and he's like, on a vlog. So I did accept it. And he's just like they're, they're like ratting him out for everything. They're like they found his Acura at a car dealership, and they're like, he must be low on money. He had to sell his car. Oh, and it turned out that so many people called his apartment complex and complained to the landlord that they didn't want a pedophile living there, even though none of these people live there. He's been evicted. So he was like living out of a car or something like that. But he had to sell one of his cars. So he's living in the second car. And uh, and somehow they knew how much money he had in his bank account. And oh it, it was, they were like, he has $3,300 left. He is in jail. He is locked up. They know everything in this crazy video. Um, I think the video was called EDP 
finally in prison and in the thumbnail he's it's edp making a silly face <laughs> that guy's life is oh he, i guess that guy ruined his own life i mean oh yeah absolutely yeah, yeah trying I, to solicit minors and like a and what, what do you say he kept being like i'm here for cupcakes she said she was bringing cookies for me oh yeah that yeah. was the greatest and then he's yeah, like yeah. what about the part where she said i'm nine and you said suck my dick or whatever oh that part uh yeah you know, that part. <laughs> admittedly yeah. that we did stray from the cookie discussion briefly <laughs> 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 Like somebody it primarily posted, it was primarily cookies. Okay. Where somebody posted the link in the Discord, they post the link, and then the next thing they write is poor EDP. <laughs> Dude, I you're supposed to have no empathy or sympathy for this guy, right? Like zero. You're supposed to just oh, dude, he tried to solicit an imaginary miner, burn him at the stake. But a little part of me, when I hear everything that's happened to him, it's like I, I get I think that, that that wasn't the first time, right? No, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't share that sentiment. I, I think. Uh, I think, think he deserves absolutely everything that's coming to him. Um, I mean, you're right. I, I guess I'm not because because think, like think about the, it. Think, no, I think you're thinking mm -hmm. about it through the lens of he didn't actually hurt anybody. But mm -hmm. the thing is, if he did, would your would your opinion change? And if the answer is yes, then he deserves everything yeah, he's I, getting. I, I will say mm -hmm. this. I think there's something to be said about luring these men when you are a grown man. And you are portraying like um, an imaginary like thirteen year old. So I'm with you, Kyle. Was, they should get so that real thirteen year olds. They should get they should no, get no, real nine year old girls like that one we showed <laughs> earlier with the, with the green lollipop. She needs Hear to be involved in these <laughs> in these things. Hear me out here. Like 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 they are like. <laughs> so the idea is to lure the man there, right? They're not uh -huh. just like, oh, I'm with you. They'll be hot. They don't just. Oh my god, <laughs> Kyle, keep going. This is good. <laughs> We're just gonna... What I'm saying is, like, they—it's not like they have like someone pretending like they're a 12 or 13 year old girl, and they're just like going about their business. They have a—they have a grown man going and portray this imaginary slutty 13 year old girl who's mm -hmm. like looking for this old, who's looking for EDP, this old fat guy. Like, like the, the the truth of the matter is, EDP would have never found a minor who was into him, and it would have never been an issue. He'd have ended up jerking off online. What what was introduced was this this new character who also turned out to be a douchebag who portrayed a, a, an imaginary 14 or year old or something. Who's like down to meet EDP. Like, if you uh -huh. think about it, like he was never going to have an issue because no, nobody of any age is ever going to be. Interested. Yeah. But you don't, you don't know that. Like yeah. people, people were saying like he had done this kind of behavior before. Like the thing that, that like Freddie's saying that I, I resonate with is like, like you can be. you can be like oh I mean if yeah he would have showed up there and there's no kid nothing would have happened it's like yeah because he got catfish now like imagine he gets there and there is a nine year old girl with probably overcooked cookies that are not good to eat like what's he gonna do then play <laughs> Maybe for she he's, he's, he's gonna he's gonna end up molesting well, a kid first like that's what's gonna do. happen first thing I don't appreciate you denigrating her baking skills I know that was, that was right out of that was uncalled for <laughs> you know what that is I apologize <laughs> <How dare> you? <laughs> for making fun of the baking skills of the girl I made up in my head mm -hmm. <laughs> well anyway um they got him he's um, he's done they got yeah. him they got him mission accomplished mission accomplished we got yeah and he's he's in there. i guess he's literally in jail the police must have taken this evidence and put value in it i i suppose so i didn't i didn't watch i mean thing. i'm sure they put value in it because i think the the guy who seems like he just catches pedophiles to make fat jokes 
like <laughs> he provided him with all the logs and everything and i guess it showed like intent to explicitly meet up with an underage kid and engage in illegal sex that guy turned out to be such a tool because he was that, funny that was funny like like them confronting him there was some kind of a joke about like jump not being able to fit through a window or something like that there was a bunch of or, or something yeah. about not skipping meals yeah. like there's a lot of fat jokes yeah there, there are, <laughs> a lot of little i remember that yeah it was pretty good yeah, like like they were roasting him, and he couldn't. He had no retort because he's just hoping they let him go. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was it was fun to watch the dynamic. Right, they're trying to roast this guy, make fun of him, make content, and get him in trouble. EDP is trying to charm his way out of the situation, but mm -hmm. it is difficult to charm your way out of being no. a pedophile. It is not working. Yep, yeah. yep, <laughs> it's, uh, it is. Tough. <laughs> As if they're like, you're here to to have sex with an eleven year old, and he's like, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> You want to go? I got some Knicks tickets. <laughs> Front yeah. row seats. Uh, yeah. Who wants them? Front row seats to the theater. <laughs> I, I mean, who's the girl's culture? Whenever, when anybody ever says, you know, there's there's no bad publicity, I'm like, look at Jeffrey Epstein. Like, there's there's mm. absolutely bad publicity. Dude, I was oh, going to yeah. talk about her next, Taylor. I need an assist. Can you pronounce? Gasoline Maxwell's uh, name. I, I believe it's Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, so she's been found guilty. I don't think she's been sentenced yet. So we don't know how long she's going to be in prison. Mm -hmm. Is this the part where they get her to flip on everyone? Maybe. No. Is this the part where she commits suicide? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, like the Epstein thing, like obviously he didn't kill himself. Like all those, those, trends what? that were going on dude yeah epstein. i know it's wild isn't it like <laughs> the, did you did you see the dude the funniest thing surrounding epstein's death is still like okay. they show you the picture of the ex-cop who killed people who like mm -hmm. briefly roomed with him even though mm -hmm. he wasn't supposed to have a roommate and it's the biggest muscle-bound man you've ever seen uh -huh. like the picture of him free like sitting there he's got, like six like murderer pit bulls not the kind you see at the park the kind that kill <laughs> other dogs and he like beat the shit out of him like the uh, i think the autopsy for epstein showed a bunch of shit like even the the coroner Jesus was Christ. like, "This is not consistent with the why were his ribs broken? Why did he have <laughs> like contusions all over his body? Why did it look mm -hmm. like he had the shit kicked out of him? Like, you know, usually when people hang themselves, they don't have multiple contusions to their skull." Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Taco Tuesday yeah. is crazy, man. I don't know <laughs> the. <laughs> The Epstein conspiracy, forgive the term. That's his roommate. Yeah. <laughs> Look, they put that That's guy insane. in there. That Those is a cartoon tip. character. <laughs> that is a cartoon character that I would complain about because it's not an attainable body. Yeah. <laughs> Look no, at the not... side. Look at it. Looks like he has two biceps on that right arm. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they fuse together. Oh, it's crazy. Um. I lost my train. I remember of the dogs being meaner looking. I'm They're not normal pit bulls. They're over the top. Look at look at that friendly ass dog. Right. <laughs> His name is Fozzie too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like he's just. Oh, oh, I was gonna say Epstein, like the the Epstein suicide in quotes, is a neat little conspiracy theory because it draws the line in my mind between like. Okay, if you don't buy into the fact that he was murdered, then you don't buy into any conspiracies existing at all. Conspiracy mm -hmm. is almost adopted as a term that means like fake news. 
but mm-hmm. it doesn't. It just means that people conspired to do a thing. People yeah. put their minds together to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. And this is a conspiracy theory, which again means like, I don't know, something suckers yeah. believe in. That, that people in private colluded together to get something done. It's like, yeah, how do you think military operations work? How do you think the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, the government? Like, I, I mean, obviously. I believe Epstein didn't kill himself. That's where I land on this. Yeah. And if you don't, then oh, like your standards of proof are really high to think yeah. that anything other than the official narrative is the, is on the mark. I mean, you're hopeless if you can't see through that one. Like yeah. the guy who had dirt on everyone gets killed in his suicide protection chamber and the and, and there's like guards who don't even work there who were there that day the camera goes out at the perfect time it's the like camera one was big on me yeah yeah, yeah yeah the fact that the cameras broke for the murder like oh shucks the luck Rats. <laughs> we had this really weird glitch in this three minute window <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean i i think the reason why a lot of conspiracies are seen like the conspiracy uh theories um are are seen in a negative light is because people that have the really outlandish conspiracy theories in their heads you know whether it's uh flat earth or or you know some weird yeah. uh, i don't know bilderberg or uh, example, all, all that stuff yeah. like that sort of thing is like if you believe in one you are more likely to believe in all this other crap you know and mm-hmm. then that's mm-hmm. when people just get written off as like listen okay that's this is crazy uncle that i have he comes over on thanksgiving just don't like just let him talk, okay? Just don't don't engage mm-hmm. with him. That's that's what people really think about. But like this doesn't seem like that to me. You know, this doesn't seem like nine yeah. eleven truth or whatever. This is like, if anything, on, they guys. they use some of those ones like flat Earth, like in a rhetorical way, like a, an argumentative rhetorical way to be like, <laughs> you think Epstein didn't kill himself? What are you a flat earther? And it's like there is a grand canyon of things between that and you're trying to like lump anything that the news didn't directly tell you to being fake like that's do not people true. really do that though like with epstein because i haven't seen anybody that that thinks that he actually oh i've him. i've seen people online like adamantly vehemently defending it like like oh, really? what are you stupid what are you cue like yeah i was I've gonna say the cue. internet generally believes that epstein was murdered I was yeah, yeah, I don't I remember this was like back when it happened, but I I was like tweeting about it and I don't want anybody to get picked on, but a couple like like liberal guys were like I hate conspiracy Twitter, like in like a like a subtweet <laughs> to me, and it's like you're voice. fucking you're a fucking loser, dude. <laughs> you you know what I'm talking about, but it's like like really like this one didn't jump out to you. Gotta be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's like, like, like. I hate conspiracy Twitter. It's like, dude, you're just not critically thinking about this. I'm sorry, you just, you're not. Yeah. As, as far as the Maxwell, the Galane thing, you were saying, that like, when, Taylor. Oh, sorry. Didn't go ahead. You no. call him a pedophile. <laughs> that's, that's the way that's the way i respond to every argument from now on just it doesn't they're like you know the blues aren't that good they're past five games i'm like yeah lots of pedophiles agree with you <laughs> you know i, I don't I think, think yeah. pedophiles agree am i right, am I right? <laughs> so pedophile is is the the 2021 version of the 2016 nazi right yeah 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 Okay. I think it's the most awful maybe. thing we yeah. can come up with to like stain on somebody, but they've been doing it forever, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's, it's how like government Julian Assange. Yeah, it's how often, yeah. often like that guy's fucked. It's how no. they will taint someone. Like like if you even go back to like I know it's a movie, but like the X Files movie, right? There's this there's a shadowy <laughs> figure who stick with me. It's it's a movie back. Timely <laughs> reference, yes. Yeah. Right? You know, like, like <laughs> the, the government guy comes to Mulder. He's like, hey, I've got some information about the shit the government's doing, and immediately like. They're like finding hard drives of pedophilia in his house. Yep, we found them. 
we found him. Turns out that guy's a big kitty fucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that is so funny. Like, like the guy, case. the guy who invented like the three D printed like gun or the three D printed yeah. lower. Like he's like, I love guns, and I figured out how to three D print them. Here's the software if you want to make them also. And then like three days later, they're like, we found. Uh, half the world stash of child pornography in this <laughs> gentleman's house, and now he's going to prison for the rest of his life. And no one is going to stand up and go, "I don't know," because they'll be like, "What? What do you like? Child pornography? You pedophile?" Mm -hmm. Like the same yeah, way they'll like the they'll name bills that just increase internet censorship and overreach and oversight. They'll call it like the anti kids getting raped in America bill, and then yeah. no one can vote against it. That the opposite just happened. Yeah, I, I'm sure they do that shit all the time. There's a bill uh, that made. More kids get raped. Yeah. It, so <laughs> here's what happened. Wildly unpopular bill. Apple came Passed. up with technology to stop people from passing uh, child porn pictures. So what they did is they had a database of child porn pictures, like known sort of like, dude, this is what uh, pedophiles get off to. And if you text it to your friend, they sort of check it in like an anonymous like hashtag what am I looking for? Check some way. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they're not actually reading your mail. They're just sort of scanning your mail to see if it needs to be read. I'm saying mail, but I mean text. Right. And uh, um, Apple was like, dude, so just to be clear, like, we don't even know what it says. We just know if your picture matches this database of known pictures. Yeah, X out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so uh, moving this along. Privacy advocates were like, dude, first of all, what's child porn exactly? You know, how many grandmothers are passing pictures that they think of adorable of like three week olds getting washed in the kitchen sink? Like, is that child porn? Like, that no. is, if they wanted to get technical, then <laughs> they could say yes, but it's, it's clearly not. You know? Yeah, I, I, right. No. Growing up, I was always fucking naked. Like, 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 like I didn't start wearing clothes until, until I, I do my fucking like six or seven. Like six or seven. I was just 16. running around everywhere naked. Like, like <laughs> people go to school at that age. <laughs> <laughs> not at, not in Georgia. No, that's <laughs> working the farm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, long story short. Uh, oh. Oh. And by the way, they were going to flag it, and then if it got flagged, it would be sent to a human, and that human would make like an evaluation, like a judgment call, like oh, false flag, false flag. This is it. This is the one. This is a picture that pedos love. Let's. Let's get this guy. Privacy advocates won. Apple was like, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. I, I, this is all pain, no gain. We thought we were doing a good thing, but we'll just not do anything. So Yeah, I, I really doubt they did that because then the Apple board meeting, they're like, guys, let's take a minute from talking about profit margins and money. And what can we do to help? What can we do to genuinely help the world? We can crack down on this, can't we, guys? We can all do it if we work together. It's like, no, fuck no. No, like that, that's not that was not their motivation. No, I don't. Believe they were trying to right. they Apple, were trying to couch it behind that to make it unassailable. I, I, I think, think you're yeah. going to in the I, what are you a flat earther? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I, I think that that companies working in a concerted way to try and get laws passed that increase their overall power in regard to people's in, in, interpersonal communication. And like that, that's Apple desirable also for them. Right? has a pretty strong contingent of like. I don't know, green earth, solar panels, make the world a better place, hippies working there too, that would be all about this sort of thing. I think a Maybe. few things can happen at once. I, I think they can come up with a technology that will allow them to get more power uh, you know, over mm -hmm. your 
your information. That's a hundred percent, but then it could also do some good. Uh, if let's say it caught some pedophiles that were, you know, mm-hmm. sharing files or whatever, that would be, I think a net positive, but the problem is, I mean, is there, I, I just thought like, so is there, it has to go to a human, right? So there has to be a person that is employed by Apple and their sole job is to look at child porn. Like, <laughs> so like, is this image, this image, like, or is it just like looking at checksums or something like, yeah. I, how does that work? I have no, I idea. know. Right. And, and they always talk about how damaging it is. Apparently in Australia, this job exists where they like check porn to make sure it's okay. Oh. And these people get a ton of time off because of how mentally distressing their job is. And I'm like, that man, that oh my god! I don't know. Like, I think I'd be good at that job. I could do Dude, it. That would be, <laughs> a, that would, that would be, that would be <laughs> a soul-crushing job because, like, like you got meant for it. Some of us were bored for it. <laughs> you like, like you'd be like, "How was work, hon?" And be like, "Well, I saw some really upsetting things." To tell mm-hmm. you the truth, and it's like I can't stop seeing it when you I close my eyes. I'm seeing these horrible images. Gaylene Maxwell to do the job, and she'll oh. be like, "How was work? Best day ever." <laughs> he's gonna be like you know i think we could make even more of this stuff you you give me an island you give me a guy with a shady bank fund and some international connections we can get this bang have you ever seen a four-year-old hanging dong today i did <laughs> oh my today god did. That, yeah. if anybody ever says anything like that you know unironically like the fbi <laughs> needs to have all of this like, they just knock down your door immediately like, oh my god that that is that was a sick joke yeah, I, no, I, I, yeah, obviously. Like, wow, I meant sick isn't really Very, good, and sick isn't <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, that's, sick. That's, that's, yeah, it's sick. Like like getting an Ollie McTwist in, <laughs> in Tony Hawk Pro Skater '98 classic game. Uh-huh. Turn off the gravity combo for hours on those summer <laughs> afternoons. For no, you remember that, Kyle? Did you play? Tony? Never. I guess I'm the youngest, but Tony Hawk Pro Skater '98 on the N64. You turned play, gravity yeah. off and you could just grind and do jumps with a million tricks and like go until the score bar was mm-hmm. all the way till the end. And mm-hmm. then you fall and it's like, I guess let's go outside. Like, <laughs> that's, that's all there was in the game because it's not fun. But oh, you were saying the, the Ghislaine thing, like when's she going to flip on people? She's she's not like and even if she did flip, like, I don't think it would be huge news. I could see it kind of being the same way as like the Panama Papers where they found out like, hey, everyone, every rich person in the country is hiding their money and they're not paying taxes. Huge story. Nobody gone cares. gone the yeah. next day because it implicates a lot of people who own media companies and shit like that. And so I can see this just kind of almost serving as like a way to to squash the 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 severity of the story of Epstein to be like mm-hmm. well they went to jail what do you want like the two people who did this went to jail and it's like come on you know? i would love it if it didn't go that way like the three I people i keep seeing really associated with her are clinton prince something or other from england probably and mm-hmm. trump those are the mm-hmm. three people that have really been linked to him. There's all these pictures. There's, Trump in particular was quoted as saying, like, he likes the ladies as much as me, but he likes them on the younger side. Like, he fucking knew. Oof. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's another one of those open secrets. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, everybody knew, but they just didn't say shit. Which is ironically uh, a conspiracy. Like Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> yeah. And, and I would just love to see her looking at literally a lifetime of jail start flipping and then like you said it for all i know mm-hmm. she flips like a circus performer and nothing happens yeah can they release like who talks to her uh in in prison or like what 
uh, lawyers are coming to go see her? Because if, if it's like, let's say, lead counsel for the, you know, for the Trump family or the Clinton family or something, mm. went to go pay her a visit, like, is that public knowledge? Like, I don't know. It's a good thing you came to Taylor. He knows. Yeah. So. yeah <laughs> I, I could not tell you. Uh, I, I can't imagine that 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 would be public knowledge, but I don't know. Like, seems like we would have found something out about that. I wonder if Cliff Hutchinson would. <laughs> Cliff Hutchinson, attorney at law. Yeah, we could. I'll, I'll, I'll tap him. I've got him on retainer. Very cheap. Very cheap. <laughs> Do you have any video game questions? <laughs> yeah, video game release day questions. Not about anything else. <laughs> we, uh, uh, Freddie doesn't know. Taylor plays his character, Cliff Hutchinson, attorney uh -huh. at law. He specializes in video game release date legislation. Yeah. And oh. basically convinces GameStop employees it's okay to give us games ahead of schedule. I, we did that t-shirt back in the day where it like was Cliff Hutchinson, attorney at law. And I made the tag, I came up with the tagline, settle for less. <laughs> you just got pre-alpha games and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I hope you're right, Woody. Like, I, I hope something does come of it because way more Imagine heads that. should roll it's than just to these be two too people. Late. It's getting to be too late. You guys have heard me express this idea many, many times. If you get to live your best life never having had sex with anyone over 17, and then you finally get in trouble at 77 years old, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... Do you, do you mean like there, there's just a lot of old pedophiles that have gone too long without being behind bars? Yeah, like uh, I won. Who is who is the Game of Thrones guy that I'm referencing? Walter George Frey? R. R. Martin. No, Walter no. Frey. Yeah, yeah, Walter Frey. This guy lived his best life. How many wives did he have? Like 28 or something like that. A bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like what his version of perfect life he lived. He was so old. He was like 90 something. His son was like 77 and never got his chance to be king. Because dad lived in like 99 mm -hmm. and then he was murdered and everyone's like, oh, they got him. They got him <laughs> in 99. No, no. They, like what? It's, it, it, you listening? His life? He liked his more th than you like yours. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, like, so what happens? Let's say everything is uh, is put out on the table. She has this crazy dossier that names every single person. And then, you know, you have pictures and video evidence and all this stuff. Like, is this the Nuremberg trials? Like, what what happens? Or is this swept under the rug? I think it'd be swept under the rug. I think they would take advantage of deep fake and and use that to excise a lot of people from culpability. Like, that's not Prince Andrew fucking a child. That's a deep <laughs> fake of him. You know, and those are all his deep faked royalty rings that he's wearing on his hand or whatever. <laughs> like, I, I feel like something like that would happen. Maybe I'm too cynical about it. Like, it would be great if some of these people got caught because, like, like the Prince Andrew stuff, like very, yeah. very obvious. He was tied to a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't think a rational world exists where, where people can say like, all right, we can all get behind something. Like, I think we had some of that for a split second, right after nine 11, the country was, was uh, united like a little bit, like just, just the tiniest amount. It and was, they said, okay, it? we, yeah, we had to, we had to, you know, uh, concert our efforts towards this one goal. And then it sort of fell apart along partisan lines. And the same thing happened with COVID. Like for five minutes after COVID became a thing, <laughs> people were like, hey, you know, this is this is pretty bad. What are we going to do about it? And then those answers came out and then it was like partisan, partisan, you know, vaccine or your blah, 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 blah. You know, so I, I don't know, man. Like 
Partisan um, lines are crazy, right? Like yeah. if you tell me your view on guns, I can pretty well predict your view on how bad you think COVID is. And they shouldn't be linked. If you tell me what you think about abortion, mm-hmm. I bet I know what you think of face masks. And like really? Because I, I don't know. Like I've Okay. Um, well, may, maybe maybe it's a uh an exception or the rule because I, I know a lot of people that have differing opinions on both of those subjects, but it's like, it might be an exception to the rule. Maybe it's just my circle of friends. And I know that if you go online, it's really going to be either one or the other. There's not a lot of gray matter, gray, um, you know, gray area. So not a lot I, of gray matter. You had it right too. Not a lot of, <laughs> a lot of smooth brains, not a lot of wrinkles <laughs> in those, uh, in that gray matter. I, I just, So like Democrat and Republican belief systems don't feel like they should really be grouped like they are like the the, the famous one is like, why is why are the anti-abortion people so pro capital punishment? You'd think that Mm kind of logically they they, people who don't like killing would not like killing, period. But no, no, they're on different teams. And I get that they're not the same thing. I I, I hear you. But, you know, like a. This one's out of date, but it used to be that smoking, being pro-smoking was a very Republican issue. They were all about the protecting the cigarette companies and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's like, if you're pro-smoking, you're probably pro-life. And it's like, why are they linked? But again, yeah. if you told me your view on like cigarettes and restaurants, I could definitely predict your view <laughs> on abortion. <laughs> I, I think um, the, the way I think society goes is from let's say from the dark ages to now it it goes further left um just politically like more liberal more liberal ideas but i think people on the right act as breaks for the left like society itself moves you know further left and then whatever that new normal becomes then you have the fringes on either side but i don't think you know the right or the left of 100 years ago would be anything what we have today you know, like what what our uh, ideology is or, or or whatnot. I think I think that's a good point. And and it's funny the the move to the left. I generally agree with. Like I like mm-hmm. gay marriage, right? Why was that a problem in the first place? Oh, you but, like it? Oh, I, you like it? I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, on the other hand, I like the breaks too. There are definitely some ideas from the left that I'm like, it's chill, bros. Like you, you're at this point, you're you've gone too far, and and yeah, you're not right anymore. I think a lot of people are waking. A lot of people on the left are waking up uh, to see how, on their side, like on the on the I guess the Democratic Party, um, there have been a lot of fringe elements, and they've they've taken um, a lot of that, a lot of the uh, Democrats' platform, and they're like, hey, I didn't I didn't vote for this. I didn't I don't want this this craziness like in my uh, platform. So I I just. I think there's a lot of pushback on the crazy from both sides now. And we're, we're seeing a, a little bit more of the centralization, like three years ago. Um, what is a, what is a phrase like a militant centrist or something <laughs> like that? Okay. That wasn't a thing, you know, three years ago. And now it's like, Oh, you're in the center. That just means that you can't pick a side like that. That's, you know, that's becoming more of a thing. Like people are more towards the center, either center left or center right. But oh, that's um, interesting. I see it the other way. I see everyone rushing to the edges and the extremes. But I hope that you're right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, it could it could be a different way too, because I'm I'm also cloistered in you know Central Florida, where I don't really talk to a lot of people. Um, but the people I do talk to, like everybody is f- 
fairly reasonable, even the ones that I don't agree with. You know, like we we agree on most things. Uh, there's the know? difference. You spend your time in real life, and I spend mine on the internet. <laughs> so oh, yeah, maybe... like, like <laughs> talk about anything. Like you're so right, Freddie. Like talk about anything in real life with someone, and it's like, no, that was that was fine. That was mm-hmm. that was okay. It was pleasant. Oh, we we disagreed on something. Okay, let's t- let's not talk about that, or let's mm-hmm. talk about it cordially on the internet, though. Like, like it's vicious to have any conversation. Yeah. I like I like go to like follow like hockey accounts, and I'm like looking at their tweets, and it's like, man, this these guys hate each other because mm-hmm. they have different different statistical models on the efficiency of a player's you know puck possession, and it's like. Like fuck your mother! It's like, <laughs> like goddamn. There's no reason for this, friends. We're all enjoying the same sport. Hey, everyone, <laughs> let's just get together and just have a good time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I mean, the. Yeah. I'm. It's easy to think people are way meaner than they actually are, and way more combative if you spend way too much time online. So the, the social media version. aspect of things is like, I. I have, I'm scared of social media. I, I really am because um, I am addicted to it and I know I'm addicted to it. And that sucks. So, Which like, one? Uh, so I uh, deleted my Twitter app on my phone, right? Mm-hmm. So, in my stupid mind, like, I'm going into Twitter on my browser and on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, oh, and, and I know I'm doing it and I know I'm doing it and I do it. And I never derive any pleasure. I, I'm like, I'm going there because I know I want to see something that is going to piss me off. And, <laughs> and it's and it's so stupid. I hate that about myself. I'm worse. Um, I, yeah. See, at least you're on Twitter, which is cool. I'll go to Facebook. And I think Facebook has... Twitter is not cool. <laughs> Twitter, there's nothing cool about Twitter. No. <laughs> Facebook is the least cool. <laughs> it's, it's it is. It's boomers. the most boomery. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So sure, yeah. I'll go on Facebook, and I think after that woman came out and exposed them of being intentionally kind of uh, fighting via the algorithm, they they cleaned it up. I see less politics than I used to. Cool. What do I? How do I handle that? Space bar. Space bar. Space bar. Just scroll, scroll, scroll. Go down and down and down until I find someone that I disagree with, and it's like, ah, fuck mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Dude, the <laughs> way I, I've used the yeah. internet for for. A pretty significant while now is like if I'm going on like online or Twitter or Reddit or wherever, it's like I have an idea of where I'm going. It's like I got into archery as a hobby. So like I'm going there and I just go straight to the archery forum or I go straight mm-hmm. to the hockey one or like I'm getting into Rubik's Cubes now. So I went to the Rubik's Cubes one called he's Cubers. Cute, yeah, dude, this is dude, funny. Just, just that's last his thing <laughs> now. He's, he's got the, like, it, we thought he was going to be strawly against the corner hat guy. <laughs> no, I'm going to be Rubik's, Cube, Rubik's Cube in one hand, flipping a coin in the other guy. Toothpick <laughs> in the mouth. I'm three guys. So like I, I go and I, and so now I'm into, into Rubik's. It's so just, just last, just yesterday I was hanging out when my wife was there my, my brother was in town and i was sitting there like she was asking like what we wanted to do for like plans that last night and i was like trying to remember the algorithms on this because i just got it yesterday and i'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out figure it all out and she's like you i mean my god taylor you're like you, you you're really into archery now all of a sudden and you're buying a bunch of rubik's cubes and you say you want to learn how to do rubik's cubes fast are you actually autistic <laughs> like she she, she, yeah, she yeah she was like did i marry an actual autistic person <laughs> there's something wrong with you like, no yeah. there's nothing i'm gonna be i'm gonna be i mean there's no way to be cool doing one of these but no. i'm gonna try i'm gonna try <laughs> I, 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 the, best part is, 
like like we were talking about it privately and like somebody was I, I was like did you get a speed cube and i was kidding and he's like i got the speed master hyper 5000 <laughs> <laughs> i didn't oh, do that what i taylor, did taylor show us the action show us how it spins look at look at it look at how look at how smoothly this spins all right, fun oh, fact, he can't get it back now. He's oh, I can't. It's just yeah, it's it. just going to take me about 25 minutes after the show, <laughs> and I'm going to have to be sitting here being like, okay, I need to make the white cross on top. How do I – okay, what's the algorithm to get this to here? Okay, uh -huh. I need to figure that out. It's it's rewarding, like, even though I'm looking online to, like, tell me how to move everything and I'm going super slow. Like, yeah. when I get to the end, it's like, that, that feels really good. Like, and then you watch a video of a Chinese eleven-year-old doing it blindfolded in thirty-two seconds. And uh... oh, I, I watched. I watched the world. Apparently, there's a guy who is the best in the world at this, and he just broke that that troublesome four-second barrier. Four he did seconds. It in, he did it in like three point nine seconds. Did you see the Netflix documentary on it? I that I just I randomly heard about it from being on the the Cube Reddit, and I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna check it out, dude. All right, so it's pretty good. But here's the I, there's this dude, and he's compared to a rubik's cuber like he's cool like better yet mm -hmm. he's normal so amongst the other rubik's cubers he's like pulling all the pussy like he's a really nice guy <laughs> and then there's another guy and he's literally autistic like like it's a it's this thing it's all he can do he is i'm gonna call him mildly autistic like he can speak mm -hmm. but uh, if you were to meet him, you would instantly know he has autism issues yeah. and he worships the other guy. And it's interesting to see the other guy take this sort of like, I don't know, paternal sort of helpful thing as the autistic one beats him in like competition after competition. It's very sweet. Yeah, it is very sweet. What happens, I guess, typically in the life of a Rubik's Cuber is they are the best in the world, but you have to practice this for like 12 hours a day to stay on top. And eventually you know, they discover girls and get an actual career and mm -hmm. become not as elite as they once were. And I don't think it, I don't think it pays well, frankly. No. I, I don't think it pays really anything, but it's, it's neat. It, it People seems like were coming out of the woodwork. Out. Like you should get Colin a Rubik's cube. I'm like, that, that just feels some kind of autist racist. Autist. <laughs> 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 that is. You tell that me is, that to get him. That's right. like, yeah, <laughs> that's like blackface for autistic people. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> this is our word. Yeah, yeah. This is this is our toy. This is <laughs> some some neurotypical asshole was playing with the Rubik's yeah. cube at the airport today. I saw him talk to a. I saw him talk to a girl while he was doing it. This piece of shit. <laughs> then he made eye contact with another grown ass man it was wild. <laughs> dude like it's the same like pattern you go to the same thing that happened like a few months ago when i got into archery where like you go there and you watch like an incredible video of a guy's form like form check and then comments i'm watching it like that looks like he should be given legolas lessons and then you go in the comments and it's like uh olympic archer here you fucked up everything and you're terrible <laughs> like the same thing with cubers i found a video of guys like hey it's nothing much here's me recording at home timed I mean, 10 seconds and 12 seconds, but I'm looking to get it lower. 10 seconds to finish a Rubik's Cube in 12 seconds, like rapid succession. And the first, I thought it was incredible. I'm like, this wait, guy's wait, about I'm to make confused. his. In 10 seconds, he finished it in 12 seconds? Yeah. He, he, and so You're he, doubling down on he, that. Okay. he mixed it up and then put it down, put his hands on the timer thing and then did it, finished it in 10 seconds. And then immediately after he was done, mixed it back up, put it down, 
timed again. And then so like rapid succession, like over the course of 30 seconds, he did a 10 second solve and a 12 second solve. And I was like, this guy's incredible. Like this guy must be like one of the guys on this on this subreddit. Uh -huh. First comment. These are some of the worst turns I've ever seen from someone getting your time. What are you thinking? Total your OLL, garbage. there's yeah. like like names for like the algorithms. He's like, your OLL passovers and your PLL passovers are pathetic. I mean, thank God if you have fast uh, spinning speed. Otherwise, you'd never get below 10. And it's like, dude, be nice. He's he did, he did it real quick. Like, <laughs> that, that guy's real good. He's, he's, he did the thing break, real fast. I'm at 25 yeah. minutes right now. <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah, seconds. exactly. I don't. I'm not going to go there anymore because it's just a bunch of people posting pictures of their collections of a thousand Rubik's cubes and then them solving it in five seconds. It's like if I could get to below like three minutes consistently, <laughs> I'm I'm in. I've got my my party trick basically. <laughs> like. I, one of the problems with places like that is asking for advice. You're mm -hmm. like, hey, you know what? No. I need a surround sound system for the living room. I'm like, well, oh, the no. first thing you're going to have to do is decorate your living room in sound deadening cubes like Tyler and <laughs> Kaler have behind them. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler and Kaler. Okay. <laughs> and then, you know, the next thing you're going to have to do is whatever, like change your floor and your ceiling and do this and that. And you can't have a couch. You need, it's like, no, no, no. I just wanted speakers. I'm not making any of these other sacrifices. Right. Mm -hmm. but, it's like, what's but, something for a normal person? You know, not, not, not someone that needs the utmost yeah. of, of anything. But I think that's the, that's the case when you do anything that requires any sort of skill on the internet if you say mm -hmm. hey i did this one thing you're gonna have everybody that's like i was a suits there for five thousand years yeah. and i'll tell <laughs> you that you have no idea what you're doing first of all your form mm -hmm. is shit it's dog crap and it's like stuff like that just drives me up the wall because if you're mm -hmm. trying to show people something interesting that you're doing or you're learning a skill like you can say in the video hey i don't know how to do this but i'm learning and i'm going to share with you what the experience is like people still dogpile you about not doing things like yeah i don't mm -hmm. i don't like what do they get out of it it's just like I, oh, it makes perfect sense to I, me i, I do it all the time people are like you know what i don't know how to masturbate and i'm like all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right pull, that, pull that penis out <laughs> well you jacking me off isn't helping sir <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not hurting you, so yeah. you know, we'll, we'll just keep going. Some, something that's like also interesting on like big forums, whether it's Reddit or whatever, is like when you do know something about what the topic being discussed. And so, like, I, I do this all the time on the hockey one. It's my favorite sport, the only one I follow very, very closely. Mm -hmm. And like a big hit will happen or something, and immediately the entire like hockey forum will be like. Like I'll click on it to be like, man, I wonder if everybody else noticed that he clearly caught an edge right there and didn't mean to put his knee into that guy's like he didn't mean to slew foot that guy. He didn't mean to knee him in the head. Like, look, you can see a clear edge work mistake there. He must have hit a nick and and he fell into him. You go on the on the chat and the top like, 3000 upvotes and a bunch of fucking rewards is like he should be suspended forever. <laughs> this is brutal. This is like barbarism. I can't believe that there are good people here who think this is OK rethink yourselves like that ridiculous reddit speak which is the most insufferable shit ever be yourself. better yeah be better it's be like better. go fuck yourself and it's like and then like you read something like that and it's like shit if i were in the rubik's cube or the archery or in a forum where i didn't know anything about the topic being discussed i would look at this top comment and think that i gleaned some sort of information from it but i'm in the hockey one where i do know what the fuck's going on and so i can just go oh all these people whose comments i'm reading about this sport that i enjoy they're mostly retarded 
they don't yeah, know they, anything yeah. and then it'll be like a comment like way down below you know it's like did any of you guys play hockey like, <laughs> <laughs> i had a similar experience no. <laughs> so, there was a time when i was that guy that you're describing the, mm -hmm. the expert that, that is you but it was cycling and then consumer reports did a like a review on which bikes to buy and it was like this is horseshit yeah. has this guy like this guy had the level of expertise that a nine-year-old would have like i believe he could ride a bike but didn't know shit about cycling or bicycling or you know or whatever mm -hmm. and it just now it's like i don't know what to, how to trust your opinion on dishwashers because I don't know shit about dishwashers. Yeah. And I, I like I, I, those listicles that you, you're talking about where they say like the top five, whatever. Every once in a while, it'll be like the top five bikes. And then you click on the author's name of the article and you see his other written works. And it's like four days ago, this guy ranked the best kitchen blenders. Like there's <laughs> no way he knows enough about <laughs> all of this stuff to be authoritative in any way. Richard, thank you for joining us. How are you? Oh, hello. Super quick. Richard. Gun guy, Freddy, car guy. Oh, hey, How you doing? I'm also a gun guy. <laughs> You're also a gun guy, Freddy? I'm also yeah, a car guy. No, awesome. Look at this. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, this is. You got uh... chocolate in my peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's a great scene. You know just what? executes both of them on the car. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever tried? Is it called Bumble Friends? Help me. I'm, I'm close on this. I've never heard of that. I don't. I know what Bumble is. really close once. You almost tried it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I, I was going through it as a dating app for a while. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I saw the friends thing and you make connections that way. It's like, who is using it? That... Dude, so I, I, I listened to a podcast and this guy was a collegiate wrestler, a bro. And he laid it out really nice. And I agree with him, having been in bro culture before. Bros know how to be friends. You know, a bro walks into the room. His friends fucking cheer when he walks in the room. They, they, they're not afraid of being homophobic. They, uh, they show actual affection. <laughs> like, bros know how to be friends. And, and when he was a collegiate wrestler, um, and then as I was a swimmer, it sucks, right? As a swimmer, you just spend your fucking face in the water looking at that black line suffering. That is, that is the bulk of the sport. And it's bonding to some extent. Wrestling is the same sort of thing, right? They're in this room. It's too goddamn hot. For some reason, they're climbing ropes to the ceiling while in the L position. And it's bonding, right? They're all being tortured together, maybe like boot camp, which I have no background in. Anyway, he graduates college and his friends moved to different areas. He was an elite wrestler, so they all like came from different places to wrestle there. And now he doesn't have bro friends anymore. And it's hard because he doesn't have an environment to like form them to create it again. And uh, he's like, how exactly do you make friends as a grown up? So he hit, you guys don't know what this Bumble friends or something. Yeah. 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 It's like BFF. And Oh in the, yeah. Bumble BFF. Yeah. 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 And um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, 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 I will say that okay. like, if you're using a dating app, I don't know. It just, for me, it comes across weird initially. Yeah. And I've actually been thinking about this a lot because um, shout out to all the guys on Reddit. Like I, I say this every time I come on PKA, like I, like your fan base is so interesting to me because <laughs> like I went to the Bitcoin developer meeting in Austin and ran into this dude there. And he's like, dude, I love your stuff, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, so wh where do you know me from? 
because it, it's so it's so diverse. Like because my tech background, the comedy stuff back in the day, my YouTube stuff, and he's like, oh, I, I watch you on PKA, and I'm like, shut up, dude, that's awesome, <laughs> that's so cool. Uh, but nice. you know, I'm a big proponent. If you have like some kind of interest, like you got to get off the internet. You got to go to these in person meetups, and that's mm -hmm. kind of taken some of my own medicine on that. I was like, hey, like you want to go to a car show. Uh, I'm into crypto and stuff like that. So I've been going to dev meetings for uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and all these other different things. It's like, I feel like that's a better route than using a dating app because you're kind of mm -hmm. already lining up interests. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I could also see quite a few guys on the Bumble best friends forever side of it also wanting to fuck you. you yeah, they don't, but they don't want to be on <laughs> yeah. the on. I'd say on that's grinder. most of it. Yeah. yeah. Dude, hypothetical me <laughs> finds it more awkward to like put yourself out there for a friend than a girlfriend. Like, I feel like the girlfriend is sort of an established dynamic that's supposed to have. If I was out there with a guy getting coffee Seeing if he liked dirt bikes too. That sounds know. sad, man. That sounds a little <laughs> sad. No, no, sad about that. You'd be like Jack. You'd be like, "Hey, where are you heading, honey? Oh, I've got a play date. I'm meeting Brian today. <laughs> he's 47 and he's a retired ortho retired orthodontist. Yeah, an Aquarius. Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> how often are you going out for like coffee I've to never chill with it. somebody? It's like I've like, never done it. No, I've only um heard yeah. a podcast about it. But it, do the after at the end of the podcast, I I have I have probably one really best friend that I meet in real life very often. He likes dirt bikes and flying like I do. But I'm like, but he lives like three hours from me, so we only get together like one or maybe twice a month. And uh, um, I'm like, I would like to have a best friend in Raleigh. Should I hit Bumble BFF? You don't make best friends lifting in your home gym. That is true. true. But that's part of the, I, I like being alone yeah. lifting in my home gym. But I get what you're saying with the whole, I, I like what you're saying, Richard. Like, go to a physical place where it's already a foregone conclusion that you have a similarity with them. Go to, if you're into guns, go to a gun yeah, show. That's and just, exactly yeah, it. Go to a strip. Hey, club. let's go wait, shooting. Wait, wait, you like pussy? <laughs> oh, man. Really? You, man? Yeah. No, you get on oh, the bubble BFF you just keep doing that sitting next to like right like there. sad sad people at a strip club i think we're gonna become fast friends and he's like he's like get the fuck away from me <laughs> wait you carry singles i carry singles <laughs> wait you're you're depressed i do compartmentalize people though like i have noticed that like because i'm i'm always reluctant of fucking up things that i really like so like for example the gym like sometimes mm -hmm. i won't mix certain friends and different verticals i guess because you run the risk of yeah you know pissing somebody off and then like you you shit where you eat and it's like now the gym's ruined mm -hmm. i gotta go to a different one and there's all, like the gym for me is like a solo thing anyway i don't want to be having conversations i don't oh i be, love like, crossfit dude I've like, never done that for me for me like if, if the pandemic has oh, done anything like for me like it's 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 to let me know that <laughs> it, it lets me know that like I rely on community for fitness yeah. and I rely mm -hmm. on fitness for diet. And like if if that. those start breaking down, like it just spirals out of control and I start drinking liquor like crazy. Dude, it, <laughs> I um, yeah. I broke my pinky. Diet went to hell. Yeah. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, yeah. And I also hurt my it went to hell is a bit of a stretch. 
but uh, definitely my discipline shifted. What are you Because I couldn't lift. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kyle. I talked over you, but uh, no, um, but yeah, yeah. You, you said your diet relies on fitness. I, I maybe I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my fitness relies on a, a communal aspect. And it, the thing, you know, a lot of people will give me a hard time about CrossFit and everything. They're like, no, I'm actually like I'm fairly strategic about it whenever I go. It's like I'm, you know, mm-hmm. for better or worse, you debate it all day long. But like I don't do kipping or butterfly. Uh, pull-ups and stuff like that. I'm really strict with everything, but it's the act of being in a class environment that drives me. And it can be 80 year old women in there. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. I'm not, I'm not trying to compete for regionals or anything. It's just the fact that somebody's in there holding me accountable. Otherwise I won't hold myself. That makes sense. I like like it if I'm at the gym and nobody's there. That's why I like to go at like 2 AM because like nobody's there and it's quiet. And, and like, just looking around and seeing like no one's around to like distract me or judge me or like I can fart out loud. Like I do whatever I want. <laughs> but, like I, I like that a lot better. That but community you're lifting. judgment thing, Richard, yeah. like I, so I used to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu a lot and I, I was like really into it. I never, I did it like nine hours a week or 12, something like that. And um, as like a regular and a guy who was, you know, kind of competent at it, for whatever the instructor would demonstrate the, the moves we were learning on me oftentimes. And then you miss two classes for whatever reason. And he's picked someone else. And it, it, it like literally one time it was like, yeah, Woody, I've moved on. Like, like you've been demoted <laughs> in this class hierarchy. Cause you missed it. Like I'm holding you accountable. I'm no longer demonstrating on you. It's like, yeah, yeah I miss our cuddle time. So are you guys like, do you f- consider yourselves uh, more introverted or extroverted? introvert i am an introvert that does a good job temporarily faking extrovert yeah that's what i like to do yeah same it's exhausting but i can turn it on yeah i I don't really know i i I do like going out and being social but i like my my own time maybe i I, i'd say i'm I'm probably more extroverted than than woody and kyle maybe Mm -hmm. um but I, i still but compared to like true extroverts i need a lot of alone time and like recharging yeah, I, uh, I, I, I go like two, three weeks without seeing another person. I'm like, oh, that was nice, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Kyle sees me and Woody once a week or twice a week for a month. And <laughs> That's like, enough. This is a nice, relaxing mm. little break. <laughs> I, 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 I think um, it's a self-selecting sample because, I mean, we we do this stuff. You know, we put put ourselves out there and, you know, we're we're talking to a camera or talking to, you know, just a, a select few people. But this goes out to hundreds of thousands or millions of people. And it doesn't really hit you until you're in a crowd with those people and then it becomes real. Mm -hmm. So this is like, I, I do YouTube because like I'm an introvert. I love just talking to a camera, but like, if I have to go out, like I do this, um, it's really big, uh, convention called SEMA. It's, uh, it's essentially like a CES for cars. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, there, everybody knows who you are if you have like just a little bit of notoriety in in the car space so you can't move anywhere without somebody wanting a picture or just talking to you or something like that and there you have to turn it on and it just gets emotionally exhausting so you know like if i was in a place like a like a crossfit gym which i i I mean i i don't do that but (laughs) (laughs) but but if i did like i i understand the holding accountable thing but like I think I would, I would value just having my own space to do that, like for, for nobody to bother me, way, way, way more. 
So it's mm. like I, I maybe that maybe that's the thing that I need though. Maybe just I need somebody over there, whether it's an eighty-five year old granny or not, uh, to just say like, hey, you know, get your shit together. Come on, get, come on and do well, this. Even mm. the granny, she's not the one. She's focused on her own stuff. So it, what's crazy? What I personally found is. I go 60% if I'm in my home gym. I'm like, ah, eh, you know, I'm sandbagging. That workout will take way longer. Whereas mm-hmm. if in a structured environment, th- those people aren't paying attention to me. They have their own problems to sort out. So mm-hmm. I go like 80%, 85%. I never go 100% because it's like, who am I trying to impress? I want to be in there as many days as I can, keeping loose and, and everything else. It's not about like setting records or anything like that. It's about being healthy for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I sympathize with yeah. uh, Kyle there, though, too, because whenever I was like going more lifting, you know, you in L.A., it would be like, shit, dude, you have to wait for a machine like 10, 15 minutes. You can't superset doing that. Yeah, do anything like that. The, the workout would take three or four fucking hours. It, like it takes an hour anyway. and I'm by myself. Like if I have to wait, it would take forever. I don't even know how you do normal sets. Yeah. And then it suck. throws you out of your rhythm. Mm-hmm. I've been um, I've been. Been working out pretty good. My um lifts are at most. You guys are jacked. Sorry to step <laughs> over you, but you guys are fucking jacked. <laughs> my my lifts are most mostly at new highs, but I slack in between sets too much. I like to chat with my friends while I don't like, think that's no no no. I like like I, I think that's good. I think the longer the time between sets, the better. Well, I'm really killing it. Like, 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 <laughs> then I have a couple of fat friends that are wildly successful because it's been it's been years between sets. It's been eight years <laughs> since my last set. All right, well, just, I, I, I think maybe ten minutes is ten twelve minutes is, is where you want to like get the next set in. But like, oh, well, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with waiting. Like, you make the workout last as long as you want. I, I'm gonna try a mm-hmm. lot more volume. Um, uh, this next little program I'm, I'm starting on. Uh, I'm looking at a few different lifts too. Some uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to starting. Yeah, kind of spice it up. Be pretty disciplined. Well, I don't want to get it too. Be pretty disciplined about avoiding injuries, but I don't want to go deep into my actual workouts. So, so just a, as a as a layman coming into it, because uh, I used to go to the gym uh, pretty regularly, but this was years ago, and uh, did did diets and lost weight, but then kind of gained it back. Just eating mm-hmm. like crap, just because I have no time for anything. It's fucking um, delicious. I mean, it, it's it's delicious, but it's also it's it's horrible. It's also my, fun. Yeah. It's it's fun and delicious, but also it's <laughs> killing me. So uh, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. that little little thing of it. It, it kills you. Um, but I mean, like, what do you do? I, I guess it's a it's a really sort of surface level question. It's like, how do you stay motivated? But like, it, it's it's not that. It's like there's something keeping me from going to the gym or or uh, you know doing uh, exercise regularly, and I don't know what the fuck that is. And I'm trying to figure mm. out, you know, like how do I get from here to you know a more healthy version of me and keep that going? How For me, like, are you? How spiteful. <laughs> yeah, Kyle got spite jacked, but like like for, for for me, like with uh with lifting, like it's all momentum. So like if I've hit if I haven't missed a workout in three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, like it's like a foregone conclusion. Even if I'm like tired and feel like shit, it's like I'm not gonna mess up my streak. Like I'm not gonna miss this. But like, mm-hmm. you know, like this week, like, like the Christmas week, last week, like missed a bunch of workouts and so that first one back is like you know what's one more to miss really but you have to like know that that you know option to quit is going to you know multiply and become more options to quit down the road Mm -hmm. it really like when i started lifting like really regularly pretty hard 
Like it was probably a month, two weeks to four weeks of like forcing myself to do it. Like I really didn't want to do it that much. But once I like started, I lost just enough weight to like see and put on a little bit of muscle mass, you know, those beginner gains. Mm -hmm. Then it's a feedback loop of like, oh shit, like you always have this idea of like, oh, I could be like a big muscular guy if I put in the time. And then before you do it though, it's like the back of your head, like, no, that's something for other people. That's what those, those gym rats do. And then you start to get towards that. And you're like, no, this is fully attainable. Like anyone can do this. And I could be a person who achieves this. Not that I've done anything even remotely close to what Kyle's done with his, his transformation, uh -huh. but just, you know, first couple of weeks, force yourself to do it. And then hopefully if you're of the mind that like myself, Woody, Kyle are with lifting, you want to keep doing it because you feel good. Like it's not yeah. something you dread. Like at the end of the night, my sleep is way shittier if I didn't get a lift in that day. And I'm, I was really, frustrated. Compulsive. Uh, I'm really compulsive. So um, like the idea of missing a day is like a kind of a, I don't know. It would be good. I guess it feels the same way it would if like someone doesn't flick that lock the eighth time to the right or something like that. Like yeah. I really <laughs> miss a day. Um, and also like 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 I do TRT, so like I get really fast gains and stuff like that. Like like the if you're not seeing results, like why would you keep going? If if you mm -hmm. bust your ass for two three weeks in a row and you look exactly the same, like that would be impossible to stay motivated. I feel like like mm -hmm. if I bust my ass for three weeks, it's like oh shit. All right. So in three more weeks, double this or, oh no, it's, 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 it, oh, oh, even more. So triple this. It's, it's crazy. I don't think the TRT helped you cut body fat though. Like, so I got a, I'm a little bit stronger. I got stronger in the last year. I just did, yeah. but I must've lost 30 pounds of fat. And yeah. that to me is my bigger aesthetic improvement than mm -hmm. muscle. Yeah. Gain. I think I dropped something. Sure. Like that. I went from like, what was it? Like 34% mm -hmm. body fat to like 8.5, I think body fat something like that that's a little bit of a change yes. yeah <laughs> i gained and lost 60 pounds in three months <laughs> like mac it's always something <laughs> more like a year but yeah pretty much um yeah it's super fun um i enjoyed it because like i always i, I told somebody i always wanted a chemistry set as a kid my parents would never get me one so now i kind of i'm my own little chemistry set over here with all my supplements and syringes and nonsense yeah. <laughs> um, I, I i take so many goddamn pills and uh, the diet is so ridiculous now. Like, I, I was just looking at my phone. I was like, do I have enough buffalo meat? Because, like, <laughs> <laughs> do, I have, do I have enough buffalo meat for the week? Buffalo I, meat. If you're not eating tiger meat, Kyle, are you even trying? Yeah. I, I eat like 10 pounds of <laughs> buffalo meat a week. So it's like, we got to make sure we've got plenty. I don't know what your, your motivations like um, outside of the, you know, your work and everything, but I try to gamify life. If I can't gamify a component, um, then generally I don't really follow it that well. So like I started with my zone whoop and all these other different kind of mm -hmm. digital things to help me kind of mm -hmm. track progress. And I feel like, you know, like my zone was a, a good example. I remember one month I had the flu and it was like the very last day and I had like 500 MEPs to get. And I was like, fuck it. I guess we're going for a run. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's one of those things where it's like the, the, the gamification holds me accountable because I yeah. suck at self-motivation. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. I um, mean, lifting kind of has an I, inherent gamification with like the weights going up, like sure. the incremental yeah. overload. And then overload. I, I like that as well. Like, like I like treating it like I was an RPG character, right? Like it's a lot. Cause if you think about it, I think, I think those of us who play a lot of games can relate to this. We will spend so much God time, goddamn time making sure that our guy has like better skills at jumping or, or running or swinging an axe or something. But in our own lives, we're like, who needs to run and jump? Yeah, and I had Marathon mm -hmm. Pro, but I couldn't run a mile. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I, adding the DEXA scans in every month was like this sort of thing where like every month I'd get this like digital scan with all this hard data and you could see the fucking lines one line moving up and one line moving down and you could like overlay that with like the gym charts and watching like strength go up and uh, it, it, it's the math of it all is really fun to look how at. often are you doing blood work uh every it, it depends at least every six months or so like something are like you that. using any software or anything like that like inside tracker or anything like that for what purposes the blood work yeah just monitoring levels of stuff and um so i get like full panels and you know i've got like because i work with derek i've got like not only his expertise but like several doctors and like people overseeing everything so they take a look at everything and really fine-tune my diet model and my supplement intake to make sure that everything from thyroid to liver and kidneys and and, and all my levels are like really good um, have you modulated the dosage on any supplement to see how it impacts your recovery or performance or anything like that um a little bit up and down like like i i'm on not on, i'm not on a crazy dose of trt like normally like 150 milligrams i think it's pretty standard and i don't go above 200 like somewhere in there uh when i first started on it i just wanted to see how i was gonna like react to it like i didn't want to like break out in acne um i did eventually get some acne on my shoulders that's like been the only side effect really but uh otherwise it's just like i don't know it feels great I, do you I, use anything like a my zone or a whoop or anything um no, I track my uh, I track my my lifts in the gym and everything. I track like my weight. I take pictures. He bought a new paper notebook. Stand. He showed it to all of us. He was very <laughs> yeah. excited. I'm, I'm just I'm so fascinated by y'all's journey. Like I want to know like your I want to know your heart rate variability, your resting heart rate, how it's changed over time and stuff every, like that. Every like like even bone density went up. Like my bone density. Um, I, I get, like Caucasians and and uh, black people have different bone densities, and I have gotten into black people bone density levels from. The <laughs> <laughs> it's a combination, they said, of the TRT and like the lifting, like because it makes your his body. swimming is suffering. Yeah, I, can, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say though, your dancing is. You better. should see my credit score. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm glad if you I went there because. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I known what happens when you get jacked, oh my god, I can't. Even <laughs> um, that was funny. Over left and right. It's it's awful. No, it everything is better. Uh, I took an RMR when I first started resting metabolic rate, and you know it measures like exact amounts of <laughs> O2 and CO2, like fluctuate. So you get like exactly how many calories you're burning um, within a given time. And then they do a little math because you you sit there and don't move an inch. You basically try to fall asleep in the chair. And uh, just with diet, we raised my RMR by 900 calories in a month. Wow. Like that it. is so insane. I remember as that was yeah. happening, you would like give us updates in our texts, our group chat, and you'd be like, "All right, Monday, I'm up to 3,300 calories," and by Friday, you'd be like, "We're pushing 3,900." Oh like, no, you you escalate you it, you okay? I'm exaggerating, but you yeah. you escalated very quickly. I so um I went up 100 calories a week um based on like what my body would do to to, to sort of like get my metabolism to like be able to like handle that and not get like super fat. But um, because you're going to gain a ton of fat, like as you're gaining the muscle anyway, you're eating at a surplus of around 500 calories, ideally. But my body had to catch up to that. So I started with 2,500 and added 100 calories a week um, until I really got to like the mo how much I could stand to eat. That was that was the limiting factor. And 3,600 calories of clean food a day is all I could stand to eat without vomiting or just feeling queasy all fucking day. Uh, this time around, I'm going to try to get higher. I want to try to hit 4,000 calories a day. So I'm going to integrate some, like another shake for for some of my calories. And uh, for breakfast, I'm going to try like cream of wheat or cream of rice, something that digests more quickly. 
and um, and just make sure that everything is all about digesting things quickly to try to get that food in. Because it's not that like I don't want to eat it. My stomach's just already full, and I'm and it's time to eat another goddamn meal, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> sounds fun. I'm gonna oh. break. <laughs> what I'm gonna? I, I'm going real hardcore this time. Like like. Yeah. I want, and, as opposed to last time where he was just fucking around. Yeah, Fr- yeah. Freddie. If <laughs> I don't know, Freddie, if you haven't seen the photos, just look up FPS Kyle. Oh no! So, so yeah, so I've seen the photos and they look like you. You look like Photoshop, like for real. It, it's yeah. uh, it's, it's insane. Derek asked me one time. He's like, he's like, did you touch this up or anything? Because, because, no. All right, we're making progress. Good, good. <laughs> I don't see how that that's not progress. You're there, dude. Like (laughs) just just maintain, just like you're you're good. Yeah, you're at the top of the mountain. No, I want to get a lot bigger this year. I'm so so the the protocol, the idea that I'm I was gonna say you're kind of a pussy previously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like looking small. I I, I, I look small and weak, and I know it. Weak model. I know it. I know I'm weak and small. You're gonna blow away. (laughs) (laughs) So breeze blows him away. To just blow me away like a leaf in the wind. I'm so inconsequential inside and out, and I have to live more. So the idea is, I think, like eight meals a day. Um, I've got all. I'm I'm doing these like like, taco bowls of like buffalo meat, um, so that I can like eat them like every two or two hours or so like throughout the day continuously i'll just have them stacked and made and just a timer goes off and i eat another one and uh and like most of my meals will be like that and you know throw in some fish every every other day and my cream of wheat breakfast and literally like eight or nine fucking eggs and that's about a diet you're gonna need a lot of delta eight to stay hungry enough for for that no actually um like delta eight is has like kind of crushed my appetite from smoking really yeah when you smoke a lot of weed it does the same thing so um, I'm going to talk to Derek about something to increase appetite um, uh, or, or maybe the doctor as well about, about something to like increase appetite because that would help a- tremendously. I know there's a few things that do that. I don't know what they are. I'm not an expert, but like like what category of like drug or supplement they fall into. But I know there are things that do that. That can't be a big market. With an appetite. It's a big market in people. What is the opposite that. of a suppressor? An appetite impressor? I'm an appetite sure. augmenter? I don't know what it would be. Stimulator. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't even want to like handle the pills with my hands. It's some kind of a fractal <laughs> or some nonsense. I don't remember what it was. MK two seven seven or something. I don't know. If it's legal and it works, I'll do it though. No, I need to be on that Mexican ephedrin, mm-hmm. like Mac. <laughs> they know something down. we don't for sure. Some of those size pills. <laughs> yeah, but, some of the size pills. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm gonna mess with the diet. I think, uh, or not with the diet. I obviously, obviously, I'm messing with the diet and the supplementation. I'm adding a few more things. But um, with the workout, I'm gonna try to uh, like continue to focus chest because that's my weakest area. And uh, I'm gonna try to make the delt silly this time. I, 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 I read some um, some stuff about some different kinds of delt work involving um, what do you call it when you like um, like get into a position and hold. A, a static lift or something like, like that. Like, like you sort of like 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 get it, it basically like like dumbbell like, side side lifts where you're just holding the weight out. Like like I don't know what you call is that. Is it called plyometrics or am I messing that up with something else where you're just like pushing against a wall? That sounds like diamond hands stuff. But in any case, mm-hmm. I, I, was, like I, was, I was I was I was looking at this workout that involved like these long periods of of like holding the weight static in these uh, like side with these side dumbbell stuff and uh, and uh, I don't know I'm gonna I'm gonna add some stuff to the the workout regimen uh, basically and instead of an hour it'll be an hour and a half because like I've got plenty of time it's like 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 the workout will be over in an hour and I'd be like I could do more and I just make up what I did at that point this time I think I'm just gonna make an hour and a half workout 
So, um, you know, just knock that out every Every night. workout can be two hours if you chat with your friends between sets. Yeah, I don't do yeah. that. <laughs> you know what I do between sets, Woody. <laughs> well, you have to replace your notebook, your paper notebook with an Apple I fight notebook. the invisible demons in the bathroom with my cop. <laughs> you pace around like a crazy I, person. I literally do like, like, like fast walk circles around the gym between uh, sets. And I, I knock out like another 2,500 steps like just doing that. That's what everyone should do at the gym. Like when you see a guy finish like a set of dips or tricep pushdowns and then he just sits down and gets on Instagram it's, or his phone. It's like, what yeah. do you do? Just at least pace back and forth a little bit. No, yeah. I, I immediately like even though I've got the attack on, I do the weighted dips and I've got the weight belt on. I unclip, throw it over my shoulder, and start doing my my fucking laps around the gym. Like there's no there's no excuse to Dude, like yet yesterday, you know, I'm I'm lifting in my basement. And it's my gym, so I can do whatever I want. I'm like doing, you know, incline press and also listening to some guy like named Jay Perm tell me how to do a Rubik's Cube. Oh. <laughs> you could never do that at the gym. Everyone would hate it. My favorite, it's my gym, I can do whatever I want, is mm -hmm. I bought a special curl bar for inside the squat rack that's extra wide. <laughs> and I just do curls nice. in the squat rack all the time. <laughs> That is, that is that nice. Is nice. I, I'm kind of jelly of that. I'm thinking about bringing some of my own stuff because I've got a really nice curl bar, nicer than the gyms. If I say anything, if I bring my curl bar, you're gonna bring a curl. Bar. You're gonna look like a real goober walking in with that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. bring plates already. Kyle, you, can you put the curl bar plate. in that pelican case like it was a rifle? Oh, and then <laughs> open it. <laughs> yeah. I open it with like a home cut out, so it like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when you eventually do go in with a gun, they won't stop you. <laughs> for like, like, like one of the most difficult things in weightlifting is when you hit those plateaus. Like, like, like mm -hmm. Derek immediately was like, "And order these," and it's these micro plates. They weigh like, I think a quarter of a pound each. They're they're so thin. These Olympic sized plates, and they're tiny. But I slap one of those on every week, no matter what. We just keep going. Just add an at you know on each side. Like like, you, you fail, you're gonna fail harder next week then because clink. We're I mean, adding that, another. That I find a way to to bring those. I I make progress even if I don't make progress. Like let's say I do twelve pull ups this week, right? Whatever it is. Next week I do twelve pull ups more slowly. It doesn't look like progress, but it is. And yeah, sure. It, that's it's more way. work. It's time under tension. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's a lot of things. Or better form can be another thing. Like if I add five pounds, mm -hmm. maybe the form drops again. Well, we're not adding five more until the form is money. And then I'm going to go permission. get my depth scan um, soon. Like it's, it's uh, like in a day or two. And uh, I'm, I'm going to start uh, the whole new diet and everything in a couple of days. So I'm looking January 1st, right? Yeah. January 1st. blood work today. It seemed a, uh, an nice. easy way to like keep everything. You know, like when did you start? Oh, I think it was like May the third. I was like, no, it's January first. It was like the first day of the year. So that'll be. I always my start date is October 29th. and you know why? That is the day I got my Invisalign braces, and my diet involuntarily started. When you get Invisalign braces, if you want to have a snack, you have like a 10 minute chore of like taking the braces out, having a snack, brushing your teeth again, brushing your braces again, putting your braces back in. It's not worth the cookie anymore. That was mm. the beginning <laughs> of the weight loss process. Yeah. I need braces. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, I don't want to tear us from, uh, yeah. from fitness talk, but we're going to hear from a couple of wonderful sponsors tonight. This episode of PKA is brought to you by Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. 
researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. I said it every time, but cinnamon is the way to go here. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine and cherry ice flavor. Each and every flavor actually tastes great, and it's convenient and discreet. Their products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug the vape, throw out the dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes direct to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Painkiller already listeners, go to lucy.co, lucy.co, and use promo code PKA to get 20% off all products in your first order, including the gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code PKA at checkout. Also, we have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. So head over to lucy.co and be sure to use promo code PKA to get 20% off all products in your first order, including the gummer lozenges. Lucy.co, promo code PKA. Check that out below if you are interested. Uh, This episode is also brought to you by Blue Chew. Fall is here and we could all use a stiff breeze. That's right. This episode (laughs) is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, Mm. confidence can take you far in life. It can also help in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. So no visit to the doctor's office, no awkward conversation, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. So if you could benefit from extra... It's all right. It's all right. Still garbled. Yeah, I'm not sure what's happening here. I don't worry about it. Go to bluechew.com and promo code PKA. Yeah, that's what you need to know. Click on the link so they're now your video is. 240p. (laughs) (laughs) Did somebody Um, turn on a microwave? (laughs) What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like free Bluetooth and then $5 in shipping and you can have a harder dick. I I know the problem you're running into. You're taking dick pics. By the time you've taken your shirt off because you're not fucking Winnie the Pooh and you get your grip and everything, it's not as hard as it was before and it's an unimpressive pick. Get your Bluetooth. You'll be photo ready. What, What promo code do I use to get that? PKA. All right. Yeah. Done. I guess we'll do lock and load when he comes back. I wonder if he has an ad read for it. I'm looking for it. (laughs) Are you? (laughs) Is it a new one? One that guy had made for us, right? Oh, yeah. We have uh, like fan fiction lock and load ad reads. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) It is awesome. That is so cool. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. I really want to get some for a few of my friends. Because I mean, it's tell me more about your relationship with your friends. It's the it's the perfect gift, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Lock and load. Did you? Oh Uh, no, the the gift that keeps on giving, really. (laughs) Uh, Dude, we were in the. uh, This is is not a lock and load ad read, but we're in the um, Patreon hangout, and and I won't dox who it was, but he's on lock and load, and his girlfriend has 
no idea about the product or anything. Mm -hmm. Apparently, she's legit angry because she's leaking for like all day long mm -hmm. because of the voluminous delivery system that he has now. Mm -hmm. And it, it's it's comical. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to find like he paid someone on like Fiverr to like do a whole thing or somebody. That's awesome. Can't remember where he sent it. I'm I'm like scrolling through all my DMs. Uh, I want to see it. I, did I, oh, where did I? Oh, I put it in our chat. That's right, because you saw it. Let me let me look in there. Oh, okay. And then that was a couple. Well, weeks. why are you looking there? What was your favorite thing at SEMA? Uh, so I had a car that a car that went to SEMA. Uh, I had my uh, McLaren six seventy five LT that I that I completely rebuilt. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of really interesting things at SEMA. Uh, there's a uh, the Elon Musk Tesla and Tunnels thing. Uh, I was gonna that, say I had two Teslas. They would not let me bring. I uh, had I had two companies. I was actually gonna leak it here on PKA in October, but things didn't mm -hmm. pan out. Um, it, I took in took a Plaid Model S, yeah, full illumination kill switch, mm -hmm. so it goes completely dark. Um, it's got infrared lights on it, so awesome. uh, we launch it uh, zero to sixty one point nine with MVGs. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do ride alongs with people, but here's the thing is I took him mounted an M134 mm -hmm. in the front. So yeah. we, we get up to 140 miles per hour and brah, awesome. <laughs> um, and then with a uh, model X, we took and mounted, uh, two of the micro guns inside. Mm -hmm. So when the doors come up, it deploys them out and they're like, no guns at SEMA. Sorry. You know, like. Even shot shows like, nah, you, you guys really aren't on brand. I'm like, what? they're like, no Teslas. It's <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I was like, no you guys had a Volkswagen bus with a minigun. This is a Tesla yeah. with a minigun. So one of my friends, uh, his his name is uh, well, he has, his channel is Rich Rebuilds, and he I reached made, out to him. Yeah, yeah. So he's I've watched awesome, a lot of his videos. Awesome, awesome dude. So he he got a Tesla and he put a uh, V8, like a Chevy V8 in it, like a small block. And we were trying to get the people at the, the Teslas and tunnels thing. We we're like, we have this Tesla. It has to go down here. Like we I can just imagine this like thing with a NASCAR sounding V8 reverberating throughout the tunnel. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that has, that is we 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 were trying with all our hearts and like there were a few people that were like yeah yeah we should do it and then whenever it got to upper management they were like what are you nuts like no so yeah people get weird about people having fun no no you can't have any fun sorry about that can you hear me yes, yes. it seems yes, it seems good. fixed yeah okay. you were talking about lock and load yeah yeah we're, we're really curious about that just, just Kyle has a ad read he wants to show. Zach's downloading it. I don't know why I we don't just play because I don't know anything about it. I'm guessing better. Oh, you don't know me, anything about it. Me neither. Is that is that a type of pastry? <laughs> well, we, we have to fulfill something real quick. So grab that. But and we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code PKA at checkout. Just pay the five dollars in shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code PKA. Get that first month free just for five dollars of shipping. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. There you go. Sorry about there that. That no. sucks. I felt like that was going so smooth, and then I hear is he garbled says for anyone else, and then I'm like <laughs> me, and then like moving back and forth. Trying to see. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, what, what so is this, this is one minute long? Yeah, sit back. 
Hey friends, it's me again, Dr. Wadsworth. Well, today I'm coming to tell you all about my new favorite product. It's called Lock and Load. Are you sick of dribbling like a chimp? Do you wish you were a real man? Have an overwhelming desire to fire rainbows like Woody. Well, lucky for you, I have found the solution. With only nine mildly uncomfortable pills a day, <laughs> take out the neighbor's cat from across the yard. Thanks to hours and hours of hand callousing research by paid professionals, you can too. So buy lock and load today. That's great. I like how Why there's is there someone, a heart rate monitor. There's going. someone like on a, on the, there's a, someone's yeah. about to die in the background. Yeah. Hey, like, did, did you hear like the like someone's on a ventilator in the background <laughs> dying? He's an actual COVID doctor. Ward, but he's meant to talk about the benefits of lock and yeah. load. Oh, old Mrs. McGillicuddy has triple pneumonia. Don't pay no attention to that. From that guy, he's dressed like a doctor. That's yeah. Woody's cousin. <laughs> he said he was a doctor. That's perfect. You don't let Let's... you dress like a doctor if you're not a doctor. <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. Uh, yeah, so lock and load. At, at this point, I watch porn, and four out of five of them are just not even real men. Not even close. Take it from Dr. Dick Cummings and get yourself some lock and load. <laughs> That was Dr. Wadsworth, actually. Dr. Wadsworth, yeah. <laughs> uh, I wonder if Blowing your Wadsworth. Written yeah. wrong, no, spelled wrong. Use code, I think you get 20 or 25% off, and it also applies to all of Derek's stuff on there, and frankly, he makes the best supplements out there. I'm about to order his uh, uh, protein powder. He said it was good. Uh, I'm going to try the chocolate peanut butter. I don't know. That's the kind of shit I like. Oh. But I'm going to try to switch to their, their protein powder this time around. I'm sure it's fine. Um, and uh, I always do their pre-workout. Dude, their pre-workout has made a genuine difference for me. Like oh, I, that's best. Yeah. Now Kyle yeah. and I disagree on. I like the stim pre-workout, and Kyle <laughs> likes the no stim, and then he calibrates whatever stim he actually wants. Yeah. I'm not that. I just take the stim and fucking roll it's, with whatever I get. I mostly like the no stim, especially uh, when I'm doing my cut. Like like when I'm bulking. Like like I've got a box of stim, and I'm just gonna use it as uh you know for the remainder of this because like when I'm cutting though. I'm trying to like use those stimulants around my my cardio every day, and I don't want to be like taxing myself by by doing stimulants twice a day. I would I'm, imagine having the stims like, on the cut would be easier because it makes yeah, you not yeah, hungry. Yeah. Exactly, that's when I use. Oh, okay. My but no, so Kyle likes to control his own stim dose, whereas I take what I get. I, I could see an argument mm -hmm. for both. Well, see, I only want stims once a day. Is basically the thing because I don't want to be taxing my system like that. So I, I, I want to use the stims around cardio, not lifting. And I split the cardio and lifting when I'm when I'm like cutting weight, like by twelve hours. His pre workout with no stim, obviously no caffeine, right? Mm -hmm. Like. Yeah, that's, the, but, that's yeah. the one I would want. I don't want a shit ton of caffeine or oh, I take the caffeine. beta alanine. That'll stress me out. Like, like, like yeah, I have a beta alanine. That shit sucks. Beta alanine is the oh. worst. It doesn't help. It it just it makes it's you itchy. It's butthole medicine, and I don't want any. It makes your whole body itchy. I've never tried it's it. Derek methanized. also doesn't like it, so he doesn't put it's, it in it. Yeah, pretty, tons of people hate it, dude. I I, I don't know it, the gorilla mind shit. You will never find like one milligram of creatine and then pretend there's creatine in it. It's always maximum effective dose. That's why block and loads nine pills. There, yeah, we have, Kyle's laid it out there. We have competitors that sell an ejaculate enhancer and it's one pill a day. 
that is an imaginary ineffective dose. We we take five in the morning and four at night. You know why? Because we want you to come like a fucking elephant. Yeah, dude. One of one of my like we got a bunch of bottles shipped to us, uh, obviously, and I. I need to get another one because I'm pretty much out. I took one of the free ones and I I gave it to my dad because he was like, oh, this friend of mine would think this was the funniest shit in the world. Can I give it to to my friend Dan? And I was like, yeah, of course, you can take a bottle. And apparently my dad's friend thought it was like uproariously funny. And he bought like (laughs) like 10 bottles (laughs) as as stocking stuffers for like every male in his extended family. Because everybody gets it. Yeah, Yeah, everybody gets it. It's the perfect gift. It is. It's it's really fun for all the women in your life. Mm-hmm. Get, get lock and load. It's a party yeah. at your house, and everyone's coming. Yeah, uh, everyone is coming. Everyone's coming in a big way. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a question for Freddie. You uh, you buy cars. Typically, the cars are like uh, budget priced, and then you fix them up and make them extremely good. Yeah. Does your YouTube channel sell the cars? Like, like do you have a, a line of people wanting that car by the time you're done? Yes, but I never real. I I I'm horrible at selling anything, um. So I don't sell it. Uh, I just have. I'm like a car hoarder. Uh, what you, <laughs> you would call it. Um, but yeah, I just keep them because it's it's all stuff that I could never afford. Uh, usually. So when I'm done with it, number one, I don't know if it makes it any more um uh, appealing to anybody to to know that I worked on it, but. I wouldn't imagine so. And I also wouldn't want to sell it to anybody. So I do have a shit ton of emails from people that want to, you know, uh, buy my cars at a certain price. I actually made a video saying I'm selling all my cars and this is what I want for them just to see what the the market's like, because the market right now for cars is insane. It's crazy. So uh, I had 2000 emails and, you know, with people wanting every single car that I had. And it was just uh it was it was a lot. Um, the thing that really gets to me is that anytime you sell anything when you're more or less like public figure is that mm-hmm. you're scared of them then going and making a video saying I bought this from uh, Tavarish or to Freddie or whatever. And um, he screwed me or this wasn't as he said. And this is how bad the car is. And like that's that's in my mind. And that's just a huge liability. And I'm like. I don't need that for whatever, you know, if, even if I make a profit, it's not going to be as much or as if they crash it and they, yeah, steal yeah. You. exactly. If they, if they crash it and something's not up to par or they think that's like, it's, it could be completely their fault. And, you know, I try to be upfront with everybody. You know, I, I sold one of my uh, cars recently. Uh, it's like an old Mercedes that I drove every day for like four years. That was my daily driver. And I sold it. I, I said every single thing that was uh, wrong with it. Like I tried to fix everything that I could wrong with it. But even at the end of the day, I was still on pins and needles. I was like, I hope he gets home. All right. You know, <laughs> Hey, are you okay? You know, everything good with the car, you know, that, that sort of thing. So I'm just, I'm super paranoid about all of that. Um, that's why I don't sell them. I just, I just store them here. I look at them and drive them. There's a motorcycle guy named Jake, the garden snake. I, I enjoy his videos a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he had a line. He's like, a farmer can't get attached to his cows. So his content is he'll buy a bike, then he'll customize it. And then sometimes he sells it afterwards. So the whole time he's customizing it, I'm like a, a shopper. Like, do I want this one? I could, you know, I could, I mm-hmm. he would sell it to me. And, you know, like, like, oh yeah. I, for sure. Yeah. And his craftsmanship is really, I don't want to go on and on. This is probably not interesting, but he's a, 
trained motorcycle mechanic. Yeah. If I work on your bike, there's probably a zip tie on it. Like it's it's <laughs> it's, it's not that great. When he works on a bike, everything he does is done just so well. Mm-hmm. Everything is lined up, you know, like everything's painted and it I I can't explain the detail he goes into to make sure that everything is better than factory. Yeah. After he touches it. When I fix something, usually the part I did is not as good as factory. Right. And uh so anyway, to buy his the things that he worked on, it, mm-hmm. you'd probably be happy. So, I mean, the thing the thing with uh those really insane builds is that people don't care about the details like they really don't um what people care about in any video is that there's a story that they can follow uh so you want to have a beginning middle and end so i start out my projects with like here's this car it looks really crappy and then i try to you know spoon feed people along because a lot of people that watch my stuff they're not really into cars or this is their first kind of foray into you know how cars work so i try to give them like information that they would want like uh, essentially like i'm talking to a fifth grader uh about you know how this works and why this is important and why i think this is cool and then at the end you know there's like a a car that looks pretty cool i think um but i think it's that's that's the way with anything that can get really 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 technical like i'm sure with guns um you know i uh, one of my friends uh, I, I don't want to name drop but i guess i i have to uh matt Carricker, he has a really big gun channel uh demolition ranch mm-hmm. and he is his storylines and his storytelling are so good because his videos are short but he makes them super funny he has these skits and he talks about the guns in like a technical sense right but he also does like interesting like mythbustery stuff with them so you know it's the same thing that that you did Kyle for you know for Dude, I've, I've watched you for years. So that that kind of stuff is like exactly why people want to watch because you don't have to be 100% into what you're watching. You just know that, you know, this is a story and it's interesting and I want to see it to the end. Yeah, you want to appeal to as broad of an audience as possible. Right? Yeah. While staying true to like the people who are there for the nitty gritty. It's a yeah. fun line to walk sometimes, but mm-hmm. you don't want to open a manual. But at the same time, no. you don't want to sit there and talk about MOA you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, unless unless you're specifically selling something about its MOA or something like that. I'm sure there's sure, sure there's people that would be interested yeah. in that. But yeah, it's, uh, well, you always want the audience you don't have. No, I want I want I want kids to watch me blow shit up <laughs> <laughs> and old men to think it's cool and then buy it. No, you want all the viewers of the makeup girl channels to be your core audience because then your CPMs will explode. And all the pussy. <laughs> you know, is this Freddie? I was going to ask you this earlier. You were born in Russia. You have you speak Russian. Mm-hmm. Were you ever even close to being fooled that Kyle was a real Russian, or were you like oh, uh, clearly got a guy memeing? <laughs> um, that's a good so question. That's that's actually that's actually interesting. Uh, when I first saw it, I had an inkling that I'm like something's up. My <laughs> sense is tingling. I'm like eh, I don't know. Um, but uh, your your accent is very good. Um, there there's a few like embellishments uh that were like a little over the top that that was yeah. like, like i think it's just but i think that's it was like that from you know you obviously thought things through yeah i was uh, trying to make it comical but at the same time like a lot of like those embellishments were, were like that's how that ukrainian fuck sounded like, oh, oh yeah for sure no no you did it you did a great job there was never like a, something where it was very obvious that this was a dude named kyle like this was like uh maybe you know i i don't know because there's you... there are some people that sound like that his big stuff 
I, I agree. If you if you saw all of it like me, there was a bit of a journey. The very first FPS oh, Russia right. was almost a Barat character. You yeah, know, yeah, I yeah. remember uh, a mysterious man dressed all in brown left yeah. a box outside his door, so he hid inside, not sure you know what this deal was with all of this. Mm -hmm. He's describing a UPS man. Yeah, and uh, and it, you know, that was the original <laughs> FPS Russia. He wasn't a zombie hunting gangster. Or whatever. Yeah, no, no, he was an fish out of water in America. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the whole idea. Was like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. You'd do yeah. like uh, commentaries on like you know whatever crossfire yeah. on COD mm -hmm. Four, and you'd be like, and I don't understand why the hell they be so rude. You know, the delivery driver or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> he, had a, he had a black. <laughs> friend named, named Lamisha who was like unfaithful to him there was all yes. sorts of contents going on it was, it was he, had, he didn't understand it yeah he didn't get it yeah. <laughs> you know what I, you know what i think uh, uh sort of gave it away it wasn't the the actual accent it was um whenever you have somebody that comes from a different country there are certain mannerisms and styles of speech that mm. they don't understand doesn't apply to to this culture oh yeah. So, yeah yeah so like let's say um like in any other culture like let's say even in in uh, in Russia, they would go like, "You look sick." Like, "Are you sick?" Like, you wouldn't yeah. say that now. Like, if you say mm -hmm. you look sick, that's like that's an insult, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But over there, it's like, "You look sick." Uh, is there something wrong with you? Like, yeah. that's a perfectly fine line of questioning. But over here, there's like, "What? What? What do you mean something's wrong with me? What, are you want to start a fight?" You know that. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had no basis for any of that stuff. I, I really just put it. I had those two guys I work with, the two managers, and one of them was uh, Dmitry, and one was Sergey, and one, one was from Ukraine, <laughs> and mm -hmm. one was from Russia, and they were from mm -hmm. slightly different generations. And the Russian had fought in Afghanistan, and the Ukrainian was had a rich family, so they had paid their way to get a doctor to like mm -hmm. write a note to get him out of going to Afghanistan, and that was a big divide between them oh yeah i imagine so the guy's got to be jealous it, it was a like class him. warfare like and, and the funny oh, thing yeah. was the guy who had to go fight he's the big boss and the guy who like was the rich kid like he's a salesman with me and uh and it, it, so it was interesting to see that dynamic because sergey had to just listen to whatever dimitri said about the war he would talk about like catching uh catching afghanis praying and wait until like they were they were like at a certain part of their prayer to fire his sniper shots um he, he, he would talk about all Jesus, sorts of that's violence. dark that he was one really of those war veterans who was shook up and didn't like to talk about it he was he was he was more like when i tell people about going deer hunting mm -hmm. <laughs> dude like like i obviously you only know your personal experience but in my personal experience like i have a number of friends who all joined the military a couple were in very intense situations like they were not like they were grunts like w one of them was uh the guy who has C4 and carries a shotgun and he's the guy that places it on the door and blows it. And then he goes oh, in oh. first. Uh, they called him a front man, I guess, in his little unit. And like door all kid. the guys who were like, not quite as close to the intensity of it. They want to talk about it all day. Oh, I did this. And I did that. That guy, a very close friend of mine has been since I was a very young kid, went to kindergarten together. He never wants to talk about it. He will mm -hmm. talk about it like sparingly if he's wasted and someone asks him. But other than that, if anyone's like, what was it like? What was it like, like shooting someone in Afghanistan? He's like, what the fuck, man? Like, why would you even say that? I don't want to talk about that. How do you answer that question? Like, just... yeah, I, th that's like, I, I, I guess I, I hyperbolically picked up an offensive question. No one would ever ask. But like, <laughs> no, no, saying, no, they, no they, they, people absolutely the do question ask. They do ask. I've seen. It. Okay. Well, then that's yeah. uncouth. Yeah. Then I'm sure he's, I've never seen him be answered I, or asked that directly, I, but I'm sure I he watched someone ask Dakota Meyer that to his face. Like, like, it's like, the always classic. Like, what do you feel when you kill someone? 
recoil. Oh my god! Yeah. No, the, the the real the real answer is like, uh, dude, really depressed and sad. Uh-huh. And like you yeah. you think about that yeah. person's family and their life, and you think about it, they were doing what they thought was right, and like and like you get the real answer from someone who's been through it, and it's like, oh, this isn't at all like those fucking guest on the Joe Rogan experience yeah. stories. Like this is. I don't mean to transition to. No, did you want to go instead? I, I I've been the opposite. Oh, go ahead, you go. You go. Those guys who 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 are like you know they, they'll tell you all about everything that happened and and like you know they, it's not that they're like ha- talking about like a football game they won in high school or anything, but they're happy mm-hmm. to talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone's different. Yeah, but I, I've saved a guy. Saved when I was a lifeguard, I saved a bunch of people, and one in particular was the older Asian dude. And after I plucked, it was. I'll tell the story long because it's probably been like four years since I've mm-hmm. talked five years. And uh, Kyle, don't smile. <laughs> I'm not smiling because I like the, I, in my head, I was imagining like, what if you saved a kamikaze from Pearl Harbor? I don't know. I'm not being mean. Go ahead, please. He you, saved you, Hitler. If he was yeah. a successful kamikaze, he couldn't be, you know. Mm-hmm. Here's how it went down. Um, it was at the end of the day. We're on the lifeguard stand and we see this guy head into the water. He's wearing glasses and a shirt. He's Asian, but he's built like George Costanza and anytime was, like you're watching everybody all day long just like sort of getting a grip on who needs attention who doesn't and you know our term for guys like this is like he's a customer this guy you know might be a customer he might need to be saved <laughs> and uh um you know whatever he's flopping around everything's cool at the end of the day you pull the rowboat and the lifeguard stand up to the top of the beach so that the tide doesn't sweep it away as we're doing that we don't watch the crowd as carefully as we would all day long and at the very end of the day, there's this can. You sort of rave the, wave this big red thing in the air and whistle goodbye so that the crowd knows they're unprotected now. And mm. that matters because like, people drown all the time uh, every year. But literally no one has ever drowned in like 130 years during the times the lifeguards are on duty. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, anyway, we see this guy and, and he barely has one arm out of the water he's just waving it like and and it's like oh fuck like it, that that was the guy i i know this guy and he's fucking he's going under and uh at this point in my life i'm working out like four hours a day i'm swimming in college like i'm i'm, I'm the guy that he needs so i'm, I'm very excited about this i loved rescuing people <laughs> <laughs> and uh and i go out to by the time i get to him he's underwater I dive down, I pull them up. I had this speech I would give to people about like how to hold the, it's called a can. And it's just, maybe you've seen the Baywatch guys spin it on their hand or whatever. Um, I would give it to him. I have him hold it like a kickboard. This guy, his English isn't very good. And he is in no condition to like understand speech. He grabbed the can while laying on his back and looking in the sky and just stayed like that the whole time <laughs> and i'm towing him in and he's like bobbing it and out facing the water and uh what, was that a fine like that did, did that make it more, much more difficult for you that he was doing it that way or not really i was good at this okay yeah he, he gotta he, suck for him though right <laughs> yeah it, it wasn't ideal for him but, but like he's getting back to the beach mm-hmm. so um uh you know i get him to the beach and like you know we kind of part ways and it's cool all right the next day we're working the same beach, you know, it's whatever, same partner, same me. He comes by and he brings his wife and his two kids and they all thank me for oh. saving the dad. 
and they bow. Oh, I was gonna ask if it was a bow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> How far? Yeah. All right, because it matters. <laughs> I, I don't recall. I don't. It, it, I don't think I've ever been bowed to any other time in my whole life. And uh, did you bow back? No, I was. Uh, I sheepishly smiled and like said it was nothing or my pleasure like i didn't know uh, how to handle it socially my pleasure like you work at chick-fil-a and didn't just save his <laughs> life <laughs> yeah, but you really could have used 500 dollars right about then <laughs> no, no, no. could have given him a promo code for lock and load. <laughs> so that that was like 30 years ago and it's uh one of the most impactful things i've done with my life that's like, awesome that's an awesome story yeah, that's I, really I, cool. I just don't remember that story um uh, i asked about the bow because there's whole there's this larry david uh, episode where like he the the chinese guy fucks the japanese man fucks up his his order and it spills everywhere and as an apology the, the guy bows to him but it's just like a, a little bow like if this is his spine like gives him one of those and he talks to another japanese per he like he he he, he uh he observes two japanese people having an interaction and one bumps the other ice cream cone hits the ground very very good <laughs> way down way down almost flat like like he was like Almost flat. Very and apologetic. He him. He's like, "Hey, I noticed you knocked his ice cream, and you apologized. And you bowed." He's like, "Yeah, that's our culture." Blah blah blah. He's like, "Does it matter how far?" You oh yes. Like 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 that was a respectful bow. As I was like, oh, "You'd never give like a little bow." Oh no, that is a shit bow. That is a <laughs> shit bow. That is a disrespectful bow. That is that is a spite bow. <laughs> and goes back to the Japanese person. Like you gave me a shit bow. I heard you gave me a shit bow. That doesn't count. I want a real bow. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We no, should have that, bowing in our, our culture. We, we were it. talking about the like the negative impact that the sniper they had on the sniper. Mm -hmm. And uh, the inverse is true. And that was kind of the the bow on the yeah, end of my story. That, like it makes it had a lot of a sense. Hugely positive impact on me. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. No, that so, must feel really good to know that like maybe he went out and did some, some good in the world. Or even maybe, if he was just dead. Yeah. You know, like I'm sorry, Kyle. You probably had a joke. What were the okay, you, so you're lifeguarding. Was there ever a time that like you got distracted by something when you're sitting up there and like minutes go by and you're like oh fuck like i have not been watching at all thank god nobody drowned or were you pretty astute um i can recall something similar to like so when you're a lifeguard you're pretty much watching the edges right this is where the people are drowning uh if a eight-year-old somehow runs into trouble and then you're right next to them an adult in waist deep water that's never mm -hmm. a problem right you just hold the kid's hand or something by, by yeah, edges even, you mean like the far out for this out is the yeah, the the periphery of the crowd is where all the drowning yeah. happens at the farthest points and, and the deepest points and um apparently allegedly some kid got into trouble like 18 feet from us <laughs> like right in front of the stand you know and i don't know a foot of water or something is this a toddler mm -hmm. that fell over i i can't tell the story very well I didn't see it, Taylor. <laughs> All I know is some parent yelled at me for not watching their kid well enough that in a foot of water. And what did you I, say? If and I hope it was watch your own fucking kid. <laughs> <laughs> Can you swim? Dick? 
mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't the senior guard, and he had to do all the social shit. It, 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 well, for whatever reason, like whoever's been a lifeguard longer has a huge impact on like the seniority of the chair, and so I didn't have to deal with any of it. But how many can... times uh, did you actually have to go out? Like, or what was like the? Was it every week? You had to was it every couple of days was it a rare occurrence you actually had to like jump down and get into the water yeah so it'd be like 30 times a year i did it maybe 35 times a year i did it for four years nice. okay that's more than you i thought definitely that's save some real bad people in like, the hundreds of people potentially yeah, yeah. yeah. like the low hundreds yeah <laughs> Like you definitely save the the uh, pilot to Epstein Island or something. Yeah. Yeah. Statistically, <laughs> statistically, you did save a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's where Kyle was going with the guy that he saved. And so, how do we weigh the the good that Woody has done? <laughs> that Woody has clearly done. Woody uh-huh. is a saver, as he's known in on the beaches of New Jersey. <laughs> what Woody's swimming out there to save someone. He saves Dick Cheney. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm sure in the future he'll be a wholesome politician. <laughs> no war crimes, none. <laughs> Go off and have a very fruitful life, sir. Yeah. Um so I have a question. So you guys, I mean anybody in the public eye um I have an issue with charity. Um so it's not that Me it's like too. I, they fucking I, suck. They suck. Like, I, no. I take issue with charities in general. <laughs> I don't want to give nothing nothing to no one. Um <laughs> no, I, I mean like I, I like um giving to charities and charitable causes and stuff like that. But the problem is anytime, anytime I mention it, you get a lot of pushback from people that say, Oh, you're just doing it for clout or taxes uh. or something, or just like whatever, and then they call your um you know, your motives into account. But I, I'm just wondering, like, is I, I consider that like, I'll take that versus, you know, me not talking about this and then getting the word out there. But like, I just don't know if there if is there a, a way where everyone wins or like, I don't know. I'll now there's always going to be vindictive, horrible people who won't let your good deed go unpunished. But sorry, go ahead, Richard. Yeah, no worries. Um, it's weird because I've, I've I've danced this line for a really long time, and it, it, it's weird because I always, you know, like I say, I'm a reluctant narcissist, um, and I feel like you, to a degree, need to be on yeah. social media to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I feel like one of the things that people are struggling for. Um, particularly in the U.S., is a sense of purpose in a lot of ways. There's a lot of people vying for being part of something. And, um, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, with us who are doing seemingly well, um, you, you have to find ways to, um, I don't know, you need wins, right, uh, for other people. And, yeah, you can take those tax write-offs, um, and you can, you can pay someone else to do certain things. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, if you're not finding ways to give back to, and, and, and I don't mean just people, like it could be dogs. Like I've, I've rescued dogs and, and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. this, this one dog that I have now, and it, it feels kind of gross even talking about it. Right. Because the, the motives in those moments weren't for me to get some type of social recognition for it. It was, Hey, we're like, we're at, we're at a shoot at the Angeles four shooting ranges. I have a Samsung deal today. Fuck it. 
I am, I'm, I'm going, this dog is emaciated. It's got thousands of ticks on it. I'm going to rescue this thing. I'm taking my camera guy, giving him my credit card and saying, Hey, take this to the vet and whatever needs to be done, like scan it, you know, see if it has an RFID, um, see if it has an owner and everything else. It's like, no, I, I feel like there's these points in your life where you'll know where you're like kind of being tested to, to a degree. Yeah. And, you know, you know, some people are religious, some people spiritual, whatever it is. Like, I, I feel like not everything is convenient in life. And if you always go for that convenient thing, be it like a tax write-off, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Like, I, I think that you'll have plenty of opportunities in your life, be it financially. Um, I feel like more, more times than not, it's time than anything to, to make a difference. And you can balance that, right? Like, you know, the, the more, the more you, you gain social recognition and stuff like that, the more it kind of feels gross. But I, I think that you have an obligation to find a way to give back. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? Like, yeah, yeah, I, like, I agree. So YouTube, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. How long have you been on YouTube? Oh, uh, about five years. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. And so, sorry, getting off that tangent, but um, mm. uh, you talking about uh, saving that one guy just reminded me of, uh, you know, people saying, well, you know, if you give to charity, like you can't save everybody. He's like, yeah, but you can save that one guy. And I bet it meant a hell of a lot to him and his family. Well, I, 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 I'll give you another example. Um, so whenever I, I moved to Los Angeles, I was I was homeless for a little while and I ended up renting a porch. <laughs> downtown los angeles it was converted like into like mm. a, a bedroom it was a, mm. it was a it was no joke a five foot by like 10 foot porch in this so three thousand dollars a month it was four hundred dollars <laughs> and i was i was bartending and everything like i was like i i was struggling to make rent at the time right i hadn't started working construction yet and everything and um I went to this this McDonald's and I was in the drive through and this guy uh, and, and again, like even talking about this right now feels gross because I'm talking about it. So it feels mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm gaining some type of um, notoriety for it, which takes away from that moment. But I feel like, like it's, been, it's been 15 years, so it, it kind of, you know, it's played out. Um, but this guy comes through and he's like, hey, um, you got any? you got any work or anything like that? You got any spare change or whatever? I'm willing to work, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, another panhandler, like saying that he's willing to work for food. Um, all right. I tell you what, um, Saturday, I got some painting that I need done. Um, can you help with that? He's like, yeah, man, I'll work till my, you know, my bones hurt, blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay, cool. This is a Tuesday. Um, and I go about my week and everything. And again, like I'm, I'm working a few jobs. I'm landscaping and uh, bartending and everything at the time. And uh, Saturday rolls around and I completely spaced out. And uh, I was like, oh shit. Uh, so I, I, I run down to the, the, the McDonald's and I come through the drive-thru and the guy is sitting out on this table and, and I pull up and he's like, I'm ready for work. And I'm like, holy shit, this dude like he he's legit like he came back he wasn't just looking for a handout he was willing to work and so um i was like okay well uh how much work you got in yet he's like dude like i will work until i can't anymore he's like i already had a biscuit i'm good um <laughs> and i was like okay so how much you want you want like 
five, 10, 15 bucks an hour or like what? And, um, and he was like, I'll work at least eight, eight, nine hours. I was like, all right, cool. Here's 200 bucks. Uh, and he's like, all right. And he goes to get in the truck. I was like, dude, I, I, I don't have any, any work, any, and he's like, yeah, but I'm, I'm ready to paint. I was like, you don't understand, man. Like I, I just, I don't have any work. I was giving you the money. I just wanted to see if you were willing to work for it. And he's like, dude, I really needed this. Like, I, I really, really appreciate this. And like, like I'm getting emotional now, even thinking yeah, about it. Of course. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it was just one of those moments where it was like, like, you know, I had, you know, you know, a couple of jobs I had saved up a little bit of money, you know, like I didn't have reliable transportation or anything, but like, you know, you, you, I feel like we're all in this together. So at some point, if you, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're saving money or you're, you know, on this fucking, (laughs) this hill, you're not willing to help out, you know, your, your fellow man or whatever. I sound like I'm, I'm I'm giving a fucking sales pitch or something, (laughs) but it's true. It's like, at the end of the day, if you're, if you're, if you're feeling lost or you're searching for something, fucking go spend some time helping other people. Like it doesn't have to be a religious thing. It doesn't have to be a spiritual thing. Just be a good neighbor, you know? You know, yeah. it's one thing I always I, like I do this every single time now because it's uh, it's more of a selfish thrill um, than it is like an altruistic thing, even though it's that, that sounds a little bit weird. So anytime I go to Starbucks or anything where, you know, like a fast food thing where they allow it, I always pay for the person behind me. Um, and it's so simple for you to do. It's like it's five dollars. And it absolutely makes the person's day behind you. Dude, so can I tell an asshole story? Can, yeah. can, can, <laughs> yes. Before before, of before you move Please. off of that, so yeah. I've done that before, and I shit you not. I shit you not. I was in the drive-thru not like two or three weeks ago, and I forgot my wallet. Mm-hmm. And and I was it was like a five-car line mm-hmm. and i got to the fucking window mm-hmm. and i'm like i am so sorry to waste your time i forgot my wallet and they're like the guy in front of you paid for your your fucking drink <laughs> and i'm like shut up <laughs> shut this is like this is the coolest thing that's ever karma man yeah that's yeah. awesome you're getting i, the I universe got two big stories one i'm mm-hmm. an asshole one i'm not the asshole one and this one i didn't do but I was I got my um booster shot for uh COVID and so you got six G, yeah. And the flirt and the <laughs> flu. I got them in the same day. Anyway, because I'm an idiot, I went to the wrong CVS to get my COVID shot. They're like <laughs> like I went to my local one. I don't know. They're like, you need to go to the one on New Bern Avenue. All right, cool, no problem. I go to the one on New Bern Avenue. Surprise to me, there's two on New Bern Avenue. So it was already like I skipped lunch to make this thing because of the way scheduling worked. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. from store to store to store, I'm famished. I've had breakfast, but it's like 4 p.m. now. And, you know, I didn't have much for breakfast. So I want to buy just like uh, some, some cashews or something because I'm me. And, and I just need a snack. The people checking out in front of me are completely incompetent. They're running their car. They're not figuring it out. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. And in my head, I'm like, what are the social implications of just fucking shouldering them out of the way and paying for these goddamn diapers? <laughs> You're like, I just, I'll just throw my cashews in it. That's some expensive shit. Yeah, like, uh, the new price of your diapers is one slap. 
I am so goddamn hungry right now. I will pay for your diapers if you get the fuck out of the self-checkout. There's nobody working the cash registers or anything. The only thing available was the self-checkout. And uh, instead, because I honestly thought it was like bigger asshole move to buy their shit than to not. I I put the cashews back on the shelf. But uh, (laughs) And then there's the other area when I'm not an asshole. I'd have stolen the cashews. (laughs) <laughs> you that. I, dude, I seriously time. considered that um i was in utah on this paragliding trip and uh i'm paying i'm checking out my stuff and i can't find my wallet i'm searching it's in my backpack i think and i'm just get it like four or five minutes goes by and i can't find my wallet i don't know where it is and my food is like i don't know 20 bucks or whatever and uh uh Eventually, the guy behind me just hooks me up. He's like, you know what? This guy, like, I got it. I'll pay for it. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm sure it's in here. I just can't find it. And he's like, it's not a problem. And he buys my food for me. Anyway, I continue to search for my wallet and I find it. And then I pay for our meals. Like I, I reverse Uno this guy. I pay for my meal and his. And he's like, no, you don't have like you should. You shouldn't. I'm like, you've already proven you would do it for me. <laughs> like, like, like is, you do it for me like, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what i said i was like you have already demonstrated that you would do this for me i have found my cash and um he was young so i i, I my the vibe i got was that the money meant more to him you know because yeah. he's young and uh so so i reverse unoed him and paid for our food that that's nice. the one in which i'm not an asshole nice I, uh, but I uh, to answer, if I were to, only ever just food, um, at a at a, like a fast food place or anything. My dad and I buy people groceries a lot. Like, there's always some lady at the fucking grocery store that can't afford her shit, and she starts putting potato chips back, and I can't fuck. It. I get as sad as I get when I watch those chihuahuas get their first wheelchair. <laughs> those two things will make you I, I don't know. I, I don't know why those videos make you sad. I love seeing those little pups There's, and how no, excited they, they are when they have their wheelchairs. No. They need you to race those things. You only cry in public. You show me a Chihuahua getting its first wheelchair, or a white woman who can't afford a bag of carrots. You know what would be funny is it is a dog with no legs and it's like a it's four by four. Oh. <laughs> just a remote control dog. No, it's still, it's still, it's just, it's just terrified. Now, now, it, now it sits, now it sits still and hopes there aren't any declines nearby. <laughs> Put up on fucking cat guns, RC track, and jump in. <laughs> Look at the joy when little Chester felt when he got all his wheel. He still can't move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, I hate that, and not only does it. Uh, like you said, it's annoying if somebody's just in your way. Like I, I, I'm always like in a hurry, even though I don't have anywhere to go. But like, still, like, like I, I want to get to my next thing, whatever that ha- might might be. And like, I, I've been there before. Where I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like, I'll pay for it. Can we just move things along? I, I can't remember where I heard it. I think it's I don't remember if it was a comedian or, or a tweet I read or whatever. But it was something like. <laughs> The lady, uh, the lady couldn't get her card to work or couldn't afford her groceries or something like that. And he, he's like, so I stepped forward. And I was like, I'll get it. Don't worry. And she was like, I have a boyfriend. He's like, bitch, I'm not trying to date you. I'm trying to get your broke ass out of the way so I can watch the game. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> you think you're in my league? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but- can't afford Fritos. 
Mm-hmm. I wanted to take a shot at Freddie's question. I've done a couple like public fundraisers uh, on, on the internet, and then I've done some that weren't even fundraisers. Like I ran for King of the Web. It was seven grand. I just took all the money and gave it to charity. And every single time it was turned on me and like uh, it became a negative thing for me personally, I felt like uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. And over the years, I've become much more fiercely protective of my own mental health yeah. uh, with regards to social media and YouTube. And I don't to have and to recognize. Uh, yeah. So I don't do public charity stuff anymore on YouTube because I don't well, find a fault in the way you give money away. <laughs> yeah. When you yeah. get to a critical Don't mass pop. of people following you for any reason, there will be some who hate you for everything you do. You, <laughs> like, you, you could you could like cure cancer, and they'd be like, "He did that selfishly." You're, you're uh, somehow most altruistic, and and they're like, "Oh, what's his angle?" Mm. I yeah. will say, I will say, your time is is arguably more valuable than money in a lot of ways. Um, in yeah. you'll, you'll, the, those. Those opportunities will find oh, nice. themselves like it, it may not be paying for the groceries. It may be helping load them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's little things that will present themselves. I'll, I'll even take a, you know, a, a selfish uh, jab at myself. And like, you know, we it, with the coffee company, we struggled, um, you know, to, just because there's so many organizations that do exploit certain narratives uh, to profit off of them. So we mm-hmm. like separated our charitable um organization from the profitable one so mm-hmm. it's like we work with um people and organizations directly um so that we know that they're making a significant impact in those communities mm-hmm. so they may not they may not make social media and everything but fortunately we do get to see the the impact of mm-hmm. um the communities and stuff like that and that's super important um yeah. you know because uh, again, at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, I, it's funny. I like, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot in the last like five, 10 years. I used to refer to myself as a, um, a pessimist that was trying to be optimistic. Um, mm-hmm. and now in the last, I would say probably two or three weeks I've shifted and I don't know what happened in life, but I would consider myself an optimistic that's skeptical of mm-hmm. certain things. And it's, it's, it, like internally it's a, it's a it's a it's a great thing it feels good yeah it seems like a healthier a, mindset to be in completely and it's like you know what we may be on this rock hurling through space and it may end at some point you know uh 500 million years from now or you know 10 years from now but the fact that i can make a difference in some positive way like in the short term fucking mm-hmm. i'm gonna do it i have yeah. a question mm-hmm. oh taylor do you want to go no, no, go no, ahead. I, so I wrote down what is a reluctant narcissist. By the way, no way narcissist is spelled correctly. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> how, wait, wait, how, how did you spell it? N a r c i s i s t. Not enough s's, but close. <laughs> you asked, yeah, you asked, <laughs> a few, but all right. You're on the right track. <laughs> you, you, me? You, you were on the path. So, what's <laughs> a reluctant narcissist? So I, I feel like I feel like social media rewards. Uh, a certain type of narcissist. Um, you you have to have a certain level of understanding and enthusiasm for yourself to be successful in 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 marketing to the people who like that same thing. Um, and and I in the past, be it consistency and schedule and uploading on YouTube or social media, I refuse to 
play in that and and do it because I feel like I'm feeding this level of narcissism in myself because I'm the primary character in that mm -hmm. thing. And maybe it's because there's a fear of me being a narcissist um, or what. So I say I'm a, I'm a reluctant narcissist in that like I like I'm constantly stepping in and stepping out. You have out. to do that and you have to amp yourself up for your job. Like you're, you're forced to do that, but you don't like the way it makes you feel. You feel like it's almost like, yeah, because it much like the charity off. thing. I feel like when, I, when there's the focus, did everyone the hear fuck? that? <laughs> what was that? It, it, it's kind of like the charity thing. Um, it, it, whatever it is that I'm doing, it feels gross. If the motivations just self gratification, mm. Wait, there's, there's music. So music. Someone's got music. We got to turn Kyle, that off for you, YouTube. It's not you, right? YouTube will hurt us for that. What is I, it? Someone's playing music. I absolutely do not have any music. I would, well, I don't know how to play music. Like I, I actually, I don't know how to put audio on the show. So I don't, I know, I know it's not me. <laughs> I, I, I don't have that ability. I don't think. <laughs> I do not have YouTube open. No. I've got I, one I have tab. YouTube open to Freddie's channel on videos. So I know it's not playing through that. Uh, yeah, I, nope, definitely not. I don't know what I don't, could well, be. hopefully it's if, done. If I play music, it doesn't come through on the show. I, yeah, if I like watch a video, it just comes through my headphones. It has to be Zach. that way. Zach thinks it's know. coming through someone's speakers, but maybe Reg regardless. Kyle, right? you're not owning up to it, are you? I don't know how it could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would know if that Ed Sheeran song came on that it was Kyle. <laughs> if you heard music and it wasn't Ed Sheeran, it definitely wasn't. Him. <laughs> okay. Kyle's all about Ed Sheeran. He wants to fuck him. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to be. He wants to be fucked. His plan by him. is Sorry, to be friends with Taylor Swift so that Ed Sheeran fucks him. Is Ooh. that the Lord of the Rings connection? The he was a, he was in the the Hobbit soundtrack. Oh no, he was, but he was also in uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah. What was yeah, he yeah. in Lord of the Rings? Ed Sheeran? No, uh, he's the too second young for that. Second Hobbit movie. Uh, he was uh, the soundtrack. Yeah. I will never watch those Hobbit oh. movies again. I, in my head, they have been it's deleted from the canon of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I, I don't want them associated with the original films whatsoever. They're, uh, they're, they have some good qualities. What the the second? <laughs> so the second movie. The second. I I really didn't like the first one. The first no one was did. like it. It felt like it was ten people telling a different story, and it's just going all over the place. The tone was all whacked out uh the pacing was bad and yeah, yeah every and time it, you're about to learn something new the dwarves are like oh and, the, and it's like ah, yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah. stop they they seemed like the worst characters ever um they, they were unlikable there were no redeeming qualities um but i mm -hmm. really like the second one um made, the man, was I, legolas doing in there I love no Legolas was that that was stupid that they they really shoehorned that guy in there um but I think I love the dragon parts, man. I thought that was awesome. I mean, the dragon parts where it was uh, whatever the famous actor is who does the dragon's voice and then... Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. Yeah, Bilbo, whoever, the actor who plays Bilbo. I like him. Yeah. And so, like, I thought those scenes were good, but it was literally just him kind of bantering. And, and ironically, that was one of the closest to form as far as like what Tolkien wrote in The Hobbit. Like, they, yeah. everything else was out there willy nilly. Legolas is there with his non-existent in the canon girlfriend or some shit. And then, <laughs> yeah. like, you you get the the conversation between Bilbo and Smaug, and that was good. You know, the, the what was it got Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, he he had a very very good like authoritative sounding voice for Smog. Yeah. I like that. I, I thought it was very well done. Um, what I didn't like in the third movie is that they just tied that up in a bow in the first five minutes. Like yeah. they, they left that on a cliffhanger, and Bilbo was like, "What have we done?" And in the first five minutes, they're like, "Oh, they just killed the dragon." Okay, good. Well, they were fucked because they took a story that is tremendously less dense than Lord of the Rings, and they tried to make it into an epic of similar size on film. No, it and so it's yeah. like you're, there's so, just so not it, enough to so talk so about. The Hobbit is shorter than all three of the Lord of the Rings books individually. Yeah, like it, there's not a, it's not that dense. So I just didn't like it. I, I'm, I I'm dreading what they're gonna do with Amazon and Lord of the Rings. I think I they're gonna, I think they're gonna fuck it up so bad. You want to bet? Yeah, because no matter what, if a subjective bet, let's do a million dollars. I have to admit. Oh, shit. <laughs> if I don't like it, I win. Yeah. because cool. <laughs> You see the Patriot or Patriot on Amazon? They killed that. No, what is that? I haven't even heard of that. Is that a show? So good. So good. Yes, sir. Uh, Patriot, it's about um, a narc uh, or non official uh, or knock, non official cover. Guy in the agency. Oh, it's oh, a, no, a comedy show. I haven't heard of this. It's yeah, dark comedy, but it's great. Okay, I'll look at it. I like it's, Barry. Barry, it, that like like uh, I wish Barry was. I guess maybe they're they're out because of the pandemic. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, Barry is, is it on Amazon? Uh, sh maybe it's Showtime or something like that. Barry has um, who's the actor from Saturday Night Live? Will um. <laughs> What's his fucking Chevy name? Chase? Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's his name is his, his name is Bill Hader. Chris Kattan. Ask it, Taylor. Andy Samberg. Chris Kattan. That's Chris Farley. Bill McDonald. Yeah, it's Bill Hader. Bill Hader's a hitman, and somehow or another, he ends up in acting classes. I think I think maybe he was like stalking like the next person he was going to kill, and they were in there. But it, but it, it turns out like. He's talented, like, and he's just like, I think I'm gonna try to pursue this acting thing. And you're like, but, but you're a hitman. Like, I can do both. So he's trying to be an actor and a hitman at the same time, and it's mm -hmm. a lot of like, like not. He's very unassuming, and then you watch him handle a, a firearm, and it's like, oh no, they're dealing with James Bond. That's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like, yeah. There's some like, there's a really emotional scene. I won't spoil too much, but like. He's there with a friend of his who didn't know he was a hitman, and now he has the friend has seen some hitman shit, and What's he it can't called? take it. Barry? Barry. It's called Barry, and it, Barry. it's funny, Let's like it, it, it speaks to like some of that like introverted conversation we were having earlier, where like, like someone who is really nervous about one thing, you know, isn't nervous about all about the other. Like in Barry, like he'll they'll be like, you have to kill three people, and he's like, okay, whatever, like I'll go do that. And then he's in his like improv class, his acting class, and like you have to do a monologue, and he's like stressed as shit for like a week straight. He's killed four people within that <laughs> week, but it's like he'll murder someone and be like, it's exactly. And they'll be like, are you okay? Like, are, are you stressed out, Barry? Yeah. What's wrong? He's like. Exact same this, thing with I've Patriot. got this presentation. Yeah. Most up. guys <laughs> that I know that work for the agency in some capacity uh, love that series. They love it. So that's, yeah, it, it's it's like the uh, the reverse of the plot of Team America: World Police, where you have an actor that's play that's trying to be a secret agent. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, you could do both. It's fine. <laughs> or, yeah, it's similar to that. That's a great movie. I. I, I watched it too many times when it first came out, Team America, World Police, and I did that thing where you like overdo it, and now I can't go back and watch it. Do you know why they did the whole thing with Matt Damon? 
with Matt Damon. That's yeah, I, I think they that the, they tried to get an actual puppet face that looked like Matt Damon, and there was a mistake in the pro, uh, the production of it, and he looked retarded, and so they just had <laughs> Matt Damon be retarded in the film. <laughs> <laughs> they asked Matt Damon, they're like, "Have you seen you know World Police?" He's like, "Yeah, I've seen it." What do you think about the part with with you? He's like, well, I, I thought the whole thing was great. I don't know why I talk like that, <laughs> but I went with it and they told him and he's like, oh, that's hilarious. Because like, we've never had a problem with each other. I think Matt and Trey are geniuses. I didn't know why they made me like that, but it's good to know it wasn't anything Dude, personal. Matt, Matt and Trey are some of the consistently funniest guys, like writing and fully running a show on their own. Did you like basketball? I did like basketball. I it, think was it was good. Funny. Yeah. What yeah. about Orgasmo? I don't like Orgasmo. Orgasmo wasn't that good. It's like they were getting their feet under them. Yeah, so, yeah. The, yeah. the concept was funny. The the execution wasn't great. That, um, like uh, dialogue though was there in, in basketball really good. Like, mm -hmm. like that, that, the way that how vicious it, vicious it is between like um, Matt and Trey and who, Squeak or whatever his name is. Yeah. Like like that's just. And you can like you can hear Trey or Matt. I think it's Trey. Like randomly throughout the movie, you'll be like, guys, what the fuck's going on? And oh, like, yeah. like he'll say it like the mm -hmm. way Cartman is before they like tinny up his uh, his pitch. Yeah, I think what happened with um, I mean, have you guys seen any of the new South Park stuff? I like them. I I don't have Paramount Plus, so I haven't seen any of the new stuff. It's it's all right, man. Like I I don't I don't know if it's it just it, it doesn't hit the same. It's sort of like Always Sunny. Like I watched the new uh, the new season and. There were a few times when it was it was pretty funny, like they were trying to get back to you know mm -hmm. old form. But they've they've done this for a while, yeah. And and it and it really does show. And I like that they're going into different directions, like the the last episode where uh, you know it got a little emotional. I think that was that was fine. The last but, episode of Sunny did. I haven't seen. Yeah. It. yeah. Oh, I haven't. I I watched the first couple episodes of the most recent season, and like literally the first two, like I was sitting watching with my wife. And we're both like, it's probably my favorite show all time. I love Sonny. I've seen yeah. all of it a bunch of times. Same and man. like, I was watching it and it was like, this doesn't even feel like the same show. The characters are so different. Their pacing and their lines is different. Their opinions are different. Like they're, it was just like, give it a few more episodes. The, the first, the first two were a little weird. Yeah. And it's not like it's a, you know, calamitous fall in this, in just yeah. this season, it's been a pretty steady March downward for the past four seasons or so, which is expected, you know, you're, you're going to run out of material. That's the uh -huh. way it goes. Yeah. But like I was rewatching just this week. It's, it's the show I'm, I'm just like running in the background right now, like rewatching like season four, five, where like uh -huh. they're, you know, having to smuggle heroin up their asses to get Charlie's or uh, Max dad out of jail. And, yeah. and it's like, this, this is what I love about the show. Like, this is the the prime kind of the the, the so, peak. So they have some of that um, in in this season, and actually, I like this season a little bit more than the last one um, oh. because, yeah, it, I I didn't think I would like the first two episodes. I think were a little dry for sure, yeah. uh, but then it got it got a little bit better with their like just absurd situations, which I think they do very very well. Um, and their acting is is gone really well. Like uh, they're not this season, but the last season where what is it the, the one where mac comes out to his dad yeah um, yeah, yeah he does like the dance scene yeah, that is funny that is very that, funny yeah but that, that's like but it, it was also um like they tried to do the emotional route where like obviously that was that was like very emotional you know like that, i think that was that was very well done i like that they're branching out and doing their you know doing new things but 
it it definitely like I don't know how long they could do this. You know, I, I don't I see think another on their three last, seasons. Their last leg of it, like, and it's like the way you said, like they do their wacky stuff so well. That's what you watch shows like Sunny and South Park for is like the silly yeah. out there wacky scenarios. And like, that's another, a reason that South Park has gone downhill. I haven't seen all their new specials, but yeah. I have seen like the Tegrity Farm shit. And I like, didn't really like it. Yeah. After, after one episode, when it became apparent that Tegrity Farm was going to be a new angle, it's like, this isn't funny. It no. wasn't, it was barely funny when you introduced Randy starting a weed farm and now Stan being removed from his childhood pals. Like, yeah. what the fuck? I get it. Randy has like has become the funniest character as yeah. the, the creators well, have yeah, grown I up. Think you like the special then, because like they kind of put an end to Tegrity Farms. Oh, well, I've been over it for two seasons. Well, they, it's, long it's, it's been really going. Yeah. Like, 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 like when it's kind of a story that gets told and it's like sort of, yeah, and then ha that happened. Well, yeah, and then everybody was on fire and they shot each other in the eyeballs. Yeah, and then and then they caught on fire again. Like, like, like things were real bad at mm -hmm. Texas Farms. Things didn't end well. And then the very ending, um, I thought was hilarious. Uh, I really liked what they did with Cartman. The whole I thought that was the strongest bit in this last uh, this last episode. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't love like the older version of the boys. I thought it, you know, it could have been zanier. I guess it was. It, it was kind of like. Yeah, that's probably what they would be like. They're just normal adults. Yeah, uh, they're just just yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah, um, like they weren't like whack wackadoo or anything. They just mm -hmm. kind of become normal people, except for but um, butters, of course. Who? Mm -hmm. I I think what what happens is, uh, you know, South Park has always been a parody on you know real life, but real life has gotten so utterly insane that like <laughs> what what are they parody? Like what what I think the turning point for me was the election when they um yeah. when they had uh Garrison become president because I thought right then I'm like they they can't do anything else like there, there's nothing well, that could be crazier than this because the problem mm -hmm. was they didn't think that Trump would win and they Nobody did. Scared. Nobody not even Trump did. No, no <laughs> so, nobody expected look so, at the betting markets. Yeah, so some people made a boatload. <laughs> and they had this big like like storyline built up that was going to involve Hillary Clinton becoming president. Mm -hmm. And then it didn't happen. And they had to like think on their feet and like make this whole like story that was three quarters of the way done, like going a completely different direction. The same way those maniacs who wrote lost season two did, you know, <laughs> I mean, for, for like an episode or two, I did think that them using Mr. Garrison to make fun of Trump. I thought that was funny. I think, I think they had some good lines, some good jokes. If he died the next episode or something or, yeah. or like been impeached or whatever for like coming on an intern, like, like, like get it over with. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's how I feel about the integrity farm shit. Get, get it out of here. Get, yeah. get past it. It's just not that funny of a premise. Well, they, and you they, go back and you watch like season, like early seasons of South Park. Like you're immediately reminded like why people fell in love with the show when they're, mm -hmm. when they're like canceled. I think it was like season seven when, when like earth, the show gets canceled mm -hmm. and they're all like, oh, up there. So they're good. all up there in like a space and they're sitting around like, and they're all like, wow, guys, it's crazy. This is like the second time we've all been to space. And Cartman's like, it's like my fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so funny. And it's like, we've taken it. And it's like, and the, the voices are so bad when the alien comes out. It's just Trey being like, we've taken shapes that are much more palatable to your human eyes. <laughs> it's just like a, a taco shitting ice cream. <laughs> 
like, yeah, st- stuff like so that. I, do you remember that episode where they had they inadvertently uh, discovered like warp space travel uh, with the um, like it was like Randy he put like a piece of depleted depleted uranium oh, into the into the toy for the box car derby yeah, or whatever it yeah, was yeah, yeah yeah and then like there was this elaborate ruse set up by aliens uh, where it's like. Uh, this guy, Baby Fark McGee's axe wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then at the end, it's like, what are you insane? Like, does this sound sound real to you, Baby Fark McGee's axe? Space jail? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Space jail. Yeah. See, like, and like, and everybody's different. Some people, I'm sure, like the the full season arcs more. I've never met one, but like, no, it's just better when they do the one offs and the silliness. And yeah. in that way, with every episode, like, you don't know what they're gonna do going in. Did uh did you guys watch the uh The Witcher season two of The Witcher yet? I have uh, not yeah. watched season one of The Witcher yet. Oh my god, you really, uh, what's it about? What I think it's about a witch. Who the fuck oh, are you okay. people? Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Henry Cavill. Yeah, Henry it's Cavill. Really it's really good. Um uh I, I like witch. He's here. One. Yeah, everyone that <laughs> <act> cool. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Henry. You, you would recommend it, Kyle? Yeah, season sure. one and two. Yeah, for sure. It's great. Doesn't it quit prematurely after two? So I'd just be I'd just be starting a show that. Ends, well, I mean, it's not right? a cliffhanger, but not on like a crazy cliffhanger. It's like kind of they're like, all right, and now we go do the other thing. It was it's you like game of, you like Lord of the Rings. Oh, the yeah. show's still going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought that it got oh, canceled this is like for some a wildly reason. Wildly popular show, like like, like yeah, it's right. keep going. I try not to oh. watch any shows that aren't done. Like I I, I make very. Like there are some exceptions, like the Expanse and and Always Sunny, but like mm-hmm. I I don't want because I've actually never seen uh, Game of Thrones, and I did this specifically because I wanted it to be over, and then I wanted to see what people thought of the last season because I don't want to get to in five seasons into this shit and then go like oh well I I guess I wasted all my time yeah well, that's what we all years in advance <laughs> <laughs> what was that you predicted. That it would suck eight years in advance? No, no, no. I, I just wanted to see. It, it's the same thing with Breaking Bad. Like, I got into it right when they were at the season finale. That way, um, when I saw people say, oh, this was great or whatever, then I go, okay, well, I know I have something to look forward to. Versus if something keeps going, then they kind of lose the plot. They write themselves into a corner. Whatever happens into, you know, like plenty of shows do this. Or they just straight up get canceled. Like, uh, my wife and I... That, like- so you're 32 years old, and you think, I'm going to save this for when I'm 40. It's not eight years. I mean, it doesn't have to be eight years. Like The Sopranos, stuff like that. Like, there were, there's a year and a half between seasons, and people love that, you know? Hey, so, I get it. And you know yeah. what? You know what did it for me was 24. Again, like, I moved to Los Angeles, and I, this was before kind of DVRs, a little dating myself, I guess, but um, 24 season one just my entire life mondays 8 p.m revolved around that Mm -hmm. because if you missed it you were fucked like Mm -hmm. you wouldn't get to see like a repeat throughout the week or be able to see it on youtube or anything like i think it came out in like 2002 or something like that i don't know what it was but yeah anyways i was like screw this never again like i'm gonna wait until the season's over and i'm gonna get all the dvds from Mm -hmm. netflix when netflix was (laughs) mailing out dvds and get the whole season and just binge it same thing with sopranos and stuff like that but i felt the same way you know with dexter and lost people's reactions were so visceral about like 
having invested so much of their life into that yeah. series and they were angry. And I was yeah. like, yeah, screw that. that. That ain't me. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen lost either. And I haven't seen Dexter. And I, I, I just, I will not watch a show that ha that is not over yet. And you can tell that there are some shows, like even if they are over, they went two seasons more than they should have. Yeah. You know, um, we watched, God, my wife and I, we watched uh, uh, the mentalist. Um, and that was, it's like a crime drama thing where, uh, the guy is, um, everybody thinks he's a psychic, but he's not actually a psychic. He's just a mentalist and he does all this sleight of hand stuff. And it was a really interesting way of, you know, approaching things. So it's not like from the supernatural, he was actually debunking a lot of the things that people thought were supernatural. Um, and it was very analytical and it's like, he's kind of like a house character, you know, like a Sherlock Holmes character. Um, but at the end, like him and his detective partner, like, uh, you know, she is, uh, you know, kind of straight man to funny man type thing. But uh, he ends up marrying her. And then there was that dynamic just like shifted. And it was so weird. And it broke the show. And I, I was like, they needed to end this last season. This this makes no sense. But did you watch Game of Thrones? No. So I've only seen like one episode. And I'm like, this is there's too much in this for me. Like, that, oh, I don't... no, it's definitely worth watching. I think Nah, I don't I'm not. That's that's a huge time investment. Like maybe at some point, um, but I, I'm not I'm not ready to for that that plunge. Yeah, I well, whatever. I mean, fantasy is one of those weird things for some people, but like I don't know. Like I I feel like Westworld, like mm -hmm. things like that, where it's a it's kind of a intellectual like kind of I don't know thought exercise in a lot of ways. Yeah. Where like kind of the Matrix was that for me the first time I saw that. Where it's like your brain just goes on all these different if this and that or like what ifs and like Westworld season one specifically was definitely like that. Um, right. You know, I, I feel like you do yourself a disservice not to kind of go down that creative uh, avenue. Maybe, if, but if you I have yeah, time to yeah. consume content. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like you do yourself a disservice by most shows don't end strong, you know, like, like you can stop. Yeah, Breaking Bad was is one of the few exceptions that really did end strong. But mm. like Dexter, I enjoyed all of that. And even though the very last episode yeah. of the entire thing maybe had room for improvement. I mean, I didn't hate it as much as other people, but I mm -hmm. didn't love it. Um, it was still a good series. Still liked it. <laughs> I liked it more than Kyle. Okay. Yeah, it, it was sometimes... the whole last season was insane. Um, the second season, the season before that was pretty bad too. They should have probably ended they should have ended right after the whole thing with um, John Lithgow's character um, and after Rita passed away and everything. That should have probably been the end. Imagine a show's goodness. Goodness. Big vocabulary here. It mm -hmm. is measured under the bell curve, right? Just because, you know, like it starts okay like The Office does and then it peaks and it's amazing and then you get down into the other bosses and stuff and, it, and it, you know, that trails off on the other end of the bell yeah. curve. That doesn't mean it wasn't a good journey. Just because I, think, of, I, I think I think it in some ways it does. I, I'd, I'd disagree a little bit there because um, with a good story, like a very very basic element of storytelling is like you want to have you know you, it's tension and release. You set up a problem and then you solve that problem at the end. If that problem's not solved at the end, all you got's a fucking problem. So like people don't people feel like all right, well I'm still I still have all these questions and they they haven't been satisfied. So what am yeah, I doing? With that's my time? a that's a simplistic way of looking at it, in my opinion. Oh no, it's definitely be, simplistic be, for sure. Because yeah. because what's life? Life is yes. 
all these things that never get yeah but we're talking about a tv show we're not talking about like like the office the office is one of the greatest fucking comedy series of all times even if you checked out at season four you're like it was worth the ride sure you could stop at season three and it's a great fucking thing like like jim and pam get together and it's all over (laughs) (laughs) you you could stop on that episode where where jim comes back from new york pops in Mm -hmm. the door and asks if she's free for a date like you could yeah. stop right there. Pre pre screen with somebody and say, "Hey man, would would you? Where should I stop?" I disagree. I <laughs> yeah. think there's yeah. a lot of good content. Oh, there's um, there's 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 seasons of good content, but you could have stopped right there and it would have been perfect. And I don't think if you stop a TV show's arc in the middle of its bell curve, I'll do How You Met Your Mother, which maybe follows the same thing, right? It's fabulous in the middle, and then it look after the peak is just as good as it was before the peak you just expected it to go on a continuous upward journey but it's still good to me mm-hmm. i think that you can enjoy both halves of the bell curve even if the last episode didn't end like you wanted the two. yeah i mean soprano yeah. i don't like how it ended i would have chosen a different end for tony but um but i yeah I, I get that too yeah I, I wasn't you know i wasn't thrilled with the ending but like a lot of people were like really mad about how that ended because it, it gave them it's like somebody was telling you a story and then they walked out of the room you know because yeah. like well, what but, happened? but those people didn't pay attention you know? right they, right they yeah they, they didn't but they didn't um, hear tony's conversation with bobby in the boat a few episode uh, an episode or two before mm-hmm. um you know they haven't been paying attention for years you know everything just goes black don't you think yeah probably so if you're lucky you know and that's what happened tony got shot because he was fucking with new york and everybody else mm-hmm. somebody walked into that diner and shot him it's it yes. you know, it's, there's there's so much uh, I've I've seen all those theory videos. You know, there was back when Christopher had his dream, and uh, the guy told him three o'clock, right? Three o'clock. Now Paulie's up all night. Three a.m. He's oh, oh, oh. he's scared in bed. He wants to know what three o'clock's about. And they're like, the shooter was at Tony's three o'clock position. I'm like, all right, I don't know about all this nonsense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something about th- the three three to four o'clock hour, man. That's when they get you. That's the one <laughs> hour. The aliens get you at three thirty. Yeah, and people don't like watching Meadow Park. I think that's the best part. Like, like, like watching her park and like more and more tension is building as she like fails to fucking park and like mm-hmm. you keep cutting back to Tony eating fucking French fries or whatever and like everything the camera focuses on, you're like, huh, huh. it's like clearing a building. You're like, more huh? than one person huh? enters through the door with that bell on it, and every person, if I recall correctly, every person that comes in, I'm like, is this a guy? Yeah. No, okay, he's just he seems like a non-player um, yeah. yeah such a good series yeah ozark yeah. ozark too ozark ozark is ozark is awesome yeah. we were talking about this the other day uh my opinion and i think someone said this to me so it's not an original but but ozark is the best show debuting right now like that's still ongoing i can't uh, wait it's, it's, season two, it's it's rare that season two of something is is better than season one unless yeah. you're talking about like like a, like procedurals are all often like that they get yeah. their shit together the characters like now have personalities after season one. Star Trek. Jason is Bateman is just fucking awesome. He's yeah, amazing. The, the acting in that series is just everybody's the kids are good. Both curb kids are... or not curb. Uh... Arrested oh, wow. Development. Arrested Development. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Ozark is very very good. I seem to be the one guy in. Um... Fuck is, is it heroes? What is it called, Kyle? The TV show I like from uh, Amazon. Home oh, the boys. The boys. Oh, the boys is fantastic. I'm a I. I'd be more excited that the boys drop than Ozark, but they're both oh. very good. 
I, yeah. I I would be more excited yeah. for Ozark. That is number one the show I've been following the most. I like apparently. both. I like both a lot. I, I feel like um they they both do similar things. Um they have that popcorn quality. I really just like to watch him do his thing and launder his money. And I like that little blonde girl. I want to I want to see her call somebody a motherfucking cocksucker or something. I don't know shit about fuck. Yeah, oh, she, and her 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 southern accent. Kyle and I have critiqued this before. She drifts from southern Missouri, Ozark to Georgia to Florida to Alabama. Listen, I, I'm every listen. Kind of I will say this: like I've gone through, like that used to be a pet peeve of mine in LA when people would do southern accents because I felt like there were four in just the northwest Georgia middle tennessee area that i could pick out from the pocket to inner city and everything really really well from choice of slang terms to how fast their cadence was where their resonance was in their mouth and everything but hers is phenomenal compared to half of the people on like yellowstone or the you you listen to what was her name uh what's her name um uh, Tom Cruise's ex-wife, uh, Nicole Kidman, Nicole and Cole yeah. Mountain. Like, <laughs> he's Australian though, and they can usually do it. The yeah, yeah it, 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 the, there's like a little draw with Australian that you can go to yeah, Southern. I feel like, like yeah. And the, but you're, you're like, like, it's funny you said Yellowstone, like, Richard. Yes, it turned into. I love it. Yeah, Yellowstone season one was arguably one of the worst written shows ever. It was hmm. the the. The acting, the dialogue, everything was so bad. It's like, why do you want me to hate the mother? Like, there is no reason to hate the mother. And it's just like so many things. Why about did it. they want us to hate the mother? It was so weird. And Were then they like, setting her up to be a bad Jamie's guy? such a bitch. Like, why is he acting such like 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 a beta? Like, it was so weird. <laughs> and and then and then like season three rolls around. It's like, oh, this is fun. This Dude, is when, fun. Like, like Rip is my favorite character. Um, Four I, I is was, great. I want to watch the Rip show. Um, I love uh, the daughter whose name's escaping me, the redhead who's fucking hot and gets naked inexplicably a couple times. Nice. Um, I didn't know there was nudity on that channel, but I guess so. And uh, <laughs> but but I love when like she's in trouble and like rips on the way. <laughs> and I'm, yes. Like, like she's getting beaten the fuck up. But but I'm just oh, like oh yeah can I jump in and then I they can she's defiant and brave she's getting beaten the fuck up and and she's like you call this a beating oh <laughs> yeah she's getting can we spoil here wait does she she's getting she's getting raped I don't yeah. think it happens no it doesn't no she's getting raped and she's she's talking about how small his penis is no she's not getting raped I promise you she like like she's like pull it out show it he can't get hard like because she's talking so much shit. She's oh telling God. she's like, show me that thing you were cursed with. I could, I'll floss my fucking teeth with it. Yeah, get well, it. That sounds, that sounds like a fantastic show. <laughs> and, and he can't, that's why he's beating the shit out of her because he can't get hard because she's talking so ah, much shit. His it's dick's like, not working and he's mad. He needs about her it. to cry and scream. Bluechew.com code PKX. Yeah. And, and, and so she's like, being compliant there. So like, but meanwhile, her fucking. <laughs> but meanwhile, oh, this is a consensual pill. Dude, what's funny with the whole Yellowstone thing is like, my my grandpa liked Longmire. My my grandpa for oh, yeah. Richard and, and Freddie's benefit grew up in southern Missouri, no running water on a farm. He was a cattle rancher, farmer most of his his life, trucker too. Very, very stereotypically southern Missouri. And like I was like, Oh, you know, I know you love Longmire. My friends really like 
uh, Yellowstone. I bet you would like that. It's a it's a farmer show, and he's like, I couldn't stay into it. And I was like, why? Why didn't you like? He's like, they kept doing shit you'd never do on a ranch. You'd never do on a farm. There's a scene where they're putting fence posts in. <laughs> like, and he's like, he, he, he hated the way they were handling the cattle and ranching side of it so much yeah. that he dipped out. And he like was telling me over Thanksgiving all the ways that that's not how you actually take care of cattle. And it's like, mm-hmm. and he's Even in I that boomer that. age where he's like, so- let me jump I in. I have say, never been a goddamn rancher. I have to get that. I need I need yeah. this. And they made fucking moving cattle from one place to the other look like jet skiing. Like, like it's an action scene. And they're what all season? with their fucking lassos and horses running around and ATVs. I don't know. And and, and I'm just <laughs> like, this can't be what horses are like. They're, they're playing and they're like, you know what? Let's play uh, cowboy poker. Apparently, you let a bull fucking ram into you, and whoever stays at the table wins. I highly doubt they play this on a you typical. Wanna, you that like... sounds insane. <laughs> you haven't so, seen that here's the here's the thing. Seasons one and two, I completely agree. And this is what I was telling someone the other day. It was like you can tell the point in which they got enough ratings where they said, "Hey, we're going to hire subject matter experts, consultants." and writers because season three and season four are fucking fun now they they may be embellishing to some degree and here's here's the thing that was kind of funny is like sometimes i wake up three o'clock in the morning can't go back to sleep and i think about random shit and i've been looking uh to buy a place for the last five years in texas and my realtor reached out to me about a year year and a half ago as a joke and she was like Hey, uh, here's this ranch. It just went up for sale. Um, and I open it up and it's the largest private land sale in the history of Texas. It's two counties. It's like 260,000 acres. Wait, you, you can buy two the, counties? Just, just, it was a joke. It was a God joke. God bless America. It was a joke. 260,000 acres or whatever. And I was just kind of like, and, and this is what I wake up in the middle of the fucking night thinking about. Um, and this was a year ago. And for some reason, I, I was like, I wonder if that sold. It was like, a, like, I forget how many is like 150 million or some ridiculous number. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So I get, I get on Google and I start looking around. Bill Gates and, probably bought it. <laughs> so funny thing. Uh, Taylor Sheridan, the co-creator and writer on there at, on, on Yellowstone has it under contract right now guess what the fucking ranch was that was for sale the four sixes which he tied into the story on yellowstone and i was like mind blown and then they show a picture of him he's the fucking character on the show riding the fucking horses and i'm like oh my god my mind is just blown this is so cool it's like the worlds are like coming Mm -hmm. together and everything it's like so i haven't gotten far into season four but i know that they sent uh the guy jimmy they sent him down to the that that ranch are they going to follow him down there and we get some i feel like there's going to be a four sixes spell i hope i i i hope so i'll say this like I, I think the show came out like a couple years ago, right? So so like when I was in prison, it was super popular. Like really, like when it would come out, that was one of those shows where the TV was reserved and and everyone brought their chairs into the media room and set them up like movie chairs, like like in a like a like in rows for Yellowstone for Yellowstone. And it was. Do you watch it, Taylor? 
No, I've never seen it. Okay, so just uh, me neither. Kind of. This isn't really a spoiler, but the guys who are branded, a lot of them come from prison. So when they get out, they're recruiting them to come work the ranch, and that's kind of like their second chance. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that helps. I did not know that. Yeah, it was it was very popular in prison. I didn't watch it in there. Um, I just picked it up like recently. I think uh, I think a girl recommended it or something like that, so I picked it up, and it's it's pretty good. I didn't mind the first two seasons as much. I did find it to be like Jamie's the son, right? The fucking Navy SEAL badass. No, 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 no. Which no. one's Jamie, which one? Jamie's the um, the DA attorney? Um, oh, kind of he's slimy. the worst. Yeah, yeah, he's the worst. Yeah, who's the um, who's the Navy SEAL kid? Yeah, I forget his name now. Yeah, he's for like the first season, it seemed like he he couldn't take a step like, without like Jesse Jesse life. from Breaking Bad with with nice hair. <laughs> he couldn't take a step without getting into a fucking gunfight. Like yeah. like he would just be like, "I'm gonna go get some milk, honey," and he like sees like a van where where girls being raped by two men, and of course he's got to go kill them both. <laughs> like, 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 Dude, I love that. Like that's not the part that turned my grandpa off because if he like saw a rape scene, he would hate that and like that, oh, that would be yeah. more than his sensibilities. This... But it's, like something that he bitched about, he was like, "Ranchers and farmers would never get in an argument at night. You're fucking sleeping." <laughs> <laughs> there was like that apparently there's a bunch of dialogue that happens at night and they're up till midnight you know squabbling and, and doing all that and he was like that's totally unrealistic he didn't there definitely words. has to be the suspension disbelief yeah. um just because it, if not the body count of people in montana is astronomical yeah it's more than the population of actual montana they're like oh, yeah. killing all of helena it, or whatever the it fuck. helps that kind of the point is that like you've got all these people from california coming in to like like right and they're raising the the tax mm -hmm. taxes and everything so you can kind of explain it away that way and then you got the indian casino there like or the or, or, or um the res, uh, what do you call it um reserve yeah uh, so, so they can explain some of that away but you're right montana is a fucking I wasn't. I'll say this: when that when when I found out he was dating the governor, I was like, "Yeah, that fits." I'm not blown away that he's dating the governor of Montana. <laughs> like, like, how many Casey people Dutton? Like, that's like being the mayor of a medium-sized city. Yeah. So, is there anything that like you see on shows that you know to be untrue, but it's you know because it's like your hobby, whether it's guns or cycling or whatever, mm -hmm. and it just takes you right out of the movie or show that you're watching. Anything I to do with hockey. Any movie to do with hockey, I'm just like, that's not how this sport works. No one would do this. Like, I and it's not like you need to know that much. But for some reason, because hockey is so much less popular than football or baseball, like the director of a football movie, a baseball movie, like they kind of get it right for the most part. Like they 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 do some silly things, but hockey, they do shit like knuckle pucks, like that don't make any sense. <laughs> like so, yeah. Young Blood's pretty good. Young Blood, you don't know that one? It was with um. Who's one of the male actors, very handsome, never ages, Parks and Rec? Oh, um, fuck, it's Chris Traeger. That's the character name. What yeah. the hell is his? Rob Lowe. Rob yeah, Lowe. Rob oh, Lowe Jesus. is the star of Youngblood. He's young at the time. Oh, okay. You might like it. Oh, it's oh, fun. I need to check that out then. I try not to let the gun stuff bother me. but I, and, and like a lot of times if it's sci-fi or something, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's that. That's that magic ammo in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sci-fi, you gotta suspend it's, the disbelief. You know, it's just materializing projectiles. That's fine. But like, I don't know. One thing that always bothers me, and I don't even know why they want to fucking do it, is like, like, why do they put that safety noise on a Glock? Like, 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 like <laughs> why, yeah. why are they letting me know that he's taking the safety off his Glock? 
like like and, and then like i that shotgun pumps but out. Glock doesn't the have pump yeah the how pump. expensive <laughs> would it be to go get another 870 out of a closet and do this like next to a microphone oh my god and they pump it so much it must have 100 rounds <laughs> <laughs> why not chamber that round so you have an extra one yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you seen the YouTube video where like they're parroting that? And the, it, you probably know the guy that made it. Like, like you know everybody, but he just keeps doing it. He's just shucking more and more out to those piles of them on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like, you better back up. Why are you still pop cocking that? You better stop. Why? How many are in there? <laughs> you know, I like when it comes to the gun stuff. Well, really, everything. Like, it kind of goes full circle on the perspective, life perspective mm -hmm. thing. Is like, I feel like. You know, as long as somebody's not portraying thing in a negative way that kind of brings it to the masses with some kind of skewed perspective where it's like 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 a semi-auto being a full auto or something like that. And then they're mm -hmm. shooting up a public place or something like that where it's like, hey, whoa, 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 that's completely mm -hmm. unrealistic. And you're trying to push some type of ideological BS narrative here or something like that. That's what doesn't sit uh, right with me. But if it brings people to the table that are from a different demographic that they may get excited about it, like John Wick, if mm -hmm, people yeah. see that and they're like, fuck, dude, I want to go to the shooting range. Like, fuck mm -hmm. it, dude. Like you know, John Wick's a bad example because yeah, that, actually it kills it, but good pretty good. Yeah. But it, it, it's like, if, if it gets people excited about something, fuck mm -hmm. it, you know, like, you know, we need like, more enthusiastic people in the world. What do you think? the? I know that you just admitted it was kind of a bad example, but did you see anything in John Wick that you thought was uh, outright? Like the, the things to me that are really uh, unrealistic is the amount of damage, obviously, that he absorbs. Like 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 the gunshots through body armor that he's just eating. Like like, I've, it's the suppressors. I've, I've seen that. Like you know, when you take the clay and you put the the soft armor on it and pop it, like to see the deformation that it creates on clay. So like you see a bruise on somebody and that does not tell the story of like the the deep tissue damage that a gunshot on soft body armor or does. even broken bones like you know the yeah. the 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 damage that you know something traveling even borderline subsonic you got a 45 ACP on something that's like yeah you know, like his his collarbone was was like bulletproof but still it's flexible right so like mm -hmm. if it hits anything and is like clavicle or something like that's that it may not penetrate but it's going to break a bone the kinetic right. energy is still there yeah that's what i'm talking about the clay like it's breaking everything it hits especially ribs and shit and you I, i've never had broken ribs but i imagine i've been told it's a little hard to run all night with broken ribs <laughs> I, I, you know what i don't care i just want to keep seeing him reload through scenes god it's, it's so cool. much fun it's good. I love his reloads, and they get better every every movie. Like like you can tell, he just keeps practicing and mm -hmm. just like keeps running those drills. Uh, I, and I really appreciate it when like my favorite part maybe maybe when he's running the Benelli in the tunnels in the yes. That's my favorite fucking part of all. Yeah, of you know what I appreciate running that fucking Benelli. Oh, it's he's so, he's so clean with it, and and like. I don't remember what he was shooting slugs or not. He was, I don't remember what he was shooting, but it was real fun impacts on the on the target. I think he was mixing them. So like he was he was stacking. He was stacking like a slug and then buck like and slug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, I, um, he's I need to watch those movies. They so sound Keanu, fun. Keanu Reeves is yeah. a little older than people might guess. I think he's is he 57? How old is Keanu Reeves? He's 136 years old. <laughs> Tom <Yeah>. Cruise <laughs> drinking the baby blood. Um and I'm really sensitive to how people move. Like Liam Neeson probably is, is a really good example of a guy who moves like an old person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then um, he got fat, Italian guy, 
action star kind of Hello? a joke. No. Fat Italian action Seagal? star. Seagal. Steven Seagal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steven Seagal, Liam Neeson. The way they He's move. Italian? Yeah, that's I what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like if you were to watch them jump off a kitchen chair, they would do it like a guy who's very old. And I and I'm I'm real I pick up to that in a I think more than than most people do. When I see girls who are models play action stars, I fucking hate it. You know, I, I need an athletic woman to be an action star, not a really pretty one. And yeah. Keanu Reeves still moves like an athlete into his 50s and that's cool he, he looks tremendous for 57 i didn't mm-hmm. know he, i would have guessed like late 40s I, I for him no oh, no you're right i, I just looked it, it up okay. 57 uh, he, he, he yeah. hit it on the on the on the dot he looks you've great seen, you've never seen any of those movies i saw uh john wick one but i know there's like okay. four of them now honestly like like look if you i think you can care about the plot a little but mostly it's an action movie right like like it's mm-hmm. just fun to i can't watch. remember what it's about like his dog dies and then he yeah kills they kill everyone. his dog and then he has to kill everybody else. remember yeah. uh fucking reek from game of thrones <laughs> puppy out that his dead wife just had given him and then, oh like, shit that was that was theon yeah so so he has to come back and put, put a hurting on like the entire russian mafia mm-hmm. and uh and like clear the whole city out of him so he kills like i don't remember how many it is it's dozens and dozens of people in the first movie, like like over the dog. And mm. they keep saying it was a fucking dog. And he'll usually kill them before they can finish the word dog. It's a, it's a good movie. And the, That's the good. second one. Uh, I like Tally Berry. And was it the third one that had Halle Berry? Yeah. And funny story. I haven't Bells even seen Mouth. that. We did. We watched that like kind of reacting to because I had uh, Mike Ritland, um, okay. who uh, former uh, team guy that uh, worked dogs. And uh, we watched some of the dog segments on that and everything was like, oh, my God, the handling and everything on that was the bite work and everything was exceptional. Like, I love when they they bring on consultants like like clearly there wasn't just some random prop guy saying, "Hey, just do this or do that or whatever. Bring it on like, you know, uh, it was great. They brought dog trainers in and choreographers in. And, And they worked those scenes to be like legit. It was fun. They make those Belgian mm-hmm. mouths look like fucking ninjas. It's it's so good. It's so fun to watch. I mean, they kind of are. Like, if you, I, one of my favorite videos is like watching, um, comparing a German Shepherd uh, going after this guy who's like barricaded behind chairs. It's training video, but bad guy barricaded behind like stacks of chairs. You know, like like um like the kind of chairs that you would take in a dining room, dining hall, or something. They send the German Shepherd in, and he like runs between all the chairs and beats the shit out of the guy like fucking 120 pound German Shepherd or something and they send the Belgian Malin and it just leaps over all of the chairs <laughs> runs over some of them like Legolas off of like stones and, and uh, don't even reference that, that. Like, <laughs> it was the best scene in that movie that was oh that was sickening a guided missile of a dog like mm-hmm. like um Kitty's dog like Dak has bitten me before and it was just a warning bite but it was but but it, it was awful. He grabbed my Still cat. has him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I remember when you got him. Soon. I went to uh, this place in Paducah, Kentucky, where they train these motherfuckers. And I was there to film some shit. And I'd been, they'd been having the dog beat the shit out of me all day in the, in the, in the uh, suit. And I was so impressed by the dog. I was like, do you have any of these things for sale? And he's like, well, my fully trained dog, like Samson here, is $12,500. And I'm like, all right, well, not that then. You got like a retarded one or something. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, well, Dak out here was actually named after Dakota Meyer. And uh, and he's 15. Uh, what was it? 2,500, I think. Maybe 3,000. Something like that. He's got about a year's worth of training. And he knows like eight 
uh, German commands. And, and all his training is how to attack you. <laughs> yeah, he hates you, though, specifically. We haven't got to defense Kyle. yet with him. Can I jump in my favorite part of the, of the DAC like, story arc? You know where I'm headed with this? Yeah. Kitty wanted to neuter the dog, and Kyle was the only thing standing between his testicles and that doctor well, for a while. You might, the, you might breed the dog with somebody else's dog and get a puppy. I, well, Until eventually Liz Kyle's Liz like, too. you lost an ally, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah. My mouth still has his. Oh, that's great. Yeah, they're fucking... I, I, I think that, like, I, I've seen it in girl dogs, because my dad always had girl dogs, but they always get fat and lazy when they when they get fixed. And I was worried that that would happen to him. But, like, after he bit me, I was like, fat and lazy would be a good thing for this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeah, not, not muscular and aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's got yeah. too much tea. But that was a long time ago, though, too. Twelve thousand dollars for a like uh, cane PV or Schutzen, or you know, depending on like where and who and what lineage and everything, they start at about twenty or twenty-five and go up to one hundred and fifty. Yeah, that's been um, one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, seven or eight years oh, ago. What or something. the fuck is that? That's yeah. got to be a way to launder money. Nobody's yeah, buying yeah, a dog for one hundred and fifty. So here's the thing: it's like here's, buying art. Here's an interesting thing that I didn't even think about. Um, Is that so, an NFT of a dog? Uh, <laughs> if you want to get NFTs, I will unlock that fucking can here in a second. But well, yeah, three uh, minutes. Go after. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if only we had time. Uh, the, Darn it. The, the, as far as the dogs, the U.S. has been like one of the largest uh, purchasers of Belgian mouths for such a long period of time, and COVID, um, because we've been taking them from the you know, the cream of the crop overseas, be it uh, the Netherlands or uh, Germany, wherever, they can't breed them because we're buying all of them. So they've suffered in the amount that they've been able to actually breed and kind of keep their kennels full. And now that COVID's hit and everything, there's actually a, a really big shortage in the ability of getting these really like kind of stud genetics mm-hmm. of these these belgian mouths and everything because we've kind of fucked the system for so long from buying all of them and everything i didn't even think about that till one of the the trainers was talking to me the other day he's like dude i've been trying to get one for like a year and a half now but none of the kennels have it so that makes well, sense i would never yeah, think of I, that, think, though. I think dak is getting uh getting good and old slowed down so awesome about, about a year or two i'll be ready i'm gonna get myself a <laughs> I'm not going to beat that dog to death or anything, but I kind of wish I could. He's, in a, he's been a piece of shit over the years, but he always looked after Kitty, I guess. Um, but but he's always hated I me. I like the way you're thinking, though, right? Yeah, like yeah. 10 years ago, that dog could kick your ass, but the oh, yeah. tide is turning. I can Kyle it. has all the teeth. Yeah. 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 I'm going to take his CBD supplement so his hips go bad again. And- <laughs> <laughs> you know, once they flip that switch on the aggression training and everything, like there there is a threshold. Like... You, you, you got to make sure they haven't passed that point. And you like, mine is, he's a sweetheart. Like, like I can kennel him for any period of time and he's fine. But if he wants to go out and play and stuff like that, like you hear of these stories of people like that, just you know, nightmare dogs because they saw that the, Oh, the, the, the iconic working dog now and everything. And they just get them from, you know, people who are just breeding them, 
you know, not for their characteristics or traits. And they're just like, here, here you go. <laughs> and they're just fucking nightmare dogs tearing everything yeah. up. Yeah. I got one dog, but it won't be a working dog. I'll get a, I'll get a lazy dog. I want somebody to, chill, you know, just to chill on the fucking cat. Get a, get a, get the kind of dogs I have. Chill as shit. They're, I, I love little dogs. I worry about little dogs because I don't want to. I don't want them to get like. I want them to be like hardy enough that that like I could drop something on them. Like 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 nothing crazy. Like if, if, if what, I what, basket, when would that come up? You know, all right. If you were if you're doing the laundry, you got a big laundry basket full of like towels and stuff folded up, and you take it off the dryer and go plop it on the floor casually. I feel like if I drop it on Fozzie, he's he's fucked up. He's not gonna die. Yeah, yeah. If you drop that on on Teddy, my littler dog, who's twelve pounds, Fozzie's the big guy at 16, 17 pounds. But so I'm thinking like a twenty five. Both, both of them would get fucked up by that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know, little dog, little fella. He's a Great Dane. My, you can drop your laundry on my Great Dane. He'll just pop his head up with fucking underwear hanging off his ears. Like there's there's a huge you. amount of middle ground. Get get a little dog. <laughs> little dogs are so nice. When I'm when I'm sitting there watching TV late at night. Teddy runs over, jumps up on my lap. All he wants to do is snuggle for hours and hours. That's all he wants to do is just be attentive and be a, a cute little thing to pet. And that's yep. nice. The, uh, I can't believe we don't have time to talk about NFTs. Oh, <laughs> oh no. That's right. We don't have any if more fun? fantasy talk tonight. Yeah, and I wish, I wish we had an hour for ugly overpriced we cartoons. We already covered fantasy. <laughs> ugly overpriced <laughs> cartoons. See, it, it's so frustrating to me right now. It's so frustrating because I yeah. see the parallels of uh -huh. of the iPhone when it Tulips, came out in 2007. Right? Tulips. <laughs> don't be a, a boomer. <laughs> don't be a boomer. I can't help like, it. <laughs> so here's the thing. The problem I'm booming. is like, it, it, the, your reaction right now is it, like it, it's because you've been exposed to passionately ignorant people who don't understand the full value proposition. You're with us. Take that number and add well, one. Like, no, I don't know how anything works. This like, sounds like Gary Vaynerchuk. Like you, you like <laughs> no, no, like it, like it, it's it's it, it reminds me of people in social media, in like 2009 and 2010, who went around peddling views, saying that they were an influencer. It's like just because you get views doesn't mean you're an influencer, right? One doesn't necessarily mean the other. The ability to convert people, like. Like, yeah, you're not an stuff. influencer until thousands of people are so, ejaculating more than previously. I would much <laughs> rather have a thousand, a thousand people who are buying dick pills than a million people who are watching something and not converting. But like NFTs, yeah, some are digital art and everything, but like, like, like the value proposition is game changing. It's mm. fucking game changing. And I'm so excited. The food will tell and nobody else can have it. <laughs> and I'm very proud of it. Yeah. Well, you have, uh, wait, what do you have? A unicorn, a unicorn with what? With a poodle tail. With a poodle tail. Do you bought an NFT? Yep. See, it everybody like everybody's like doing these cash grabs right now with digital mm -hmm. art is so frustrating. Like I'll, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a quick a quick kind of like glimpse into my world and what's been going on over the last year or so. It's like NFTs, like when you people like try to explain it, it like their eye, like the people who are listening, their eyes will gloss over. Like, Woody, I know you get it from a coding standpoint, right? A non fungible token is a unique thing, right? But the value proposition proposition goes way deeper than art. It's proof, right? So it can be proof of ownership, like some people are saying with digital art. It can be proof of what I'm looking at is brand loyalty. Um, Proof of stake, proof of 
you know, mining, whatever. There's so many different ways to prove, right? So I'll give you an example from some value propositions. Um, I can mint NFTs to coffee club subscribers. Say somebody's been subscribed to us for six months or something like that. Every single month, I mint them a token. Okay, cool. I can unlock digital experiences for them. I can mint them or airdrop them um, coupon codes that are unique to them. Um, there's so many different things that I kind of like, I almost don't want to get into and kind of like reveal the whole roadmap, but mm -hmm. it's, it, the value proposition right now is being bastardized by cash grabs. And it's was, so frustrating to me. Yesterday I bought a, um, a, a jacket and like a insulated hoodie type thing. Mm -hmm. And I had a 40% off coupon, but I was thinking to myself, this fucking coupon sucks. I wish it was unique to me. The value proposition on a 40% coupon that no one else could use. Here's the thing. Why is this good? Why do I care? I, I haven't heard anything you said that has value. Okay. Check this out. You, let's use Black Rifle Coffee as an example. Okay. You've, been, you've been buying coffee from me for six months. And the brands look at things um, like churn rates. Like how long has somebody subscribed to me before they drop off? And what am I willing to spend to retain them? Typically, Dude, their there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of middlemen that kind of take money from you, be it Google, be it these third parties who verify, you know, somewhere in there that these people are purchasing coupon codes, blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, if I can tie your wallet to purchasing on, you know, our website after six months, instead of giving $200 to all these middlemen, fuck it. Here's $200 I airdrop to you to use in the store. Go ham, buy a bunch of shit. Thanks Woody for being a valuable customer to us. Or maybe I'll take and I'll, uh, you know, unlock certain experiences like avatars and shit like that, or guns or things like that in the new call of duty, because I can prove that you've been a valuable customer to me for two years. And I will spend more money on retaining you than what you would get from you know some type of BS coupon down the road. But none of that stuff requires NFTs. Yeah, it it sounds like a like a gift card thing that you could um, instead of just going through a middleman, you just do it yourself. This is a subway coupon, like a subway no, frequent flyer. No, 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 no. Because it, it, so it's, it's so, a new way of doing it. So an NFT being a non fungible token is it's proof, right? So it's non fungible. Like if you were, if, if I were to give you a coupon, you could go and duplicate that thing or give it out to other people, right? No, it would so, be tied to your account. You, like the example you gave was you said, hey, you buy from me instead of all these middlemen. Uh, mm -hmm. And now because you buy from me directly, I'll give you what I would have otherwise paid the middleman and get some loyalty out of you. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. So that's information that you've tied to my account as I purchased directly off your site. Sure. Why are we NFT? It, it just, this is just frequent flyer yep. miles with more steps. Yep. What's the extra step? The NFT. No, that's that. You get that automatically. I mean, you have just you're not having to purchase found a more complicated solution yeah, but, to an old would, problem. But you would get. But there is a process to making the NFT, correct? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> how did you this? <laughs> I don't understand how it works. No. <laughs> no, no, I would just tie this to your account on my store. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right, but that would that would make it so it was only it was inclusive to my store. 
by using certain chains, you'll have interoperability with other ecosystems. And that's where the, like, so I'll give another example then, say um, PKA has their own store, right? I could, I could take and verify that you've been a, a customer of Black Rifle, and then I could give you a deeper discount on PKA or something like that, or I could airdrop people um, a, a coupon or reward them, however, right? So it's like, it's like a QR code. No, because no. you wouldn't have to do anything. It would automatically, it would automatically apply that based off of your behavior. Mm -hmm. Well, mm, I don't get it. I think you're going to need three or four more hours to, <laughs> to, yes. to, to explain to me how my coupon works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's. I am this is this is gonna it's it's gonna be so fucking funny in like a year when we have Richard yeah. back on and it's wildly successful. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's yeah. like making huge business changes. Uh, like, I told you guys. I, I'm, I'm interested in it. They but bought I'm them just out. Hold on it. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, well, you, you definitely keep your eyes in the gaming and merchandise kind of world because the thing right now, the frustrating thing is there's a lot of people out there who are looking for cash grabs and I, they're, I they're, they're clinging you... to the, the digital art thing mm -hmm. and the utility component moving forward where brands are able to verify brand loyalty like Nikes, Adidas and everything else. They're going to provide... Kanye, whoever, be it like, hey, you bought six sneakers for me. I can verify that you bought them on at this point in time. Cool, you're going to get first access um, to you know the this concert or whatever. There's there's so many value propositions that yeah, are but companies be already do that. Like like companies they they've do, they've done that for decades. Uh, so like loyalty programs and like you can send people checks if you really wanted to. You know that's really like they can spend that money anywhere. Um, the issue that I have with NFTs is that the it's it's not even that the technology or anything like I, I understand the utility of the technology. It's great. You can use it like there's it's a different way of approaching um, of, a, uh, of a solution to a problem. The issue is that they are almost entirely pump and dumps. Like it's it's all that's all it is right now. Like people are just they have this like, I don't know, it's a monkey smoking or something. And it's just a picture. <laughs> but only one person can own that monkey smoking picture. And yeah, I, I agree. Goes, those those yeah. are total cash grabs to a degree. Yeah. But that's a, but that's a feature, not a bug. You know, like that's exactly what it's meant to do. And there's there's no method of weeding that out other than just saying, hey, guys, maybe you shouldn't do this because we can put these into coupons. You know, like that that doesn't seem like a very good argument to me. Like it's just I would love to get into NFTs because there's a lot of ways that creators can use NFTs. Like, let's say you made your very first video and you made that into an NFT. I bet you someone would pay money for that. NFT, like just, you know, an NFT of ownership of your first. Yeah, maybe we could get like into that, some right? of this stuff offline because I don't want to like completely throw yeah. everything out on the internet no, no, but, but like, I'm saying, like, i think I'm, the, I'm the frequent skeptical. flyer thing is kind of there but it's, it's a little short-sighted because it's centralized when you're doing it that yeah, way yeah it's not it's not it, it's, it's not exhaustive have, it's not exhaustive. you have to you have to do it through delta to get those delta frequent but when you're on like say I ethereum it's, it's a frequent flyer miles program but it's single sign-on ish but it's so you're verifying a lot of different types of behavior. So if they're supporting you as a creator, 
that's verifiable. It, it, it's, it's verifying or proving behavior. I and follow. that, and that specifically with creators is going to go a long way. Mm-hmm. And no, I, I get it. I get it. I'm just like, I, I just hate the, the, the surround, like everything surrounding the exploitation. It. It so and, scammy. Oh, it's total. And it's so frustrating when people are fucking copying the code, like quite literally copying the code of other like programs or, you know, yeah. products. And then they just change skins here and there. It's, it, it's, we so need to scummy. do that and sell the PKA logo with a poodle tail. Yeah, <laughs> make, please, please make, do. make millions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those exploitive fucks how do they do it i mean specifically specifically <laughs> how but where do i find those photos which one of those ex-girlfriend porno sites is it on <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so if, if there was an nft of kyle being jacked i mean that would go for some real money i know i already so, own just, it right, i'm being saving many, like ballpark how how many views do you average a month you know important thing i so, own uh, i own all yeah. of kyle's dick pics uh, so i did about uh, about 10 million last month okay and yeah. uh how many subscribers about 2 million okay and then uh how many uh, how how long have you been doing your channel about five years so is there any more value to you as a creator to reward those people who have been subscribed to you since year one uh maybe but uh those those subscribers also i mean it's a revolving door. Whenever you have subscribers, you you gain, but then you lose, and then people get. You know, it's it's not like they everybody watches. It's just that uh, some people they forget they're subscribed to you and they just move on. So, what about you know, people who are active in your community, like sure. people who have engaged? Yeah, with but there's there's already of... there's already things on YouTube like there, there's memberships and stuff for for YouTube. Like they have that inbuilt. Um, so like the, and I, again, I get everything. I'm granting you every single point you're making. I'm not saying that any you of have this to is pay untrue. for the YouTube component. Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. But what if um, you could verify those people who have been actively engaged since sure. year one, like, would you, would you be willing to spend more time or communicating or rewarding them in any way, shape or form? Like meeting uh, up with them, being like, "Hey, dude, thanks for fucking being showing up every single week for the last five years." The, the dude, meet up's gonna way. be a, gonna be a hard pass for me. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, even uh, if it's like a chat or something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah like of you, can I come in? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like Please you're respond. able to distill yeah. down. You're able to distill distill down those people in the community who actually really care about you and are curating and creating something more than just a passerby who's like, oh, cool video, dude. Yeah, but that, then we have uh, memberships and Patreons because those people are actually like actually supporting you by giving you money. Yep. So, yeah. so what the, I like to do yeah. is those people are fan, taking a cut. I'll have the fan masturbate for me. And mm-hmm. if, if they have a huge voluminous load, I know that they've been with me for a while. <laughs> and they if are they can fill of- one of these up. That's all. That's all yeah. it takes. busts. I'll, I'll say one this: time. as someone one who's time. who's definitely, and Kyle could probably, you know, contest for this. But it's like, you know, doing automotive stuff. That's great. Like, but when you do stuff that may not be politically correct, like firearms, when you have mm-hmm. a centralized um, entity like Patreon that says, "Hey, bro, we don't really agree with you doing firearms content." Oh no, I, I get that. Yeah. Like it, it's. I've done. It's nice I've done gun stuff on my channel. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I know what that's like. 
the like taking as many middlemen out and being as in control of your financial and creative destiny. I think that's important. Cool. Yep. Yep. Well, I agree. Uh, what are your guys' channels that you would like to pimp? Uh, you go first. PKA Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but <that. laughs> <Nice. laughs> Freddie, uh, where can everybody find you? Uh you can just go to youtube.com slash Tavarish T A V A R I S H or just look up Fast and Furious Lamborghini. You'll find my videos. Very cool. All right. PK 576. I like a load. 